From Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp and Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Coming at you! We are live. It is Monday, March 8th, 5 p.m. Pacific. We got a lot to talk about. We have a shit ton to talk about, actually, if you want to be honest. Daytona Supercross, just in the rearview mirror. Coming up in Dallas this weekend, Eli Tomac. I don't want to say it was a must win, but I think that was a must win. And he got it done. And he rode great to, uh, to get a win, his second of the year. Looking forward to uh, talking about that and Ramit, one of our own, Ramit. I shed a tear for the little boy. He's become a man. He's won a Supercross. Great job for Cameron McAdoo and all the guys at Pro Circuit. Uh, Really good show tonight. Aaron Plessinger will be on. AP was maybe the surprise of Daytona. He ran second for most of the race and then uh, ended up third at the very end there. Uh, Justin Bogle will be on. Bogle's made some big changes to his program. And uh, he'll be on, and he's done well the last couple of races. Always looking forward to talking to Bogle. Arena Cross champion, Kyle Peters. The man went undefeated through 10 rounds. Became Arena Cross champion from the Kicker Kicker Arena Cross series. Kyle Peters will be on. He also races Supercross for the Phoenix Honda guys. We'll touch base with him. Uh, Skip Norfolk will come in. And uh, looking forward to talking to Skip. He will come in studio later on the show and hang out. Probably tell us some Daytona uh, stories and more with... uh, the great Skip Norfolk, he has a brewery in town called The Huddle. And uh, we'll talk to him about that as well, see how that's going. Uh, hopefully it's well. I'm sure it is. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. We're going to give some stuff away today. we got a Works Connection Pro launch device. we got a Fly Coach's Jacket as well. Uh, we're going to give those away on the show tonight uh, in some way, in some manner. So, uh, again, 702-586-PULP. If you got something on your mind, something you want to talk about, uh, feel free and go ahead. So, thanks to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Skosh, Cambio CBD, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, Get Data, the folks at Guts Racing on board with us, Fantastic company. They work with a lot of top teams in the in the pits. They have uh, lightweight phantom seat foam. They've got custom uh, gr- custom seat covers that you can do. Um, you can design it yourself on the website. You also can just do old school gripper. You can get the uh, gripper on the top uh, only. You can do anything. Ribs for your pleasure on seat covers. Gutsracing.com. You can get them at Motorsport as well. WUSA. Love the guys at W. Great wheels. I'm, I'm building my Project 500, and they have coated the hubs. And they've given me some gold DIDs like Factory Honda used to run on there. They gave me a hell of a price on that. And uh, so thanks to those folks as well. WUSA, they got an edge set of wheels that is uh, a really good deal and uh, makes your bike look 
cool and gives you a spare set of wheels, and they're not priced uh, out, out of the market either. So please check that out. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight. And again, it is uh, AP, Bogle, Peters, Skip, Nolfolk in studio here, coming back in, making his return. He is... Uh, from KieferInkTesting.com, from PulpMX.com, from RacerX, it's Chris Kiefer. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, man. It feels so, so good to be back. All right. Since January, I thought I was getting pushed out. I you, still might be. This could be my last show. You you got to stop with that. You got to stop with that. You're, you're so worried about this. You, you Listen, I've been doing shows on the road. I think I've done three shows remotely. Mm-hmm. You were in January. That's literally like a month and a bit. That's that's six shows ago. January eleventh. It's 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 so tough. It, it, <laughs> God, dude. I was getting worried for a while. I was like, man, I don't see. I kind of like not being here all the time, right? So that way, people don't get sick of me. Yeah. But two months goes by. I'm like starting to wonder. I'm like, oh boy. I was gonna get you in earlier, but Marx is like, no way. Just right. don't do it. Right. So, I mean, he kind of runs the show here. So I, I couldn't do it. Um, lots, to talk, lots to talk to you about. Yes. I almost didn't get you in tonight because your, your bullshit. Uh, My bullshit? Your bullshit call with Adrian and Don last show. Hey, I'm Where saving. you were getting all the credit. Hey, what what happened when I, when, when I called in? Everything got peaceful. Sorries were had. Apologies. We got it out of Adrian eventually. <laughs> I mean, I had to push for that. I'm like, I, what the fuck's going on, Adrian? Come on, bro. Oh. That's right. So I'm glad that uh, you facilitated it. I did. You were saying, help me. Let's just be oh. real. Oh, your call. You're, you text me saying, please help me. And I said, abort, abort. I was giving you sirens saying, get the fuck out of this as quick as you can. Adrian emailed me to say, hey, man, I want to come on. Like, Dawn's really ruining me lately, which I didn't really know. And Adrian's like, I want to come on and talk about this. And I'm like, okay. Right. If you want to, you can come on. Right. Next thing you know, Dawn texts me, I want to call in. And I'm like, all right. Okay. I told Adrian, Dawn may call in. He didn't say anything. He did, Oh, he didn't respond no, to No, I don't think he responded to that one. Oh, my God. And then that was it. We were off and we were off to the races. Yeah, I know. Well, when I listened to it, he got really quiet, and I know Adrian a little bit. So, um, Adrian, like Adrian, doesn't help himself either when he talks. He's from New York, so he's a little bit rough around the edges. So, uh, right, it was definitely a good segment, right. nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless. Um, looking forward to tonight's show. There's AP, a lot going on. Bogle, Peters, Skip, yep. gonna be a good show. Uh, hey, don't forget, people. Um, Right after the final round at Salt Lake City, we are going to give away a 2021 Yamaha YZ450F. You can buy a ticket on pulpamex.com. It's 20 bucks. Uh, second prize is a pair of Yamaha generators, which is cool. And uh, and then we have 17 other prizes. Uh, 17. We used to, with 19 prizes total. We used to give the winner everything, right? His bike was decked out. Mm-hmm. But we decided not to do that this year. We stock. went further back. Yeah, bike gets, bike's just stock. Um so, uh, Yamaha LCQ raffle. The field is going to be set this after this weekend in Dallas, after the first race. We're going to uh, take the top 10 in points, and then now we're going to go into a chase for seven guys to get the money. Okay. So, right now, if you look right now, uh, I just got the stuff from Swiss Core earlier today. Uh, Ronnie Stewart is three points out of getting into the chase. If you don't get into the chase, you're not getting any money. You He's have on to the get, bubble. You have to get top 10. The Cat has 86 points. Ronnie Stewart is 83. 
and that's the the cutoff ten, top ten. So okay. our buddy Cade ninety two, the way he's riding, so he's riding good, dude. He could, he could actually. He's like a different dude. If Cade makes the main again, he's out right. And Ronnie Stu does anything decent, then yeah, Cade will be bumped, and Ronnie Stu will be in. So. Big, big points battle for the Yamaha LCQ Challenge. 20 bucks gets you a ticket, and uh, you got 19 prizes um, uh, to, to, to possibly win. So I have really a question. Cool. Yes. Do you hear from any of the people that won the bike, like now, like a year later? Or... Um, yeah, the guy we went to Glen Helen with. Yeah. I, I, he emailed me not that long ago. Okay. Uh, Justin was his name. I think his name was Justin. Yep. Uh, remember? RV was yeah, there and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. So the only guy I ever heard from. Okay. The guy in Canada? or No, was, no, no there was a guy... There's a guy in Kentucky that won or something, and he just went. I said, you won this bike? He went, thanks. He wrote back, thanks. That's it? Yeah. And there was another guy on a different brand that won, right, that you had it on one year. For Cowie had it one year, right? Not for this. Not for the Yamaha, no. Okay. No, that was a fantasy thing. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Pulp Mex Fantasy. So, uh, yeah, 20 bucks gets you a ticket. The link is on pulpamex.com. Go ahead and do that. We'd really appreciate it. Lots to get into tonight when it comes to Daytona. Uh, watching, Working the video screens over there and deciding what you see, what you don't see. Uh, working on the Pulpmex app that will be dropping any day now. Uh, is this I, like the X-Brand goggle? I saw a beta version of the app. It oh. looks fantastic. It looks amazing. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? How are you? Hi. Hello. What's, what's happening? I'm tired, dude. Why? I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. <laughs> it's like I've been a busy couple of weeks. I feel but, tired. Uh, How'd you like I'm to hear that? I like you. I'm, dra- you're crazy. I'm dragging ass, so I'm if letting you know ahead of time. That's a good if, way to start it. Yeah. If you're the boss, okay, <laughs> and your employee says nine minutes into his shift, your employee's like, dude, I'm dragging ass. I feel tired. You should be happy it took this long. Nine, nine, nine minutes, minutes in. That's good. How, dude, how, for, for how I'm feeling? Yeah. How am I supposed to handle that? You just hand the man a Red Bull or something. Yeah. Hand him know. something. Something. Thanks for the yeah, Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> taking your calls over there, holding things down in the corner. Uh, he is back once again. We don't know when Tisla Jerry's coming in. He'll decide when he comes in. But for now, it's Talon Taylor. What's up, Talon? Hey, what's up? Big day for you. We have a drop. We Exciting have a, We day. have an intro yep. for Tweet at oh, Talon. We do. We have a brand new intro, so we get it. God, I can't wait. He gets it. Wait. So very, very exciting stuff on the show. Will that go in your bio on your Instagram? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yep. Officially have a drop for Pulp Mix. What, yep. Do you think you get any chicks because of it? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. How's the chick situation going? Thank you. How's the chick situation going, Talon? Good question. It's not key for after dark yet. That's right. Just tell us. Give us the answer. Uh, hasn't been well since no. COVID in the back and yeah. The back. The back. <laughs> my my I back. I haven't really been trying in the last <laughs> little while, to be honest. Are you still working at the shop? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Goddamn. Jason Thomas will be in as well. Uh, Chris Kiefer brought you tonight by Decal Works. Uh, have you gotten oh. these guys the, the image yet? What's going on? I, with this? No, I I keep forgetting. What, what? I'm, I got to mark this on my notes right now. Heather's titties. That's what I'm Okay. Put. All right. So Decal Works is going to make you some custom graphics. They can make you custom graphics as well. They're officially licensed with all the OEMs. Uh, they have the best custom motocross graphics around. Uh, they got rider ID products. They got a really good turnaround, really good customer service. They're quality, service, and knowledgeable. DecalMX.com is the website. The best part is PulpMX uh, code. Get 20% off custom graphics. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. They are making me a graphic kit for my pro- my Project 500 right now. Which I saw. looks really nice. It's coming along. Yep. It's coming along. Doc wobbles, waiting on some clamps, wobbles, if, you, if you're listening to this. But, uh, yeah, so that thing's going to be sweet, uh, and you're going to ride it. I, I am going to. I can't wait to ride it. You're going to ride it. 
Because last time I rode a 500 was Larry Rossler's KX, but I haven't rode a CR500 ever. Wow. You're in for something. Right. And not only are you going to ride my Project 500 CR500, it is my old 500 from back in the day. That's even better. Like my old bike. And you plan on keeping this, right? Because I know how you do some stuff. Like you buy it and then you sell it later. Are you going to keep this? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, if somebody offered me a ton of money, I would sell it. Put it put it in here, right? Yeah, yeah it's going to go in the studio. Okay. Eventually. Yeah, for sure. Just like the 125 behind you, you rode that. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Remember that thing? Remember how hard it was to like keep it on the pipe? Like, it's just insane. <laughs> I couldn't even. I'm like, I don't know even how to ride this thing. Right? You forget about how to ride a 125. Like you're just like, what? There's a first gear. What? Yeah. You got to ride it there. Uh, decal MX decal works. Bringing you Chris Key for tonight. Thanks to those guys for making things happen. Uh, we got uh, some prizes from those guys as well. Three hundred dollar, I think, a gift card for the Yamaha LCQ privateer thing. So looking forward to that. Hey, we got affiliate programs with Arma and Karcher. So go to the uh, pulpmex.com, the sponsor deals. If you're in the market for a pressure washer or if you want to get some Arma, blitz out. Uh, there's codes to save with those guys, so we appreciate that. All that stuff's on the pulpamexshow.com sponsor deals. Also, I want to thank the folks at Firepower. Uh, they got batteries and chains. Uh, Chisholm runs them. We're going to talk about Chiz later. <laughs> We're going to talk about Chiz. Got a lot to talk uh, about. They're committed to offering superior products with a 50 years experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains. When you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Uh, they're backed by a two-year warranty. The batteries are. And uh, ask for your local, ask for the stuff at your local shop today, firepowerparts.com. I got a chain coming for Project 500 on that bike. So. O-ring? No, I'm not going to run an O-ring. Really? Nah, fuck that. 500? Yeah, bro. I, get, I, can get, I can get free chains all I want, so I don't need a... F- okay. If, if I was a, if I was a guy um, uh, who had a 500 who had to pay for chains, right. I would buy an O-ring. Soul Rider. Yeah, if I was a Soul Rider, I would buy an O-ring. Right. But, but I, don't, I don't really care. So Factory. Um, Okay, uh, we got a call for you on the line one, Kiefer, but let's let's not get too far into this. So, Daytona, Tomac, fifth win, yep. has to win, makes it happen. Good ride, great ride. It's expected, right? Yeah. Like, you see the layout of the, the Daytona course, mm-hmm. sandy, open, faster. I wrote about this in daytime. It's kind of like his home track. Yeah. Flowy, Burmy. That's yeah. right up his alley. Yeah. So for me, it's expected. You say has to. I don't really say he has to win that. He was 29 points down or something. I know. And he made some up. We got tw- he's only 24 now. 24 now, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once you saw him ride in the heat race, you're like, okay, yeah, that, yeah. it's going to be fine. Right, right. Uh, l- the big story, of course, uh, Cooper Webb and, and uh, Ken Roxon in the second turn. Webb uh, drove it outside there. Uh Kenny was not too happy after the race. Uh, we actually have his audio here. Um, can we play that, Marks? If we, are you ready for that? Here's Kenny's audio after the race. We've reached the halfway point. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously I got a really good start, and Webb just pushed me really wide into the tough blocks, which caused me to uh, lose a bunch of spots. But um, I think he's scared of me, you know. That's why he plays these kind of games. But little does he know I like to play as well. So from here on out, I'm just going to put in that little bit of extra focus on a daily basis, even at home to uh, just be that much better on the weekend, you know. He's just fueling the fire, and I'm ready for it, you know. I mean, he got this one around, and the, the points have closed up a little bit where we got plenty of racing to go. So, um, yeah, I like to play, so let's go. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus hard and, and uh, yeah, bring it on the weekend. What do you think? I think he's contradicting himself a little bit. Okay. I think he's heated, right? Yeah, he's heated. He, he wasn't expecting that, and that's why he's heated. Was it as bad as 
what he's making it out to be? No, he didn't go into the tough blocks. He pushed him out to the berm. He wasn't riding the wall. But I just think he wasn't expecting that in the second corner. Oh, yeah, you can definitely, it, you know. But Cooper kind of screwed himself there, too, because he had at least a second-place start right there, right? He came out third, I believe. Right. So he got pretty lucky because he could have come out fifth or sixth, and can he come out seventh or eighth? But I'd, I think Cooper's mentality is I'm not really worried about Eli. If Eli gets around me, Daytona, it's Eli. He's right. going to be good. I'm more worried about Kenny. Eli's 29 points back. I know I can be able to handle Eli when we get to back to Arlington. Um, so I think his focus was make sure Kenny has a bad start, and let's try to make up some points right now, yeah. right here. And it worked out for him because there's Plessinger in between him, right? Yeah. So that helped him. But I just don't understand why everyone gets all uppity about what he did. It wasn't wow. that big of a deal. It was not. That is t- – well, I you know again he could have really screwed himself. He didn't. He made it. He came out about the best he could do. There's nothing wrong with what he did. Nothing. There's that that is racing. Right. But if you're Kenny, you're pissed. And because Kenny come Kenny comes out with either first or second if mm-hmm. Cooper doesn't do that. And as a racer, you don't want to show the emotion, right? Like yeah. he's trying to let people know that he didn't like it, but he's trying to downplay it a little bit at the same time and going, hey, I'm going to concentrate on myself, which uh, is kind of bullshit. Right, because yeah, yeah. he is, he is like, I think Cooper is in his head. You know, he likes to play games, these little pit board things that he does to, to Kenny, which I thought was funny, and I thought they both were okay with that, but obviously it uh, bothers Kenny more than um, he leads to believe, yeah. you know, we all think. I think practice should be interesting in Dallas if they ever get together in qualifying, you know? I just don't see them do anything to in practice either. I, don't, yeah. I think they're old enough and they've been around enough. They're not going to screw with each other during the day. Right. It's going to come down to main event. And even in the mains, I don't think they're going to play Matasevich and Larry Ward in no. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to make sure this pass is stuck, right? Yeah. Just kind of like what Cooper did to mm-hmm. Kenny in Daytona. Yeah. He was mad. He was, Kenny was mad. And he should be. I think Kenny was yeah. more mad that he couldn't work his way back up as much as he thought he was going to. Well, he got up to Coop. All of a sudden, he strangely lost a lot of time, made some mistakes, and Malcolm got him back, right? Then he has to get Mookie back and then work forward. Like, yeah. So I think a lot of these guys were very un- undecisive when they came to the sand turn. They didn't know which way to go because you had that inside, and every lap it was fucked. Yeah. So you had a berm, and then it wasn't there. And then right. it was knifed, and then it was screwed up. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, the outside's safer, but you're losing time. You're so far out there, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he kind of got screwed a couple times when I saw him. He went outside, and then Cooper went inside, and the berm was still good, and then he made up time on Kenny. I think that frustrated him right, more. Right. So um, Yeah, track wasn't ideal. Webb let everybody know after the heat race what he thought of it, you know? So, uh, <laughs> Which I thought it was funny because – I was like, ooh, because Ricky's like, yeah, it's a great track. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. And Cooper's like, yeah, it's not a very good track. <laughs> so, and then Ricky downplayed a little bit at yeah. the, on the interview. So, so um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see, I was surprised that Kenny's was that heated about it. Uh, look, he should be mad, but he, yeah. he seemed like he was pretty upset about it. But, I mean, hey. Look, it, yeah. it's five minutes after the race. Yeah, yeah. You got fourth. Yeah. You're not stoked. Right. That little maneuver did piss you off a little bit. Right. It's fresh. And he got fourth at Orlando, too, too. So he's running into right. fourth now, yeah. yeah. I always say, like, if you're pissed off, you know, in a race, wait 20 minutes. Yeah. And then talk. Right. Because you're probably going to say a lot of shit you don't want to say. Yeah. Um, big win for Tomac, though. And that's uh, he's good there at Daytona, of course. 
you know what? Um, after that heat race, when Mookie just he couldn't catch Mookie, I was like, dude, what you know what's going on? Mookie's a great rider, but at Daytona, you would think Eli would be better. He wasn't uh, in the heat race, anyways. And then so if Webb and Roxon, if Webb doesn't do that to Roxon, and they pull the, like they go one two in some manner, you think I, so? I believe so. Yeah, I believe, really, I do. Yeah. But look how big of a gap Eli had on those two guys. Yeah. It was 11 know, seconds. He just opened it up, right? If you look at the best overall lap times, Kenny's best time I think was better than Eli's. But uh, if you look at the course of right. the race, I mean, yeah. Kenny and Coop were still in a good position to make up time. Yeah. They weren't in the back of the pack. What was up with AP? What do you think? We're going to have him on the show tonight. That was a great ride. Um, Look at. Just like Eli, it's an open track. It's soft dirt. Um, it flows. It's not as tight. I think it helps that bike. AP is really good outdoors. We know that. But AP has been good. I think he's been good all season. Like, he's yeah. been consistent. Yep. Out of all the star Yamaha guys, his starts have been the best on the team. Um, so for me to see him in a podium, and I went back and looked at some of the things I typed for Pulp, I even said, like, I feel like you get a top five, no problem. And with Daytona... I think it just fit him, and uh, the heat race helped his confidence. Yeah, a ton, right? Because, uh, God, he was hauling ass. He was crushing the whoops. Dude, it's <laughs> insane. And uh, I just think that bike still fits how Aaron rides. Um, that bike likes to be ride uh, ridden smooth. Mm -hmm. He has a blend of aggressiveness, but not overriding it like Dylan does at times. So I think all of this is starting to come to play, and with confidence and I just think he's going to start doing better. That was cool to see. He's a good dude. It was really good, good dude. Yeah, it was really neat to see uh, Aaron Plessinger get get a podium. So that was awesome. Um, and you know what? Um, it was also good to see McAdoo take the win. Uh, two years ago, uh, this is what I remember of McAdoo. Okay. Two years ago at Anaheim, he was walking down, and um, he was had his mom with him. And I just, he said, hey, how's it going, Cameron? We talked, and I, mm -hmm. I introduced myself to his mom, and I just want to let, you know, I told his mom, hey, man, you got a really good kid. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's what I look at in a person. And, and she's like, you know what? That's all I care about. I don't care what he does. I just want to be a good person. And i just like, man, you come from a good from a good family, if that's what your mom's saying. Right. Every time Aiden and I go to a track, he's one of the first guys to come up and say hi to Aiden and I. He's just a good dude. Right. Yep. Good to see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's up with Justin Cooper starts. They were garbage all day. How do you get a bad start on that bike? Uh, I How don't do you get a bad start on that bike? I would love to ride it. I would have loved to ridden it to tell you that. but Dude, uh, I just think, holy shit. I don't know if it was like a tire or a gearing issue. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like That's what they were saying on the on the yeah. broadcast. I'm thinking the tire, I mean, the, the dirt on the start wasn't that soft. But, I mean, gee, the scoop's still going to hook up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Bad starts. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Just late late jump. I don't know. Styles Robertson led some laps, though. That was cool. You know who loves him is Seth Rarick. Our guy Seth just loves Styles Robertson. Yeah. It's it's honestly I had to eat some uh, eat some crow there because uh I didn't think he would be that good and, mm -hmm. and he was. So uh yeah, props to him. And the whole pack, the top three were just different dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. Pierce Brown making his season debut, got on the box. Yeah, right. good job for Cody that. Cody Shock was up there for a while yeah, that Cody I did Shock. not expect. Man, so. dude. He got tired. I talked to Michael Lindsay a little bit today. He got tired. Uh, that's to be expected. But now he knows the pace. He knows what he can do. Good job. He's he's the surprise of the series so far. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I mean, I knew he was good, but I didn't yeah. think he was. You know, what's top up with five that guy, Mumphy? I just think nerves, man. Yeah. This first year. I mean, you got to admit, like that team is built around him, right? So I think that's a lot of pressure for him at Geico. He wasn't the top dude, right? 
Now he's a top dude in that semi. Um, I think a lot of focus is on him, and I just think he'll he'll find his footing. He's a good rider. He'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get top ten. <laughs> yeah, we race rider D. We'll get there. We race him this time. <laughs> Did I tell you I said that to him? No. I was always in Arizona uh-huh. uh, for the Lurland qualifier, uh-huh. and Ryder and I are sitting on practice, and uh, Mo heads there, sitting there, and uh, and I pull up and I go, "Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll race Ryder D. We'll, you watch Ryder D." And he starts laughing. He's like, "What is up with all that?" And I go, "You didn't know." And Mo head knew. Oh, okay. But he thought it was the funniest shit. So we're on the starting line, real quiet. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll race Ryder D. And everyone's <laughs> dying laughing. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so he'd heard about it. Yeah. It seemed like he had heard something about it. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, that, that's funny. Yeah, it uh, it's interesting to see. Did you see Sexton's uh, launch off the? Dude, <laughs> tell me that wasn't James saying. Oh, God, dude, right? you can jump that. That's doable. <laughs> like you can do it's it. It's totally doable, bro. Yeah. Just pin it. So, was he trying to jump to that first one, or was he that, going on the table? Wow, J- I don't know. JT, we were discussing this in our review, Racer X review. JT's like, no, he just tried to double it. I'm like, I bet you he tried to go on and off. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I would think going to that first one, because you're jumping on that table, that's a narrow window to get to. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Dude, and I didn't know, but I saw the picture of his face. He got yeah, effed up. They said he chipped the bars there with the teeth, with his teeth. He oh chipped his handlebars. Gosh. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. That would have been fast. Hey, if he was able to do that, oh, dude. that would have been fast. Stu would have done that. Oh, and he would have buttered it. <laughs> right away. He would have buttered yeah, it, no problem. it would have been no problem. <laughs> Uh, Chris Kiefer here on the uh, Pop-Up Mech Show, presented by Fly Racing, Motorsport.com. And, of course, the folks at Decal Works, we have the Race Tech Rant later on the night. We have uh, the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs. We also have the um, um, Motorsport.com Tweet of Talent segment. So lots of stuff coming on. New intro? Uh, new intro for talent over there. Uh, so 702-586-7857. Justin Bogle's coming up. Lots more Daytona talk. For now, let's get to uh, Jonathan. What's up? You got a Chris question for Chris Kiefer? Yes, I do. Um, can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, I was just looking at purchasing a new 2021 450, and I just wanted to know if it's a if it's going to be a big advantage um, between a 2015 that I currently have now. Like, is the handling going to be dramatically better, or is it going to be pretty close to the same you're you're saying from I a 15 have. right what brand yamaha yeah 2015 yamaha okay yep yeah uh yeah, I emailed you a little while ago keeper sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i emailed you a little while ago because i got some motor work done and it completely ended up changing the characteristics mm-hmm. and then you recommended getting a gyt tuner mm-hmm. to try to change it up because it just wasn't acting right and it still just it completely changed the whole character of the bike. Yeah. So for me, the biggest difference you're going to feel is chassis from the 15 to even a 20 to a 21. You'll notice you'll have uh, more front end traction. Uh, the bike will be more stable. You'll have less uh, on off. Um, you know, I guess pitching sensation. So for me, the biggest difference for me would be chassis feel. The engine maybe not so much different. Maybe a little bit smoother of a delivery. And not so hard to ride through corners, but uh, it's definitely a big difference from 15 to a new bike. Okay. And now is the cornering? Because it seems like that's where I have a, a hard time. It doesn't like the whole rut, it seems like. And that's what I was hoping to gain a lot more is just the cornering 
right. to be a lot better versus the 15. You know, I do have my suspension completely done by Race Tech right. for my weight and everything, and that did help. But um, like I said, I'm just trying to see if I'm justifying spending four, five on a new bike. Right. So how I would justify it is, you know, do the math in your head, you know, how uh, and how much you can sell your 15 for, how much you can get a 21 for. And then it also matters how much you ride, right? If you're just a once a month kind of guy, maybe it, it, it doesn't justify you spending that money. But if you like to ride more than that and you're active and going trying to go every weekend and having a good time and you want to improve your skills. For me, the chassis has changed enough, the frame, um, to be able to create a better feeling on that newer bike than your 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I try to ride quite a bit. I live in Colorado right on the Utah border, so probably when you drove through on I-70, we ride all that desert as soon as you come out. So we right. have all that desert, and then um, I guess I missed you one time up at the, the Leadville track. I went to the gypsum track in Leadville. All right. Uh, I guess I missed Jonathan, you. I guess you are up there. we got to run, Jonathan. we got our next guest coming up here. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would, think, I would oh. think you'd benefit from a new one, Jonathan. Perfect. Thank you cool. so much. I appreciate the time, guys. Thanks, right. man. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was hoping he would say he emailed you and you never replied. That would be awesome. That's rare. I, I know, but I just, I'd like to I'd like to hear that. I would like to hear that too because I rarely do that. You really do what? I rarely. Oh, rarely. Not. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email people back. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, Maxima USA. I want to thank the folks at Maxima uh, USA. Heritage can't be bought. They changed the racing industry by introducing Caster 927 in the 70s, and 927 is still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. Hmm. Uh, MaximaUSA.com. Use the code PULP20 to save at MaximaUSA.com. Experience the difference. Their new four-stroke engine oil has got the peak system in it. Performance-enhancing additive chemistry. Unique and exclusive to Maxima. SC1. FFT. Chain lube. Chain lube. So good. Suspension clean. Chain guard. Chain guard. It's fantastic. MPPL. Mm. God. Good Sus- stuff. Have you got suspension clean yet? No, I don't, actually. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Need to try it. Uh, I do. I would like to try it, for sure. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Maxima USA for coming on board. Uh, Adam C. Cirillo, Eli Tomac, the, all the pro circuit guys, all using Maxima USA. Also, the th- folks at Vertex Pistons, of course, uh, coming on the show, uh, four-stroke and two-stroke pistons. Uh, they've got it. They've got everything handled. Uh, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas two-strokes come stock with Vertex Pistons from the factory. Uh, email sales at pivotworks.com to save with Vertex Pistons. Uh, just call them. Email sales at pivotworks.com. Tell them you want a piston kit. Uh, mention Pulp MX Show. They'll give you a deal. And uh, two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, whatever it is. Also, Pivot Works and uh, Wrench Rabbits and more. They'll dial you. That's all the same company, and they'll, they'll hook you guys up. So they're a big part of the Pulp Mex Fantasy and a big part of our show. And they're going to bring you our first guest of the night. Speaking of KTMs, this man rides one. He had a very good uh, Daytona this past weekend along with Orlando. It's Justin Bogle. What's up, Bogle? How are you, man? How we doing, guys? How we doing? We're good. Thank you for, uh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, I wasn't at Daytona, but... Man, looks like a good race for you. You got to be stoked. Yeah, I'm pumped with I'm pumped with progress. You right. Know? I mean, I've I made some changes, and it's nice to see that things are starting to go in the right direction. Obviously, want, always want more, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on the progress. It's getting better. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in this field, if you can be a top ten guy every single weekend, dude, that's huge. It's I hate to be the guy saying this is the fastest field ever, but. And I don't know if it's the fastest field ever, but it's really fucking fast. It's really good. And so to be a top 10 guy is impressive. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's deep, man. It really is. It's it's pretty gnarly. I mean, I I think I'm like 18th in points. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, <laughs> right. you know, for me, obviously, I, I have bias in saying this, but if somebody like me is that far back in the points, like it's a pretty gnarly class. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pumped to start. You know, last couple weekends, a couple top ten. So, right. Just keep on keeping on and try to keep moving further up the uh, up the ladder there. Yeah, for sure. Did you like the track, Cooper? I don't know if you watched back, but Webb kind of kind of had some critical uh, thoughts on the track and his after his heat race win. I didn't like it, and honestly, it's not even the RC's fault. Over the years, they you know they added pavement, so they they narrowed it. There's certain things you can't do to the track for drainage slash um, uh, lawyer restrictions. Uh, you know, like there's so much. He's so limited in what he can do. I don't feel like it's a great track anymore. What do you think? Um, I mean, in, in all reality, if you want my honest opinion, there's been way worse Daytonas that I've played. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't really mind the track okay. too much. Um, a lot of people didn't really like it, but I think, I mean, the dirt was a little different just because we were expecting a monsoon and then nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. So it was a little harder and choppier than I think any of us were really used to, but there's been a couple of years, man. Even I didn't race last year, but watching it, it looked—I mean, it looked worse to me last year. Right. No amount spinning. Yeah. So I mean, there, there was places you could pass. I mean, we all had to make some passes, so I think did, it was better than it could have been. Did you make anything stick by going wide in the sand section? Because if you did, you might have been I the only. I didn't go wide in the sand one time. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. All right. I knew better than that. I saw people do it. And I was like, well, why would I waste energy and lose two seconds? You know. Dude, I was watching guys do it, including Kenny trying to make up time and i'm like no no don't do that just follow the guy into the inside let's just follow him you know yeah i mean you're getting blasted with sand but it's better than losing a second yeah by just going wide so <laughs> yeah yeah uh no it's uh it's an always an interesting uh, an interesting race that way for sure it's it's kind of start dependent and which is uh you know neat to see in some cases but uh no g- good job on that and i was down there at the uh the what, what is it, 83 compound what are we calling it now Yep, 83 compound. 83 compound. Uh, I was down there before Orlando with uh, yourself and Joey. Uh, I didn't see Jason that day. Hunter and Jet were riding too. And this is a whole thing you've done. You, you've decided to move down there. You, you've done it before back at the goat farm. And you picked up, of course, uh, from Robbie Renards and moved down there, man. And it's a big change in your life, but, you know, you got to do it, right? Yeah, big change. But, you know, I've, I think I've always been the the type that will – if it needs to happen, I'll just do it. I don't I don't really need to make a – big deal about making the decision you know i'm a grown man at this point so i'll make the decision and just make the move so um i'll never stop singing the praises of robbie Raynard and his wife ashley though they're some of the best people on planet earth that i've ever met and have helped me more than just about anyone in my life so um that was it's tough it's tough leaving home and it's tough leaving robbie and uh people that i i love and love to be around but uh i've been down here basically just living with burner and his family and um, him and Danny have treated me like family and hanging out with his, his son has been really fun and yep. cool change of pace and um, all that. So I've been enjoying it, man. Working with Burner, I really, really enjoy that. I trust him, and he's very good at his job. So yeah. I'm really enjoying my time down here. And I mean, as we speak, I'm sitting here on the uh, – I've got a really mini little beanbag chair, and I'm sitting in the middle of the living room of my apartment I just moved into, and there's nothing else in here. So. I, I heard I heard you went to Oklahoma, you grabbed some clothes and a mattress, and you're, like, biking stuff, and you drove back to Florida. Yeah, so, like, my living room right here, I got my TV 
uh, Bernard gave me one of his old little TV stands. So I got a TV, and it's on a stand, which is better than I was planning on doing. What? And I have this little beanbag chair that I got today, and I have my skier. That's it. That's all that I got here. So That's insane. Mattress on the floor. You right. sleep on the floor, you wake up hungry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. It's awesome. <laughs> this is all interesting to me. Right. Okay, so... You get out of Oklahoma. Do you say, okay, I already, I'm going to Burner's house. That's already, I'm doing that. I'm not going to be going to look for anything else. And then when you go to the 83 compound, does it cost you money out of your own pocket to switch? Are you paying them to, to train there? Or how does that all work? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a facility. So I'm definitely paying to, to ride there and to use it. And it's, it's top notch. So it's like anywhere you go, you know, it, it costs money to ride at all these places. So um, down here with Burner, it's really just, to get more time with him and work on my bike and be around the team and be able to make those kind of changes quicker. And um, riding with Joey has been really good. And obviously with uh, Anderson and the Lawrence kids, it's it's been re- we got a good group. It's fun, but there's a good group back home as well. And I really enjoy that mm-hmm. too. Don't get me wrong. It's just um, with Joey being on the same team as me, it's been really good to bounce ideas and I get along well with him. So. Um, it helps with testing stuff. I, I ended up on his fork setting, and he ended up on my shock setting. So we kind of got a little, <laughs> nice. like, a Bovachi setting going yeah. on now, which, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just nice to be around the team and everyone, too, you know? That, that was my question. Is oh. like, how does his bike evolve since he moved from Oklahoma to yeah. Florida? Has it evolved? Or even you look at Jason's stuff. You know, it's the same bike as you, basically. You know, you can. I don't know how much you can bounce off Jason or how much you can, but you can be like, hey, what are you, you know, what are you trying or whatever. Right. I don't know how that works. but Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we all talk, for sure. Yeah, uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Justin Bogle. Uh, give us a call. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Um, yeah, again, like, you know, you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is with the apartment and the, the, the riding area and everything else. Like, it's, uh, you know, but, you know, Justin, we've talked before on this show. We've talked privately. You're, you know, you've been down in the dumps at times. You've been injured. You've had head injuries. You've, you've been injured other stuff. And, man, you just... Kind of just keep building, man. It, 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 you're not you're not one guy to stay knocked down. That's for sure. Like you're you're getting up. I admire it. I really do admire it. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, what else are you gonna do? You know, you can't sit there and cry about it and making excuses and doing all of that. It just it just doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't. I mean, people don't respect it anyway. So you might as well just deal with it and keep on keeping on because mm-hmm. everyone's got their sack of rocks to carry. So um, we're all dealing with something. Yep. Uh, I think for me, a big thing, you know, for a lot of people really, you know, kind of know, but I had a pretty big injury every year of my career. And uh, to be still in this position that I'm in with a great team and a great bike and um, people that do believe in me, like Berner really believes in me and Robbie really believes in me and um, Forrest clearly believes in me to keep, you know, giving me chances. So um, that stuff means a lot. But I think a lot of that has to do with the way that I handle things and approach things. And it's, right. uh, it's not really – I'm not one to just – before we give up, you know, I've had a lot of, a lot of shit down my way, but we all do. So you mm-hmm. just deal with it and move on. And, and I believe in my ability on a motorcycle. Um, maybe my fitness has struggled because of, you know, time and all of that. But once we get that under control, I think I'll be, I'll be all right. Um, the KTM, I want to know a little bit more about that. How has that fit your riding style? I think uh, even to this day, you're one of the, most fun to watch ride for me when I when I go down there and I watch these guys ride. You're always really smooth, flashy. Um, how's the KTM adapted to your riding style? Well, I love the KTM, but it took me a little bit to get used to it. But this is my third year with the same bike, the same mm-hmm. generation KTM. So 
um, I'm super comfortable with it now. And like I said, being able to work with, you know, Burner and WP guys and, and all of that over the course of the last few years um, definitely got it feeling a lot better for me now. So I'm super comfortable on the thing. I love the steel frame feel. Um, I Like you said, I, I like to – I don't like to get too crazy and stay pretty smooth if I can, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's just a comfortable bike to ride pretty much just right off the bat. But at our level, you – clearly got to fine-tune things all the time so always working but you know I, I love the bike obviously i'm feeling better on it all the time so so for me you were always one of the guys that got bitching starts all the time you were a great starter and i feel like some of that has kind of went away lately is that something to do with technique or oh, just dude, the way I, the riders are now or how's that working my start this weekend was absolutely horrendous so <laughs> yeah i mean and I, I, like, fully locked bars with Malcolm going in, like, right out of the gate, and it was 100% my fault. So, I, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I whole shot a heat race, and I've, I've actually got pretty good starts. I just, a big focus for me lately is i got to work on getting my speed back so I can qualify better, so then I can have a better heat race, so then I can have a better gate pick, because if you don't get a good gate pick, the gates are absolutely wrecked by the time our main event comes around, and there's not much you can do with it. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, at, at uh, Orlando, too, I was pretty far outside, and I came out third or fourth, and then Marv got sketchy in the whoops, and I ended up having to roll the whoops, and then I was back in wherever. But, right. Um, yeah, I, I, there's been times where I've whole shot, like, every single weekend. So, yeah, it's a little frustrating not to do that because there's nothing better than whole shotting, even if you're not ready for it. You, it teaches you to get ready for it quickly. So, yeah, I need to – got to give me some more starts man that'll that'll turn the ship around quicker than anything right hey when you're uh at the and i and like i said i went out to the 83 compound and i spent some time at these different places so and whether it's rvs or aldens or whatever i've been at these a ton i always wonder about this bogle so when i was there that day um you know you started first right joey it was joey uh and and then well, no, Hunter was testing. So it was basically, hey, Joe, you start first. Joey will start second. Um, and it, it usually does that. And I don't know how it goes when, when Jason's there or whatever, but how does that work? And what's the political way of doing that where it's like, hey, you're going the slowest right now, so you go first and we'll all, and the fastest guy goes last? Like, what's the dynamic of that? I always wonder. I always wonder how that works. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we usually try to switch it up and okay. kind of change it up, you know, but I don't mind either way because I feel like it's good. If I'm not the fastest guy, I kind of like having that pressure behind me. To, right. It forces you to, to learn how to ride with that pressure. And then I, I like having to chase as well because you can watch and learn. And I mean, that's a lot of, you know, you kind of get the toe and figure out where they're going faster and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of just, you have to do both. And that's a big part of it too, you know, with, um, being back home with uh, Fortner being hurt and Benny was out in California, I was yep. kind of riding by myself a lot. So I kind of struggled with speed um, just because, you know, stuff happens and people get hurt. It's just part of it. But right. um, it's been really good for me. You know, when I got down here, um, you know, you weren't there the first day, but wow, dude, when I left my house, it was 15 degrees. When I got on the plane, <laughs> I rode the next day and it was 90 and super oh, humid and I was dying. Yeah. Like fully dying. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah, <laughs> I got some work to do. Right, <laughs> it's right. not good. So, yeah, I've been, uh, it's been about three, four weeks now. So right. it's coming around. Uh, What's the criteria when you guys have that, right? So there's staggered starts. 
you got a guy coming up on your ass. And these practice tracks, there's one line, maybe two lines that are good. Is it is it a unspoken thing? Where like, hey, if that guy catches you, let him go, and then just get back into it. Or are you a pain in the ass to let him, you know, try to not let him pass you? I think it just depends who you're dealing with. Like for me, I don't really want anyone to let me by. I want to try to learn how to. Right. You, know, you, you got to learn how to pass too. You know, it's good for you. So um, it just depends. Like if Joey's behind me, I'm not going to move out of the way. I'll probably try to roost him in the sand. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> nice. I mean, it's it's all good yeah. for you. It's it's maybe not comfortable and and uh, you don't get to stay clean all the time. But that's we race dirt bikes. You know what I mean? At the highest level, so kind of part of it. Uh, I I thought that was uh, pretty admirable of Joey to put out that social post uh, a week ago or so and talk about how at times he's struggles with his mental health a little bit. I thought that was rather mature of him to do that. Uh, so, you know, um, we're all, like you said, we're all carrying a bag of rocks, I think. And then Joey, to put that out, says something in our sport. So that was uh, Yeah, you know. I mean, I definitely had to, you know, talk to him. Like, you know, be all good, everything good. Because right. um, stuff like that, you know, for me, I struggled with it from the head injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I had some pretty, some pretty difficult times there, especially after the last one, just months of just weird stuff. And then finally I woke up one day and just felt good again. Yep. So, um, even I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty mentally strong to be able to get through all this stuff all the time and just keep going and, and do it. And I love that pressure when I'm ready for it, you know, when I'm fit, yeah. it right. I can, I love that. That's one thing I love about this, the racing side of it and the part of having to be tough. But, um, you know, I've struggled with it as well. So, yep. But I think we all do, especially being an athlete of any kind at the highest level. It's, it's tough. We race every weekend. So it's it's a constant roller coaster if you let that be the case. You just, you know, it's, yep. it's tough to learn, but you kind of got to learn to just deal with it. And when you leave the stadium, learn what you can learn from it and move on because it's no point in uh, – really carrying that with you and then you show up Monday and you have a bad Monday because you're still pissed about Saturday. You know, you kind of got to let it go, but easier said than done, obviously. But yeah, no, I mean, people don't like to talk about it because we're athletes. Right. You, know? you don't want to, you don't want people to think you're, you're weak and you have a, any weaknesses. So, um, yeah, obviously with the Joey thing, it's, it was a pretty vague post, but you still, yeah. you know, check up on them and make sure everything's good. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's something for me, uh, I came from the mechanic end of things, and I was saw saw guys day in and day out, and you kind of get wrapped into this deal, and you don't really think about it too much. And then in the media game, sometimes I need a little bit of a reality check because I'm sitting here judging guys, and that's part of my job. It's part of what you know uh, I'm supposed to do is is look at somebody and write about them positively, negatively, my thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes I I got to be like, man. There's shit going on in this guy's life that we don't really know about behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and, and and you know you got to think about that sometimes. I I know from when I first started being a media guy to now, I'm definitely not as harsh because I do think like people are going through shit, you know, and, and and you guys especially Bogle racers like yourself, like you literally base your worth on how you did on that Saturday night, right? And and I've had good friends you try among not to, but yeah, you try not to, but a lot of you guys do. Part of it, right? I've had a guy. I've I've texted a rider and been like, hey, man, you want to come on the show Monday? And they'll be like, why, dude? I crashed out. And I'll be like, I don't care that you crashed out. I, you're a good dude. You haven't been on in a while. Uh, who gives a shit about your crashing out? You know, I mean, this was one race out of 29. Like, I don't care, right? But then you, you always brings you back to like, oh, yeah, that's how these guys, that's how they base themselves on, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, it's always it's always tough to do, and you got to remember that, I think, as fans and media. 
So yeah, I mean, it's it's that way with any kind of athlete. You know, you see people talking shit on LeBron, and you're like, dude, yeah, how yeah. did you talk shit on LeBron James? Like, right. this dude is the greatest. Like, how would you know the way you carry yourself and all? It's like, but it's gonna happen either way. And, and obviously, it's tough to to hear it sometimes, but there's always some truth to what people are saying. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, you can, you kind of just got to let it roll off. And, you know, we, I know when I'm not doing good, I know when I'm doing super shitty right. and, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. need all those uh, dickheads in my Instagram DMs telling me that I suck and don't deserve a ride. But, you know, that's also part of it. That's their right as a fan and, yep. to, you know, be a fan and love what they love and, not like what they don't want to like so yep. it's just part of it everyone that is entitled to their opinion and people like you you're paid to be a media guy you're paid to say what you think and what you see so yeah it's part of it but yeah i mean we're all dealing with shit but so are you so is everyone else yeah yeah no absolutely vertex pistons bringing you justin bogle on the show four stroke two stroke pistons email sales at pivotworks.com uh this jet lawrence kid uh you've been around him a lot uh he's well he's special on and off the track isn't he bogle <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jet's a funny kid. For sure. is, I was, yeah. Uh, not sure because obviously I hadn't really been around him or really met him, but being down here and hanging out with everyone, he's he's funny, man. And yeah. He he, re- he re- honestly reminds me so much of me at that age. Like, right, right. Even just the way he dresses, the way he acts, the way he rides. I'm just like, man, it's pretty funny. I, like blasting the past. I was going to ask you if he reminded you of yourself because I, I saw videos of you and I know people who knew you for a long time and yeah, like. I, you know, you're kind of. I think you were that way a little bit. So yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we were we were out at the track talking about which Jordans we picked up that week. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Uh, there's not too many people that I can talk like that with. You know, it's really just me and Colt that I really get along with. But yep, Jet's a pretty funny kid. So right, he's cool, man. Um, by the way, uh, Jericho wanted me to make sure that you knew that you know you've never done better than with him and uh, and you know all of that stuff. I I, I think that you've You've moved past him, and you've done a much better job than when Jericho was around. But that's just me. So yeah, he loves bringing up those couple heat race wins. For I know, but, right? I mean, the thing is with Derek, man, he is like, I'll tell him I love him, and he will just refuse. He won't hug me. Nothing. He's never <laughs> ever done any of it. He told me the other day he was so sick of hearing it from like me and Colt and all my friends that he's like, I don't. He's, he tried telling me that he wouldn't cry if I died, and I was like, dude, I don't believe you. <laughs> Like, you want to act like you're so metal and tough. Right. I'm not buying that. Yeah. Like, we talk, like, every day. Like, come uh, on. Slipknot and and uh, those type of fans, that's what, that's how they live, bro. That's, that's, that's uh, so he's that way? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. He's, we yeah. all have an image to uphold. You right. Know what I mean, I understand. Slayer, I Slipknot. Understand, right. Yeah. That's how we are. He did tell me that if I, you know, when I get my next E-Race win, he will give me, a, like, a side hug. And it's going to take like a podium to get a real hug. So, I mean, that's, that's on my checklist for sure. Right, right. That's pretty important stuff. I might have to get that documented. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's funny because I didn't know that about Jericho. So every time I see him, he looks like a fucking big teddy bear. So I always hug him. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm uh, like, hey, Jerry, what's up? And I give him a hug. So he he, he hasn't really said anything to me. <laughs> so I wonder if he's going, who's this freaking dude hugging me all the time? Yeah, like, probably. Yeah, yeah, he probably is like yeah. that. Yeah, He is a teddy bear. He just doesn't want to admit it. Right. Um, hey, talking about Burner a little bit, and uh, I'm a big Michael Byrne guy. Uh, when I when he was racing, and I was a mechanic, I hung out with him a little bit here and there, and I always admired him off the track, even when he was you know factory Cowie Michael Byrne, always down to earth, a great guy. And then so now since he's retired, I've had good conversations with him about the bike and about setup, about racing. 
dude, the guy is so smart. And I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, Bogle, but I mean, you, you guys might lose him because he might, he might get some big offer one time from a factory team. Cause he is so valuable for any racer or for any team to have. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's been huge for me. And I, like I said, I, I trust him. So I yep. listen. Yep. And even just on a personal side, like I've, you know, just been living there at the house and they, they treat me like family, you know, and he's just a really good dude. Him and his wife, they're really good people. So yep. uh, I enjoy being around him, but then we get to the track and he's got great insight on riding, but also with bike setup and things like that. So I, yeah, I, yep. I'll be bummed when that day comes, but um, he's definitely worth his weight in gold yep. around here for, for us, for sure. So um trying to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, uh, he's, He's enjoying working with me too because I want to do good, you know, yep. and I, yep. I want to listen and I, I want to do the work. So I think that's good for him too because it's tough working with guys if they're not all in like that. Right. So yeah. Good. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think he admires you a lot. Absolutely. He, he sees that you're just, you just want to learn and get better and ask the right questions and everything else, you know? So it's good for me too because honestly, he, he can really relate to kind of what mm-hmm. I've gone through because if you look at his career, he was super solid yeah but he had a lot of injuries and a lot of stuff that just just kept him from doing it you know so he he's been big on we've talked about it quite a bit just big on trying to help me get past that so that i can you know accomplish those goals that i've had right no it's awesome man uh hey really good to see the last couple of races for you and even before then you've been building slowly uh really really cool to see i admire everything you've been doing with the packing up and moving down there and and i hope hopefully you can keep crushing it the rest of the year man thanks uh, thanks for coming on Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. See you. Uh, that's Justin Bogue, everybody. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. I was going to ask him about. Oh, okay. But I try to pick and choose, right? Because I know you're going to be like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I was going to say, you're in an apartment. You have a beanbag. You don't got shit in there. What about chicks? I know he's single. You know, I don't. I mean, I are you going to, hey, come come over and hang out what? with me? I would have liked that question because I don't know what Bogle's chick situation has ever been. Right. Like we should, do we have Jericho's number? Do I don't, but you can send it to me. But I was just wondering. Let's like, call Jericho. See if he can answer. Has he had a chick? Because I've never really seen. Uh, let's get to the bottom of this. I would say we could call Will Hahn, but you know we can't. Call we can't Will do Hahn. that. No, that's, we can't. That's do illegal. That. It's illegal. So I'm just trying not to uh, press the woman slash home life slash chick issue ev- with every guest, you know. But I was wondering about that because when he mentioned, you know, I have a little apartment. I don't got much in there. And if you know you meet, you, he's a normal human being. He's going to meet a girl. He's going to invite him back to right. hang out to have dinner. Yeah. Here's my situation. Right. This is what I'm doing. They're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, we're going to call Jericho. Kyle Peters is coming right up here. Um, here's an email. Okay. From Jordan. Uh, hey Chris, I just want to say thanks to you, Steve, JT, Tits, Talon, Travis, Pookie, Swisscore, wow. Pookie, and Heather. Wow. Yeah, Pookie, Pookie twice. Yeah, Pookie, yeah. Pookie, Pookie twice. Uh, and the whole network got me through a lot of hard times in my life the last few years. I know Steve doesn't really believe it when people tell him these things, but he and the whole crew have changed lives in a good way. I've been listening since 2014. In that time, I've graduated college, which was a struggle. I got through a really hard breakup. I moved around the country. I missed my family and friends during that time. The one consistent thing through all the struggles was listening to you guys. I just want to say thank you for all the content and laughs through the years. You guys got me through a lot. I hope you can share this with Steve and JT. All of you are honestly bringing true enjoyment to people's lives. I hope you know that. That's cool. That's from Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. 
I like how I'm the funnel for people to get to you because they're like, a lot of these people are like, yeah, I'm not going to email Steve. He won't talk to me. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Timmy, Timmy says the amateur parents are like, why does he hate amateurs? Why does he hate us? I'm like, I don't know, bro. That's fine. Yeah. Just, you know, it's fine. Yeah. That's, that's they can think that it's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I speaking of burner though, I'd love for you and burner to have a conversation. Have you ever talked to burner? I've never talked to burner. God, because be- every time you you talk about you talk highly of him. Dude, the guy's smart and he knows a motorcycle. And you love looking at the uh, the inside of a motorcycle yeah. and how it works for a ro- like you and him would have this fucking dorkiest conversation. So ever. he's built that way too. Yeah, yeah, okay. he is. He's he's super smart that way. So. Uh, a Ray's listening and just sent me a funny photo, of Jericho. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it. Uh, uh, I, you and Burner, you guys would really. I'd love to, to talk to him too and learn stuff too. Yeah. I'm sure he has a lot to to offer. You got an email from Kevin from New Zealand. Um, Kiwi. I'm solving another mystery for you. Why don't you get to ride the Star Yamaha under Will Hahn? The answer can be found here, and he links to a Steve Mathis podcast show. Okay. A wise man explains that Yamaha are corporate, concerned about their image, as are most OEMs. The problem is not you, Steve. It's your mate, Chris Creeper. <laughs> Chris be, Creeper is good. This is going to be good. Uh, I have no issues with Creeper creeping around in the after dark section. <laughs> it's late at night and you flag in advance. But Creeper, quit creeping out around the regular show. When I hear Creeper on the Pulp Mech show, it seems he really believes that throwing down F-bombs in every second sentence uh, <laughs> makes him a real hard moto man. Really? Did you ever hear the, any of that 13-year-old boy language from Tomac Rocks and Web Stew, etc.? No OEM wants to be associated with that. No. I'm sure JT could tell you that's the reason why you missed that ride. <laughs> JT could tell us. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the kicker, Okay. Uh, Kev says. When I see Creeper's bike reviews on Racer X's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. he is totally professional. He speaks intelligently. I really like that guy. So take some sound advice, Creeper. You don't need to put on the caveman act to prove that you are a badass dirt bike dude. Ask JT, a rider with pro credentials. <laughs> JT will confirm. Uh, JT will confirm that when he represents WPS, he must be professional at all times. JT is not embarrassed to speak intelligently to a dirt bike audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, try it, Creeper. And then uh, he goes on to say, uh, oh, when we have Seven Deuce Deuce on, he needs to turn his mic volume down so he's not shouting into the mic. <laughs> he believes the Pulp- average Pulp Max listener is so primitive they are impressed by shouting F-bombs all night long. Let's see. Okay, so he's, so, he's kind of Great show, Steve, cup. JT, Marks, Tits, and Team. No Talon. <laughs> no Kiefer. And no Kiefer. Look, if you only knew my wife more. You think I would be a G-rated person? Uh, I actually do watch my f bombs because we are on the show. I know the listener. I know that I can use it here. I'm more of myself here. Racer X, I've got to clean it up. Yeah. I know my audience, right? Right. You want to get full me or you? You come here. This is how I act in normal life, just That's like this. Bullshit. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fuck every once in a while. All right. Um, um, can't say that on Racer X YouTube, though. Right. I understand this. Okay. Jericho. Jericho. Hello. Jericho. Are you in a tomb? You hear me? Yeah, now we hear you. Okay. Hey, you there? You okay uh, back there? You okay back there? Yeah, dude. Listen, Bogle said he's never been happier without you. Well, that's fine, dude. I mean, I'm pretty happy right now, too. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, so the reason we were calling, though, is and we hung up with Bogle, so we didn't get a chance. Like, what's Bogle's chick situation? Kiefer was wondering this. Like, dude, I haven't ever seen him with a girlfriend. Is it just, like, uh, just really no, low-key? I mean, yeah. No, I mean, he's had a girlfriend, but, uh, like, the last few years, he hasn't really had anything steady. I don't think he's kind of a... Okay. Keep it on the down low. Yeah. He doesn't really let people know. No, no okay. photos, no like date stuff, no Instagram stories, nothing. No, no. He's not like A-Ray. He's not going to fucking just put it all out there for everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bogo probably could pull some, yeah. some quality ass, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he does He does well for himself. He just, you know. Okay. He, Good to know. Yeah. Are, um, yeah. Are, are, you, are you creeped out by Chris hugging you? Oh, yeah. By by Kiefer? Kiefer, hugging you? Uh, no, not really. So, I mean, like, the whole thing with Bogle is just, it's like an ongoing joke now. Like, he wants it so bad, I just can't give it to him. Here's the thing. When I see you, and I don't know you all the way, right? So I didn't know you're just a gnarly metal. Obviously, I know wrestling. I know a few things about you. But these guys are claiming you're just diehard metal god. He is. He is. He is. He's wrestling, uh, wrestling a medal. And when I see him, he's like a teddy bear. He's smiling. It's that fluffy beard. I just, I just want to hug him. So hey, I just if, hug him. If you had to give up wrestling or medal, what would you? Which one would it be? Oh, honestly, dude, I would. I listen to heavy metal. For, what ten hours out of the day, probably. So <laughs> okay, so wrestling. Yeah, no, I'd have to give up wrestling for sure. Did you ever do a sound check with him? No, I don't think I could handle a sound check. <laughs> so it's not that gnarly. <laughs> I don't think I could handle Jericho's sound check. Like when when you got to dress up, like gore and shit like that. Oh yeah, and throw blood all over the okay. audience. Nobody, nobody dresses. I don't dress up. Okay, you're not wearing like a boar's head or anything like your that. Your your Slipknot guys don't dress up. Come on. I mean, they dress up, but I don't personally well, dress I'm not up. Saying I'm not you. like I'm cosplaying or nothing, you know? I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so you would give up wrestling over metal? Uh, yeah. Tweet that out, Talon, that yeah. Jericho wow. says you would give up wrestling over metal. That is pretty metal. gnarly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, wrestling right now hasn't been that good, dude. So... Okay. I put Heather in a Boston Crab the other night in the living room, and I sent it to Jericho, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he knew what his he's Boston like, yeah. Crab was. Like. Wait, <laughs> what's up with what's up with Ray right now? We're just not even we're not even close right now. Mm. Uh, I can't comment on Ray right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> what's wrong? It's too disappointing for uh, you. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there, man. You know, he's shacked up in the house with Kenny. I don't I don't know what goes on in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to '80s parties, dude. Yeah, blowing up motors know, and '80s dude. parties. That's what they do over there. Yeah, dude. That uh, Austin Coop's practice kind of actually texted me the other day during the race, during practice, and he said he was like way up top of Daytona in the stands, and he texted me saying uh, that he could hear A Ray's bike explode <laughs> all the way up there. <laughs> 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 Dude. Uh, did you see his video with the with the oh, yeah. Epic Nap song? Yes. Oh, it's fun classic. Poor, and his face, you see his face? Poor a -Ray, oh my gosh. You got yeah. listen, you gotta sneak over there and fix that program, Jericho. Get get a you know, put on a put on a uh a parka or something, cover your team shirt and go sneak put over. Put on there. the boar's head. Yeah. Walk over with that oh. boar's head. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I just let him do his thing. Okay, all right, let him do his thing. All right, okay. Just let him do his thing, man. He'll uh, he'll either do it or he won't. <laughs> all right, well, what's what's more painful for you right now, A-Ray or Freddie? Uh, I mean, I expect A-Ray to be in the mains. I expect Freddie to be closer than he is. I don't really – he was having some clutch issues, I guess, on oh, Saturday. Okay. All right. But I don't know. I mean, if there was a place for him to do it, they told him would have been it. Right. Yeah, for sure. That absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. So All right, Jericho. We'll where are you at? Are you are you back uh, are you west coast or where are you at? Yeah. No, I'm still. I'm at the shop here in Marietta working on Christian's bike right now. Are we? How's 450 live coming? Pretty good, dude. Yeah. Pretty freaking good. Yep. Is he? Is he? Uh, is it announced or is it committed to outdoor 450? Or do we know that? Uh, nothing's been announced, I don't think, but, I mean. I mean, you can do the math. They got 8 million to the guys. Right. Right. I mean, he's got white backgrounds on his bike, so I don't know. Now you're going to get in trouble, Jericho. Yeah. I don't care. We don't want to be part of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for picking up. Thanks for calling back. Appreciate it. Uh, no worries. Good to know about the, right. the hugging and, and Bogle's chick situation. Do we have outro music for him, like some death metal we can we leave need, him with? We need to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, dude, play some, play some Amon and Mars, and you'll get the... I don't know, what that, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate See it. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's Jericho. Coming up uh, next, Kyle Peters. We got a call for you, Kiefer, from uh, John. John, what's up? What's your question for Kiefer? Hi. I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were on the new KTM uh, 150 and your, uh, technically your first mod to it as well, modification. The two-stroke. Yes, actually, I'm a local high desert, and I'm selling my 450, and I just missed my 125, but I wish it had a little bit more power, so that's why I'm in the market for a KTM 150. It's funny you say that, because I rode a 125 and a 150 back-to-back, and I actually like the 125 more for the simple fact because it revved out farther. Um, okay. But, I mean, the, the, the difference between the 150 and the 125, and not to sway your decision, but, like, I just didn't think it had that much more torque to warrant um, the lack of like top end over rev that the 150 has. To me, it's just the 125 was more fun for me to ride. Okay. So just FYI, but if I was going to do a mod, um, for sure I would look into <sighs> easiest thing to do. Obviously, is a pipe and a silencer, and then run some good gas, like a T2, yeah. a VP T2 fuel. Um, okay. A lot of people used to run C12, but I kind of went away from C12 a little bit because it, it's kind of a bitch to jet. And um, those two mods right there for me and, and just riding that thing, it's it's pretty fun to ride. And I'm not All even right. a two-stroke guy, dude. Like, I'm not a huge two-stroke guy, but I had a good time when I rode that bike. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, man. We're at, hey, where out in the high desert are you? Uh, I grew up in Feeling, California. So yes. Uh, local Serrano. Hell person. yeah. Uh, yeah. So did you ride Smith so, Road? Oh, yeah. Coglin Road. Yeah. Um, the old Suzuki test right, track. We, we got to go. We, yeah. we got to go. We got, we got Kyle Peters on the line, but you guys can talk about the high desert. Left at the old boat. Okay. All right. See you, buddy. <laughs> later, man. Thanks. Why would you get a 150 in the high des? I mean, it's not really much fun. You're in the high des. I just, I just don't really. Doesn't, 150 doesn't really make sense to me. It doesn't give you that much more torque. People are like, I'm in the 150. I'm like, eh. Yeah. You don't really feel it. 
Uh, all right. Hey, brought to you by Skosh.com is our next guest. He's the Kicker Arena Cross champion. The folks at Skosh, they got base link modular charging system that we have here in front of the desk. We have uh, charging cables. We have uh, uh, USB uh, cords. We got holders for the for the motorcycle, holders for your car, for your phone. Uh, whether it's uh, any kind of uh, charging system, any kind of cord, uh, they got wireless headphones. The folks at Skosh do. Uh, Pulp MX. Pulp MX2021 is the code there to save is. with Skosh.com. So please check that out. Use the code and save with the folks at Skosh. Really appreciate them coming on board. They've got a lot of cool uh, little uh, trinkets. Uh, they're bringing you our next guest on the show. Like I Introduce said, him properly. Kicker, Arena Cross champion, undefeated. James Stewart, Ricky, Ricky Carmichael, and Kyle Peters, everyone. What's up, KP? How are you? Let's go. What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh... Nice work, bro. That's cool. Undefeated. Thank you. Arena Cross champion. Yeah, it's uh, it, as it was going on, I didn't really kind of look in, into the whole streak and record thing. I was just kind of going out there race by race and, and trying to win as much as I could. But, yeah, uh, yeah looking back on it, it's a big accomplishment. So I'm, I'm proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, at some point you're like, hey, I want to win them all. Right, because I heard you were yeah. going to skip some and come to Supercross, and then I heard no, KP wants to win them all, you know, so he's he's going to skip, you know, he's not going to Supercross. But so at some rate that this this became a goal, huh? Definitely, definitely. Uh, the team owner for the Phoenix Racing Honda Honda team, uh, David Eller, and I, uh, after Tampa Arena Cross um, the weekend before Daytona, we were talking about what kind of what we wanted to do, and uh, we talked about flying uh racing friday night locking up the championship and then flying out saturday to mm-hmm. daytona yep um and then we were looking looking into it and it possibly being a mutter at daytona and so we just kind of decided to, to stick with arena cross and see if we could uh win out so i'm uh pumped we did and pumped we got the job done yeah that's awesome which race did uh, i watched some of them on tv the ones i watched on tv you took off with like i'm just like okay big deal he's gone <laughs> Was there one where you got lucky, one where you had heat on you? Was there, you know, what was the closest one to losing? Uh, the closest one was uh, in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I think it was uh, the 250 main. Um, I got off to a, kind of a rough start, uh, fourth or fifth, and Alessi Hall shot it and was gone. Um, the track was, all those tracks are, are made for the amateur races. Yeah, races you can tell, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Because they raced like the whole day, all night with us, we we're just kind of mixed into the program. Mm-hmm. So it's really tough to to make up time on on anyone out there. Um, but yeah, Alessi was kind of gone out there, out front, and I was able to catch him. Um, and I think with like three laps to go, uh, I was able to push him into a mistake and get around him. Okay, but yeah, yeah, they're they're super short races, uh, twelve laps, right? Um, lap times twenty to twenty six, twenty seven seconds. So. <laughs> Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, that that is absolutely uh, uh, nutty. Um, did you watch them on TV? Keeper? I caught a I caught yeah. a couple. Same thing right. as you, like KP. Like, and I was like, okay, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it was some good. I mean, look, the eight hundred is no slouch. No, you know, no, absolutely. Yeah, not. you got some good competition there. It wasn't like you didn't have anybody to line up against. Um, you know, so like, yeah, it was. Uh, and these kids that are coming up, right? They're in these. Who's cl- that? Who's the dude that got second in two fifties? Colin Park. Uh, yeah. Yep, I've heard he's legit. Like people yeah. are like stoked on him. Yeah. Like he's an up and coming yeah. kid. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, he he surprised me a lot. He's got a lot of natural talent. Um, he's actually 
really good through the whoops. That's where one place that he kind of excels mm-hmm. um, on the ring cross track. And and yeah, he's he's 19 years old and he's uh, he's going to be one to look out for. Yeah. Uh, did you just crush it financially? Like, where are we at with this KP? Like, wh- <laughs> how, how, does, how well does this stuff pay? And did, did you have a Honda contingency? Did you have a, a Phoenix Racing contingency? Like, what are we talking? Yeah, so we had a uh, we had bonuses through the team um, that David had worked on through sponsors and whatnot. So it definitely helped. Um, definitely not not on like the Phil Nicoletti program or anything like that. Yeah, right, right, you know? right. <laughs> But <laughs> it, it was good, um, and, and it's a lot of fun for me to go out there and, and uh, interact with with all the guys and and the kids and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's really good uh, getting gate drops in before Supercross season as well. So I think it it's a lot of benefit. I mean, yeah. let's let's face it. Okay. Like he KP could go to Supercross, right? Yeah. What do you think KP lands at? Uh, KP will be 5 to 10 every single time. Okay, yes. 5 to 10. Yes. And now, although that is great, right. is that going to get him anything? No. No. Not much. So, so yeah. why yeah. not go kill it, be a 20 and 0 guy? He stands out now. He has a standout on something. So yeah. that is, he keeps him, his name relevant. He made some money. He's the man in one discipline. KP, it did, all helps. Did we, make, did we make 50K? Are we 50K for this series? Oh, no. Oh really? No. So not even that much with yeah. bonuses and everything? Okay. Uh yeah, no. Wow, I thought it would be not, like not yeah. that much with yeah. bonuses. I, we were debating this on group text earlier, a bunch of us, and we were debate. I, I I would not have I, I would have said around there, but um, <laughs> hey, so but no, for you like so you like you know you missed Daytona, right? You're 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 yeah. you're, you're jumping in the series now though. You're back, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back. Right. Um, even with with Orlando too. Um, I didn't feel like super super myself okay. uh, coming coming into that um which even in the main event i think i started like 15th or 16th and came up to seventh um i think on on a good day uh with my confidence that i kind of get through arena cross um yeah. along with all season training and whatnot i've i think my program's a lot better than what it has been in the past so i i don't see any reason why i can't be fighting fighting for podium spots every weekend, even even with how, how stacked and gnarly West Coast is. Well, I was going to ask you if there's anything from Arena Cross that helps you in Soupy, but it doesn't sound like sure. there is. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I think uh, gate drops obviously help. Yep. Uh, it's obviously different. They're not great, so they're dirt. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to kind of go back and forth right. with them. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just – with arena cross, uh, everyone's kind of doing the same rhythms. Everyone's kind of like the whoops aren't, aren't very big. So you have to be really good at the little things, um, uh, like fast feet, corner speed, uh, making sure you get the power to the ground. Um, that's where you kind of make up time and make up, uh, where you can kind of pass people. So, um, I definitely think it, it helps transitioning into supercross with, remembering uh supercross like there's big rhythms there's big whoops uh the track can be super gnarly but not also not forgetting to to do the small things yeah what does fast feet mean uh (laughs) that's a good old uh bud man uh thing i I learned from him when uh he was over at jgr uh it's just kind of getting your feet back on the pegs as quickly as quickly as you can coming out of corners or even coming sometimes even leaving your feet on the pegs and corners. Um, and that just kind of helps your intensity and also getting power to the ground. Yeah. Kenny's really good at that, right? Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you are really, really right. Um, yeah. so, um, yeah, this thing's, this is cool. It's awesome for you to do it. Do you, um, do you foresee, do you foresee yourself going back? I mean, is that what Phoenix wants to do? Do you want to do this next year? Or is this something KP for you to keep going? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to uh, keep going. Um, it's something that, uh, the Phoenix racing Honda team and I, uh, yep. are in talks about. So, uh, the team over there has been great. Um, they've really stepped up the program, even from last year. Um, when I was on it, we have uh, Mitchell Key and Dean Baker came on board from the JGR yep. team. So our motors are, are getting a lot better, and mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've come a long way. So stoked to have them on board. And then we have uh, Johnny Orr doing our suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's our bike's solid. I think it's definitely competitive. And, uh I'm I'm pumped to get back racing in Supercross and uh, be able to show show what I got. Right. I uh, I wrote this in my column after uh, uh, Orlando too. I'm like, how many kids do you think show up at Orlando or whatever, and they're just like Kyle Peters? Like, come on, like you know he's old. Like, who's Kyle <laughs> Peters? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what this guy is. And the, and blows yeah. the same way they're probably looking at blows like fucking old man blows like fucking beat it right <laughs> like Thrasher or Fry yeah, or yeah. you know what I mean yep. and then these guys are just they're just gritty veterans and they just work you yep. in Supercross I'm sure a lot of kids have thought about that and they're like dude Kyle Peters is fast you know what I mean yeah. like I'm sure that happens right it's it's funny that way because uh, you and guys like yourself and Blows like you guys are gnarly out there you're in shape Kyle is not as old as Blows no but I'm just saying veteran not quite. Okay. right <laughs> yeah, how old are you KP? Uh, 27. Yeah. So Four years. What's, definitely, what's definitely getting up there in age. 31. But, you know, like, okay. Zombies 31? I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, you, yeah. when you think about it, Kyle, yeah, it's the, your star ride was a long time ago now. Your star Yamaha ride, right? For Come, sure. Yeah. It, uh, it was. <laughs> I, I was always, dude, I had your back on that. I thought they should have kept you. I'm like, I can't believe they dropped Peters after. Was it one year or just two? Yeah, it was one year. One year. Um, I'm just like, I I just, they, they, Bobby's a pretty harsh guy with the riders. And I remember riding and talking to Weege and riding like, dude, Peter's got hurt. He missed some time, but he's legit. You know, he's a good starter. Like give him another chance and just clippy clippy. And that was it. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I got, I got, I hurt my shoulder two days before, uh, my first Supercross. Yep. Um, he let me have two rounds off, uh, with a stage four AC separation and then, it was like, hey, you have to go back racing. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know how well that is, uh, being injured and a rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't work out very well. But then um, that summer, you started coming around, I feel like. Yeah, you started coming around in outdoors and then uh, ended up having another shoulder injury to the older one, other one yeah. uh, about middle of outdoors. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's kind of, it is what it is. It's, uh, I think it's, it, Helped me in the long run a little bit, uh, just become who I am mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of years where I struggled with believing in myself and didn't have the confidence and was just, yeah, I guess, scared of getting hurt um, right. multiple years. But uh, now with getting older, I think um, I kind of understand the sport a bit more. Uh, mentally, I'm a lot better than what I have been in the past. Right. And, uh, I believe in myself a lot more, so that's uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of getting back out there and, it, if, and if you could seeing what happens. hey if you could take what you know now and put it back to when you were a kid or younger right like you'd be oh, so man. mentally stronger right like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be insane like what I knew like even with the fitness wise right I, I thought I was I was fit and ready yeah uh, 
back in the day, but obviously, <laughs> obviously I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing how hard I work now, I, I wish everyone told me I needed to work, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I just wish I would have done it. Is it something <laughs> like when you say I work harder, is it something like I'm riding more laps? Is it off the bike stuff or what exactly is that? Uh, it's everything. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more putting in more time on the bike, uh, more time off the bike. Um, I did, uh, a good bit of training with, uh, Justin Brayton over the off season, bike rides and whatnot. And, uh, dude, Brayton is a beast on a bicycle. So that, that kind of opened my eyes to that whole deal. Um, right. and, and yeah, I, my trainer, Corey Wirth, um, he, he's another one that really kind of puts it to me in the gym. So it's uh it's definitely more than the past couple of years I've been doing a lot more than what I did mm-hmm. previous. <laughs> um now Phil first of all, did you get any sort of congratulations from Phil on going perfect in the arena cross? Anything? <laughs> what did Phil I, I did. Oh you did? I did, yep. Just like a hey, was... good job. <laughs> like what what you know, is that all you got or Yeah, that that was really about it. I got a hug out of him. Oh, so. oh. Oh wow! So yeah. Hey, listen, my dog just passed away uh, last week, oh, and, and you know who was one of the few guys that texted me? Phil. Really? Phil. So. Phil. Yep. So that he's go- good about that, right? Goes to show you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a, he's a teddy bear deep down. You just gotta really get down. He's just really. <laughs> he's gotta really <laughs> keep chipping away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. The best part is the guys at Motorsport are coming on board with him for the outdoors, it looks like, and I told him he has to call into the show every Monday with a, with a national update, and he acted like that oh, was I the biggest pain in the, sh- pain in the ass ever. Ah, God. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fucking Phil, you got to make a 15-minute phone call every Monday. Calm down. Uh, I love Phil. Um, he hey. Ma- he makes my day. At some point, I said, what's KP doing next year? This was in the offseason, and he, maybe it was when he was in the studio. I don't know. He's like, he's selling cars. Did you actually work for the family? <laughs> like, did you actually sell some cars? Because he said you were useless oh, yeah. trying to get him a truck. You were just useless. So Yeah, I mean, you, you know how Phil is. We're all useless. Yeah, What's yeah, the out-the-door yeah. price, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the out-the-door price. Yeah, he's very no big tax. on out-the-door You're pricing. You're charge me tax. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, yeah. He, said, cool. uh, he said that he's like, hey, I looked at uh, Yeah, KP showed me a. A truck or something, and he didn't know nothing about it. He had to call someone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably about right as well. But you were um, doing it, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I was, I was fully head first car salesman. Wow. Yeah. Did you <laughs> yeah. do you like it? Is that your future? Do you think that's what's? I mean, because your your family runs a successful uh, car lot business, so is that where you see yourself doing going? Yeah, that's that's. Kind of doing that over the summer um, made me really think, like, man, like, surely I can go faster on a dirt bike. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something I can do to go faster. Oh God! Because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to prolong that that uh, that whole thing as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. You're like, listen, I really gotta gotta. Nothing, you know, no training program, not riding. Get a fucking real job. That'll make you better. Right, right. There. right. Well, Christian, yeah, Christian had one for a little bit, right? He was like, yep. oh my god, this sucks. <laughs> yep. This is not for me. That's why, Let's like, get that cold. Like Justin Hill. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Hill? Is like, he, is he a cop? I don't know. That's what I heard. He just he doesn't want to ride. He doesn't want to race. He wants to go. And like, more power to him. Right. Okay? It's like, his great. life. Yeah. It's his life. Guess what though? He will be full of regrets. At some point. But maybe not. I don't know, bro. Maybe not. Maybe just like, dude, 
I won a championship. I did what I did. I'm good. Some people I are just guess, good. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I just feel like there's no better place to, you know, if you can be a professional motocross athlete, like that's, you know, pretty Here, good Pretty good job. And Kyle can yeah, attest absolutely. to this. I feel like, and even when Justin was on the phone, people don't understand how hard it is to be a dirt bike racer. I mean, at the, oh, yeah. at the top yeah. level. Yeah. That's like going to your, whatever your current job is right now, right? And having your four coworkers, every day you get in, it's a fucking race or a, or whatever it is to battle your job. And someone is going to tell you there's a winner and there's a loser. And you're going to go home pissed off every single yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I get that part. But when you're Justin Hill and you can ride a bike that good, you know? Soul rider. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him come back. For right. Sure. No. He has unbelievable amount of natural talent. It's insane. So, so. when the 800... And you may not want to answer this, KP, but what did the 800 do that was weird? I mean, what did he do? Was he normal? Did, did something happen with Mike? I like Mike, but he'll do he'll I, he'll lose his shit once in a while. Uh, we I never like through the whole arena cross season. I was kind of skeptical. I was like, man, like what what Mike is gonna gonna show up? Yes. I know Mike like Mike can Mike can show up and be the gnarliest dude out there, and then sometimes he's just a little bit off, which. We all have off weekends. I I totally understand that. Um, so I was kind of like, what are we gonna What are we gonna get coming into the season? Um, this that. Um, and actually, honestly, like Mike had a run in with with Stank Dog, um, oh. and that was that was the only run in that we had with with Mike. Like Mike never never hit me. I never hit Mike. Okay. Like, it was it was pretty wild. Because sometimes Mike can lose it out there and do some questionable <laughs> things on a. On a dirt bike track. Yeah, no, we I, we, we never got okay. that, and it, and it was awesome. It was right. always super clean racing. It was fun, and uh, cool. I I was pumped to have Mike out there. And he's a fr- he's friendly as shit. Isn't oh yeah, no, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Just on the track, Mike can. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, what would you just do, Mike? Well, it's <laughs> it's funny you say that because like when it, we'll be around Mike and yeah. it's we be, we tell a joke. And we're laughing. I look over at Mike, and Mike's not laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. do, do you get that joke, or you just don't want And then he'll talk about something else. I'm like, it's okay, Mike. You can laugh. <laughs> yes. uh, I, think it's, I think he was raised in a van his whole life, and sometimes he doesn't quite know what to do. So that's all. Uh, Kyle Peters on the show, brought to you by Skosh.com. Pulpamex 2021 is the code to say with Skosh. Kiefer, how's your base link module? It's awesome. I need to get a boom bottle. You need a boom bottle? So what's the code again? Pulp. Pulp MX 2021. Okay, I'm going to order one. You're really going to order one? Yeah, I'm going to get yeah. one, too. Okay, uh, so is KP going to get one, too? I put it, like, when I go on mountain bike rides, I put no. the boom bottle into my... Yeah, I, I know. Randy does that, too. I don't get It's that. awesome. No, I can that, listen to tunes out in the des. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> How is that ridiculous? Just put headphones in. Don't, wa- what, don't bug me with your music. Like I'm out in the fucking no, desert. I pass people on the trail who have that. That's awesome. No, fuck off. I don't want to hear your music. You listen to it for five seconds as you ride by. Don't violate my ear holes with your music choice. Oh, my God. Put some headphones in. It's that simple. Don't in- inconvenience me with your boom bottle. What if in- it's Van Halen? And well, you- it's, then it's great. But- <laughs> and where do you put your water? I don't know what we're Where do you put your about? water? Where do you put your water when you do in that? In my jersey. In your jersey. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, speaking of J- uh, JB, Kyle, and you mentioned this. Uh, he told me a couple years ago he was at club. Uh, probably yeah, probably like a year or so ago. He's at club, and there was a couple kids there that are kind of up and coming guys, and they were telling him about like what they what they do off the bike. You know, he was just you know he's yep. a friendly guy, and 
he was like, dude, we had a rest day and then we did this and then we rest, the, you know, we do a rest day the next day. And JP's like, dude, like, too many rest days. You guys need a rest day? Like, like I do triple what you do. And then I ride motos that morning, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. like it's, and it's not like he was being a dick because he wasn't a dick to the kids. You're only working no, as hard sure. as you think you're working. Right. Right. Like, yes. Like, oh, absolutely. And you mentioned that. And JB's like, no, this is actually how hard you have to work. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it's, it's funny, uh, being at club next, um, kind of knowing what I went through growing up at a, at a training facility and, right. and, and knowing, what I know now, how hard I work now. And then, yeah, you see some, you see some kids and you're just like, holy smokes, man, you have no clue what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't even know. Right. And, and you know, you, you look at it, you look at Fry or Thrasher, it's only two races. So we're not going to like freak out, but sure. they're, they're struggling. They're on factory bikes. Can you imagine what's going on in their heads right now? Like they're kids, right. And mm-hmm. like, they're just, they're Kyle Peters seven years ago or what, like, you know, they're just, the star team, oh, yeah. I've, I, I've I've no, right, I have no results. I can't believe this. I'm a loser. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you just want to tell these yep. kids just, hey. Calm down. You know, Relax. you're going to get it. But yeah. I guarantee you that that won't help. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, like, my my dad grew up. Uh, he, my dad was not, like, a hard moto parent. Like, uh, he yeah, never yeah. really yelled at me, nothing. Um, so, get, going on star, uh, after... So I got hurt, and then my first Supercross, I mm-hmm. think after the first or second practice, Bobby comes up to me, and he's like, oh, man. Like, I know it, uh, looking back, I, I knew he was trying just to motivate me to go faster and be better. But he goes he goes to me, he goes, you know, uh, you probably need to get in the car business uh, now because you ain't going to last very long in this sport. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I heard a story. As, of, a, as an 18-year-old kid, yeah. I was just, I was mind blown. Right. I was like, oh, what? Wow. I heard a story from a good source in Webb's championship season. He said, if you don't jump this jump, whatever it was, triple quad, Who I don't said know. said this to him? Bobby Reagan, okay. the owner. Told Coop, I'm benching you for tonight. You're not racing tonight if you don't jump this. Like, what? <laughs> like, first of all, Yamaha, you, you're not doing that. Like, Yamaha's not letting you bench your rider. <laughs> Second of all, he's the defending champion, or he was the points leader at that. Like, whatever it was, it was either the first or second, you know, right. when Coop was a badass. And Bobby's like, if you don't jump that, I'm benching you. I'm just like, what? And I heard it from somebody that would know. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know. So, um, oh. I'm supposed to ask you about when you first showed up at club, KP. Oh, yeah. It was it, it, it went great. Why? Phil, me, Phil was my best friend. Phil loved me. What, what happened? He yelled at you? Oh man, there was Phil took me out so many times. He called me pork chop. He was <laughs> Phil was so mean, <laughs> and you could ask him today. He'll be like, "I truly hated KP when he first got there." Hold on, I, he truly hated uh, somebody else at, at club. I heard too, like oh, Cade. Maybe it was Cade. He truly oh, hated oh, Cade. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus, Phil. <laughs> what about the so Brandon from Club was on last week, last show. He oh, said, yeah. he said Phil had his uh, was working on his bike with his phone as the light because he didn't want to turn on the light to waste electricity. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's I, I, I mean I can't believe it. Uh, you can't believe it, really, bro? I know he's cheap, but he he's seriously <laughs> using this phone light instead of like fluorescent light. I love Phil. I I, I mean, God, I, dude. I knew I knew Phil back in the club like early club days. Yeah, I would. He rent, he was renting a house or whatever, and um, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm coming over." 
And I come over six or seven at night, and Phil would be on the couch, all the lights off, the air conditions off, and he's just sitting there on his on his phone. All you see is, is the light from his phone. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, what are we what are we talking? Uh, you know, like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks? Yeah. yeah. What, what, God, dude. <laughs> What a, what a mess. Bless. Yeah, what a mess he is. Uh, well, KP, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Great work. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats on the arena crossing. That's awesome. Uh, really cool to see. Appreciate and uh, we'll see you back uh, now raising 250 West uh, for the rest of the series. Yep. So, What's your prediction for KP? 5 to 10. I know maybe he doesn't want me to hear no, that. I want, a, I want an actual <laughs> result, not a 5 to 10. Give me a, a place. How many 5 to 10s do you think you have in your life, KP? I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> I feel like it's a ton, dude. I feel like you have a ton. Uh, you've made a podium before, right? Yep. Yep. Two. Yeah. Okay. Two podiums. Um, Jersey. Yep. Uh, yep. New Jersey and yep. Indiana. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought I, the Indy one was the one I remember. Um, yep. So, okay. So uh, I'm looking at the results here. I don't think he's beaten Cooper. I don't think he's beaten Ramit right now. Today, yeah. Junior, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifth. I'm gonna go. Sorry, KP. That's what I have to do. So okay. he's gonna beat March Banks, Hunter, Mar- Amart. You Amart? He's gonna beat Amart? Oh, I love fucking troll. But I think <laughs> I think trolls still get trolls. Got this, excuse me. Trolls got a leg problem. He, yeah, because he doesn't. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't grown. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> that's funny. Come on. No, when Ramit ran over his lifeless body, he jacked his leg up. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So, God, a troll KP battle would be that'd be great. Yeah. Be great to see. It, it's it's coming. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it is too for sure. All right, what do you got, Kiefer? What do you got? I got him first round as a no. Six. He, he raced a land. He raced a land oh, too. Well, coming back. Sorry, okay, six. Right. He got okay. six. Yeah, that's good. I like how he's not yeah, even saying uh, anything. He's like <laughs> he's like fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean. Those, uh, what's those your what's your goal that when you come back? Where do you want to be? Uh, my goal is to be on the podium. There it is. That'd be awesome. That's my goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. Uh, I don't think that's not a crazy goal. You could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Hey, before he gets off, so okay. the Honda is not known for lots of torque. How is the torque yep. on your guys' bikes? Uh, it's it's actually really good okay. um, from where we were at last year. Um, I. I don't know the exact numbers or anything, but I definitely think we we went up probably three or four horsepower from where we were at last year. And you're like what a buck fifty? Yeah, that's buck that, forty-five, buck that's fifty. Dean yeah. Dean Baker, the horsepower maker. That's what he yeah, does. He got some horsepower, right. one hundred and fifty pounds. That's it's yep. a possibility. Yep. Um, thanks, KP. Appreciate it. Great job yeah. in Arena Cross. Uh, and I won't see you this weekend, I'm sure, but I'll be there uh, in the press box. But. Uh, <laughs> But hey, actually, uh, um, I appreciate it. After uh, after Atlanta for the Atlanta rounds, I think yeah. I'm going to be back in in North Carolina. Um, oh, are you? Yes, I'm going to do my show from from North Carolina and all that. So oh, we'll definitely yeah. we'll be mountain biking. There you go. And doing my show, and I'm sure I will see you then. So absolutely, we'll uh, we'll definitely hit the trails and uh, look forward to it. Cool. Thanks, Kyle. See you, Kyle. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Right. Appreciate Thanks, it. That's Kick Arena Cross Champion Kyle Peters. Uh, perfect this year. That's good. Good job by him. God, he should have made more money. I don't care. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> that's that's fudged. Still better than, you yeah. Know, no, yeah, it's still, yeah. yeah. Still better than the 250 series uh, yep. purse, right? Uh, before we go, uh, the folks at motorsport.com and our folks at Michelin 
uh, I've teamed up to uh, offer up a special sale price for our listeners and for anybody else also, but our listeners can take advantage of this and to talk about that. It's the fastest man in Piedmont. He's on the line. Vintage RC, vintage Supercross racer, high revving 77 pilot. Open face wearing. Open face wearing, mustache hat. High point booting. High point booting. Yeah. All those things. D, all the above. How's it going, Randy? It's doing good. Hey, and and thanks for promoting that. That because I had forgotten. Uh, I need to call in for that. What I was calling in was to get like some sea level. Uh, hopefully, Keeper could help me with some sea level jetting specs for a 1977 Husqvarna <laughs> CR125. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a year old, so I can't help you. Did okay. <laughs> we got we got the clutch we got the clutch fixed though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, the clutch messed up on the 250, yeah, so oh, we're good. Oh, okay. And, and it's funny, it's funny, so the 125 has a Bing carburetor, and at that time, I guess Kiefer had a binky in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So um, no, no help there. No, no, no not there. at all. Uh, you looking forward to it, though? Yeah, heck yeah. yeah it's going to be good. It's going to be it's going to be a fun week. Uh, on vacation all week and go to hang out and have a good time. So nice. uh, do the Daytona Vintage Race tomorrow. The track looked like pretty mellow they were rolling a bunch of jumps which is good yep. favorable when you're when you're working with four inches of suspension and, and that's not a that's not a keeper after dark comment <laughs> you no, said four no. inches and it perked yeah. me right up yeah yeah we'll <laughs> rider d we'll get there we'll raise some more time uh, so he dropped hey, that today yes he did over the speaker i was walking in <laughs> yeah. to, to go to pre-registration and get my transponder and i hear i hear that over the pa and uh you know the tr speedway race i was standing right there between so me to the left uh weege in the middle and deegan over there and we're just talking about normal stuff and 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 weege had told me that he had had the conversation with yeah, deegan earlier right. and here comes some dude that rolls up hey man how are you guys man i listen to pulp all the time it's funny as heck what they do when they make fun of you and it was so <laughs> awkward i just like cut my eyes over it like my buddies harvey and robbie and i'm like oh this is going to get oh, weird yeah so, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but but we we played it off real well though, so it was good. But today he dropped on the speaker. We'll race Ryder D. We'll get there. We'll race him yeah, when it's we'll, time. Yeah, we'll, we'll race him when it's time. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's so over good. the loudspeakers right. at Daytona Speedway. Oh, so that's great. Epic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, um, no, that, that, that's yeah. cool. Um, looking forward to uh, to seeing the uh, the Instagram updates. You met Pancake too. He was there. The, the, uh, yeah, it was too. nice. Yeah, he and his yeah. his parents and yeah, yeah. he's a good kid. He said he's. Yeah, he's, I think he said you helped him on on a little KX 125 build. I did, yeah. Yep, stuff, so yeah, put, uh, kind of a Stuart replica. I had and, to put the call uh, so in the Pro Circuit awesome. to get a special pipe for him. Hmm. So I want to thank yeah. those guys for doing that. Yep. I'm, I'm, it's good to see you help some people out, not not me. But <laughs> oh, me wow. Anyway. Wow, where'd that wow. come from? <laughs> I got a big <laughs> old box from Michelin today. So thank you to Michelin, the official I, sponsor of the uh, wrap-up show, Michelin Bicycle Tires. Exactly and right. uh, I Michelin got some bicycle, bicycle tires, tires today. Yeah. No worries at all. Now you'll just get them mounted on your bikes and ride some. That'll be good, right? So, um, yeah. I want to yeah. put. I want to put a set. I sent you one set to put on that uh, Supercross tour bike. That, if I understood correctly, you say you're going to do some riding in North Carolina. Yes. Okay, that's not the state that I'm from, but I know you always think it is. But it's you've got to drive through it's my it's state. It's you'll, if you drive from Atlanta to Charlotte, you'll go through Piedmont. Oh so, wow! Uh, wow. Well then, well be, then, that short time that I am there, you will no longer be the fastest man in Piedmont. Oh, you will well, be the second no, fastest man. No, 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 no. Uh, if you blink, you'll miss Piedmont, and then I could outrun you with my eyes closed. So that's the similarity there. I think. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, hey, uh, no, dude, but you have, to, you have to come through. You have to stop by if you're coming through. Randy, um, how's how's the, how's the hoop doing? 
You know, I, I, I talked to a couple people today that mentioned that to me, and I, I don't I don't know. I definitely want to try to uh, maybe see him Wednesday before I leave the Daytona area. Um, I heard he yeah just unfortunate get off on a jump and and not sure the specifics of it, but um, and you know and and I and I don't know the details. It's I, I talked to. Uh, uh, David Iser was one that told me that yeah they had some surgery and okay. had some limited feeling and stuff like that. Uh, so so it sounds very very serious. So definitely thoughts and prayers yeah. for him because that's that's not good, right? No, absolutely, uh, I agree. Um, yeah. So motorsport dot com, what do we got going on? Yeah, so we got uh, the March is Michelin month uh, with motorsports. So we have a uh, a promotion we've collaborated with on them where it's a free set of Michelin inner tubes when you purchase any set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. So uh, just just they've, one they've tire? Been... Can you can you get the same deal with just one tire or you got to buy Yeah, you can, yeah, you can, yeah, you can just buy one tire, but if you want the free tubes, you need to buy a set okay, all right, of just Michelin Starcross 5 right, tires. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, okay. So. All right. No, it's good to, um, good to see so, our guys at Motorsport jumping on board with the Michelin folks. Uh love it and yeah. uh, and so that's really yeah, cool we did deal. That. Yeah. Yeah, we did that last year with them, and uh, it was really successful. And uh, the cool thing for us is we see, uh, you know, some conversion to where to where we see that you know that an opportunity like that, someone who maybe hasn't had tried our brand before or currently on a different brand, and and kind of converse have some conversion to get them on some Michelin products. So that's always good to to get people uh, to try the brand and yeah. it's going well. No, absolutely. So. Motorsport.com. There's a whole Pulp MX uh, section on the Motorsport.com. You mm-hmm. click on that, it can take you. Take you to Michelin sponsor uh, page there, which makes it really easy, or just search Michelin on motorsport.com, either one, and you get a set of mm-hmm. tubes. If you buy a set of Starcross 5s, which, of course, tire choice for me to go 14.9 for seventh overall. And yep. what did I go this year? 9.7 uh, nine, 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 or 9.7.9? Nine, nine? I'll tell you what, this, what you went this year was down. Tread, tread lightly. Down tread lightly. Be careful. <laughs> easy on that. Um, easy, easy. Too soon? Is it too, too soon? soon? It is too soon. Uh, it is. Um, hey, uh, you, you, you guys were talking about, uh, you were saying about Alessi. I saw him at the, the start there at the uh, the GNCC, the wild board, GNCC. Mm-hmm. And he had a cast on his hand and because, and, uh, you know, he recently injured or whatever. And, and Davey Coombs was asking about the wrist, this and that. Okay, chit-chat. And I said, uh I said, hey, Mike, did the, the, the doctor tell you, you know, like not to point at anything way off in a distance for a while? Like this only, like I pointed, I said, like, don't point like way off at a tree line. Like you can point at things close up, but don't point at anything way off. And, I don't. <laughs> because his hand was broken. And as if though his hand was broken, it would strain his hand to point at something way off, right? right. Now you don't even get it. But anyway, uh, he, he was lost on it. As you, as, uh, as you I, I think yeah, Kiefer, yeah. Kiefer and I are both Me lost. Me looking also. at you like, huh? Yeah, Talon, Marks, anybody? You guys got it? No, no, no. We're uh-huh. all, we're all. You know what, Randy? You can't. You get. You don't hit every shot. You, yeah, yeah. You, you, you win sh- some, you lose some. You, know, you don't get every shot, Randy. Well, you know. <laughs> you, 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 hey, you, you guys catch some. You don't. So anyway. <laughs> <it's good. laughs> uh, hey, uh, buddy, we got to run. We got uh, our next no guest worries, man. coming up here. Um, but good luck down there. Have fun, the, Randy. The, uh, vet vintage supercars. I want to race it one day. I I, I thought about it well, this year. I well, want to no, do it. No. No, oh. no, I, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I talked to someone at the GNCC, said they had reached out to you and told you they could get bikes and they could bring a CR500, and you never answered them. Hmm. So they sent in emails and you'd never answer hmm. them. So it doesn't sound like, doesn't, doesn't sound like Steve mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, Randy, thanks for calling in. Don't put, your, don't put your boom <laughs> bottle in your uh, water bottle holder no, either. No, don't do that no. either. No. Just, no, just, no. Can we just... Right, hey, and... 
Right. When you're when you're in the Atlanta rounds, let's do try to get some mountain biking in. I'll, I'll take a day off or whatever, yeah. up and, and no. it'd be good. We get some riding in. Okay? We'll, we'll get there when it's time. We'll get there <laughs> we'll when get it's there. time. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, you'll, you'll race Daytona when it's time. I will. I will. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Randy, right. and thanks for calling in again. Motorsport.com. Check out the Michelin uh, special if you can. And uh, as always, FMIP. Uh, we will text you uh, probably tomorrow. Or Bye, Randall. Day. See you, Randy. Sounds good. There right. you go. Bye-bye. See, See ya. Ya. That's Randy Richardson, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break here, grab some dinner, be right back. Jason Thomas will be on. Aaron Plessinger will be on. Skip Norfolk's coming in. Got lots more happening on the Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Stick around. Be right back after this. That just tells me you guys are fragile little flowers. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. 
Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsportoutlet.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again, Pulp Nation, for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin Motorcycle Tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. 
Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships in one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. 
to see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Papa Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works. That's Chris Kiefer's choice, everybody. Yeah, Joe. Good old Joe. That was a very uh, odd pick. All of a sudden, you're just like, yeah, let's just get Joe Walsh. I just love that intro. It's good. I'll give you that. Let's get let's get JT on the line if we can, Talon. Thank you. Uh, 702-586-7857. We got a call from Shane earlier. Uh, the Albany M- MX in Oregon, a place I've been to multiple times with Birdwell back in the day. It says the owners passed away recently, and they're doing a ride day for them this weekend. Wants to do a shout-out. So, Shane, we couldn't get you on the phone, but uh, yeah. shout-out for the ride day at Oregon. Albany, Albany MX. There used to be a um, – when I was there, it was a left-hander before the tower, and then there was a little zigzag. Was it a table and a single, or was it a single and a table? I think it was a roller table. Anyways, like Turlecki and Ryan Huffman and guys were going single all the way over the table. It was big back then. Yeah. I, I was not doing I that. did a four-stroke national there. Did you? Yeah. You had a national race? Four-stroke national, yeah. 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 Uh, so thanks to uh, thanks to those guys for uh, coming on board. Also, I want to thank the folks at Cambio CBD, cambio-usa.com. For more information on that, we have the little 
uh, cream in front of here. <clears throat> you, you're, you're a CBD user, right? Yep. You use it at certain times. Uh-huh. Uh, Cambio offers the finest pure and organic CBD products available, including athlete-inspired performance and recovery packs. If you go to cambio-usa.com, pop a uh, little logo there, you'll get a hell of a deal on all your CBD needs. So please check out cambio-usa.com for more information on that. The CBD stuff, it works. Give it a try. Um, definitely can help you sleep better. It can help you uh, heal a little bit. It can take some pain away. Uh, it can do all of that. So I want to thank those guys as well for coming on board. Also, uh, coming up, uh, our next show. Next show. Next show is going to be. Great radio. David yeah. Villeman. Hell yeah. In studio. Uh, it'll be Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Because uh, we're going to have the, the Saturday race and the Tuesday race. Mm-hmm. So next Wednesday here in studio, David Villeman will be here for the Pulp Mech Show. Here or in Texas? Here. Really? I'm flying back. Okay. Then we're going to do the show Wednesday night, so we'll have two races to cover. So just keep that uh, in mind, people, on Wednesday. I don't even know. Mark's Wednesday. You're good? I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I feel uh, tired. <laughs> I feel tired. <laughs> still trying to drag it over here. I might bust open a Red Bull. That's ridiculous. I'll let you know. So just to keep that in mind, everybody, uh, for that. Also, uh, Fly Racing and Fly Racing, all the things that they got going on. Family first over there at Fly Racing. <laughs> there we uh, go. They'll, they've got it all. The new, all new light pant. They've got uh, Zone Pro Goggle. They've got the uh, Evo line. They've got the Formula Helmet that has Rion technology. Formula Helmet CC this year. Different shell than the regular Formula. Uh, just a little bit heavier, but also a little bit cheaper. So if you're in the market for uh, less, less expensive, I guess is the word. Not cheaper. Cheap is a bad Very good. connotation. Very good. Uh, flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? More affordable. More affordable. Thank you. Yes. Cheaper, you is, a, cheaper is a bad word, I know. Uh-huh. But that's what it is, but you're not supposed to say that. So, um, Nothing cheap about a Formula CC, Steve. Family first. JT over there at uh, Fly Racing. Well, we, we have the Fly Racing family. Yep. So we feel like we are pioneers on that uh, specific... Uh, way of marketing, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They just take that whole word. I like, can't use imitation, it. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Oh, my keeper. God. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Not at one time did I ever think that would come up. Never even thought about it. Didn't even think about it. I know you guys probably did. I thought I did, but I didn't. Well, he wonders why uh, he's been used less and less on the show, My last JT. show, JT. Nice knowing you, bro. Yep. That's okay. Hey, I still love you. Like I, I've made plenty of mistakes along the way as well. <laughs> it's the continuous learning process this life we're in. Oh my god! You can't do that, dude. I am very happy where I'm oh, at. Sorry, I Ted. appreciate my past, but I'm happy where I'm at. He, you should be. They're they are great people. I have I have no issue with it. There you go. Anything else you want to say, Steve? But you, you know, you have the FXR hat on. Yeah. The last show you had an FXR shirt on. Yeah. Is this on purpose? Yeah. Oh, it is? Of course. Okay. You think I just, like, uh, don't think about it when I come yeah. in here? Yeah, I just think you throw something on. Family first. Listen, they gave him, like, 20% of the company. Like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> I, I saw his gear, by the way, so that, uh, Ooh. Yeah. I'll fill you in later, JT. I'll, oh, yeah, I'm I'll sure it'll be on a group in. text that I'm uh, not involved I, in. Let me just tell you, JT, uh, I've seen uh, I've seen more imagination on the on the pin of a, of a, of a needle <laughs> oh than I saw in his gear. So Is it, like, cow print? Dude, it's, no, yeah, no, stop. No. It, it is clean uh, with like four L's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, Jason Thomas on the show. So, yeah, JT, we, we touched a little bit on the Web Roxon thing, and uh, Kiefer and I are both impressed. 
the fact that Webb did not fuck his race over either with that move because uh, he came out about as good as he could considering what, what how far he went out there. So good job for Cooper Webb for doing that. Do you think it was or do you think he cost himself a chance to win? No, I don't. <clears throat> no. I, okay. I, I, do, I do not in my mind. I think, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Take. I'm not yeah. saying for sure that I think that either. I'm just saying yeah. if, if he gets out front, of course his chances of winning go up. Yeah. But the the fact that he looked at the main event times and he was like over a second slower than those guys, he yeah, no, you I'm know he just he, he didn't have it right. But right, but right. he got second. He still got second. So he did. Yeah, he did. At any point when you're racing Supercross, and obviously it's different for you, JT. But like in practice, you're like, okay, man, I'm not quite feeling it. I want to make sure that I do this, this, and this just to be able to salvage the night. Versus, I'm going to send it. Uh, it was just to start for me. It, the the nights and, and I kind of see Webb doing that too. Not that we were anything close to each other, but um, the nights that he seems to be struggling the most are the nights where he seems to get the best starts because I think he just puts so much emphasis on it that he knows he has to get the start. And, and I haven't seen it as much, you know, this year and last year as I did uh, the year he won the title in nineteen. You know, every single night where things weren't going his way in time qualifying or the afternoon as a, as a whole, he would get the whole shot in the main event every single time. And I don't, I don't think that's an accident. So uh, for me, it was kind of the same. If, if everything was kind of stacked against me, I knew I had to get the starts in the qualifiers or the LCQ or whatever to make sure that I gave myself the best chance possible. Have you taken note, and I, we have, I don't know if you guys have talked this after the, the show that you guys have for the races, but he is one of the only few guys that uses blocks on the start. Yeah, and I, we weren't allowed, you know, like when yeah. I was racing, uh, when, ever since they've gone to this grate, um, you know, the, the starting grates, they've allowed it because there's no more rut. Right. Um, but for me, I had to, like, I wasn't even allowed to use a rock. I had to basically pile loose dirt together, which is, like, the dumbest rule ever. Like, there was really no difference at all. Right. Um, but, you know, like, I don't think that it's well. If it's you found such a huge if, you, if you found the rock behind the starting gate, you could use it. You could have you could use whatever could you not, found it could not behind be a rock, though. But it couldn't be a rock. It had to be dirt. Oh. But you so if your dad found a rock, he couldn't use it behind the gate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you could yeah. use whatever. It could not be an actual rock. It had to be uh, dirt. Okay. Which makes it, there's no rhyme or reason to that. There, it absolutely makes no sense. But anyway, uh, you know, when I look at it, it's more about getting leverage, right? Like I think he's tall enough to, you know, he can put his feet down or whatever, but being able to get over the front and control the front end so much more by, by being up and having all that weight over the front is a big deal. And I, uh, you know, I, I used to remember practicing starts against Michael Byrne, and unless I had blocks or something like that, I had no chance because he could just control the front end coming out of the gate so much better than I could. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a big deal to have those. Yeah, because you can see some guys are – this is this is a thing going on in the amateur world now. I'm kind of a part of that. Yeah. It's like you have these blocks that are high up, so these kids don't have to lift their feet up that much to get back on the peg sooner. So it's Dude, almost flush. I just I think it's so ridiculous. We got we got we got the whole shot devices. We got starting maps. We got RPM lights. We got blocks. We got grates. Like at some point that's going to go away. I bet. I bet come you, on, AMA man. is going to be like no more blocks at some point. I don't. Um, I don't know if you can do that because of not having a rut, like JT said. Why does that matter? Because so is your short the rear wheel so much lower? Yeah, if, I mean if you're shorter, like the rear wheel's lower and your feet are higher, mm -hmm. like they're on, the, you know what I mean? Your yep. feet are on the ground, your ruts, your wheels in the rut, so you have a natural 
like it, less clearance. You know what I mean? Like you can touch with with the grate. You don't have that. Your your wheel is not in a rut anymore. So now it's that much and, harder to touch the ground. And if you're shorter, you'd be at a clear disadvantage. Oh with, yeah, with no. Oh, it, it, there is yeah. an absolute. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't. You know, if they're going to have a grate, they got to use the block. Do we but. know the rule of the height of the what's allowed? Do we know that? I, I don't know the no, rule. No, I don't know. No. That, no. Okay. I, I mean, it, it's it's a fairly new rule change. Uh, I, I would bet there has to be something, but I just couldn't get over the fact there was no common sense whatsoever. Like, they would allow me to get the biggest dirt clod in the history of dirt, but a rock was not allowed. Like, like what do you guys, why? What, what is the point here? What, what's the deal? Remember the concrete starts and you put contact cleaner on a rag and put it in a ziplock and bring it mm-hmm. to the line. Just all the shit that people were trying <laughs> people to do. People spraying that. the tire with some adhesive. Yeah, yeah. People just trying <laughs> to put a pine tar on a baseball and stuff. Oh yeah, it's just just ridiculous. So do we're gonna have Aaron Pleasanger here uh, right after UJT on the uh, on the show. Do we think this is a, a is this a pivot point for him? And I don't even know. I'm not even saying podium like all the time because that's a gnarly that's a gnarly pace and a gnarly speed. But you know, is he gonna be Mookie? Who is Mookie is now a fourth to seventh place guy? Well, he's the only one that can answer that because it's it's really hard to draw any sort of conclusion from Daytona. You know, I think, you know, it's a great springboard for him confidence wise. And, you know, everything's right in front of him to go out there and accomplish what he wants to do. But I think he and Tomac are both in this kind of the same boat for the rest of this 2021 campaign is that they're coming off of great rides arguably their best rides of the season. And what do they do with that? You know, do they fall back into the pace and the results that they've had at the previous, you know, nine races or whatever it's been, or do they use this Daytona momentum and, um, you know, everything that they left there with mentally, can they take that confidence and roll into Arlington and keep it going? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know how you could really posturize either way. Um, that's really up to them. Uh, I I generally think that most people revert back to the mean, where what we saw at all the other normal Supercross rounds is probably what we'll get because just Daytona is Daytona, and it, it's really hard to say, yeah, Cody Shock in the 250 class is going to be running around in second, third place at Arlington. I don't personally believe that. I well, think he just rode Daytona very well, and I think Plessinger, Plessinger rode Daytona very well, and I think Tomac is – one of the best Daytona racers of all time. So that's just kind of where I come down is I think we'll go back to what we've seen before when we go into Arlington. I think for the AP reason, I think it's going to be, it's going to help him just like what kind of what JT said. Uh, you have confidence now, it'll springboard. And I think that'll roll into the, in, you know, a stadium. Right. right. I know JT, what JT's saying about how the, the tracks are way different and it's a special kind of deal with Daytona, but unlike, Cody Shock, I think it's just a totally that's not an apples apples comparison. You have Aaron Plessinger that I think can still go top five no matter where he's at. Um, he's getting, I, I what I said earlier in the show, he's getting the best starts out of that team. He seems to be the best starter on that team, uh, and I think this just is going to help him in future rounds no matter where we go. So rank the three Yamaha guys through nine rounds. Rank them through not because honestly, Ferrandis has probably shown the most speed. Okay, Mookie, you have to go Mookie one though. Like Mookie well, has been there every week, right? Yeah, so Mookie has the best results. Ferrandis yeah. has probably shown the most speed, and AP has the podium that only Ferrandis has. Well, Ferrandis has a podium as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and only Ferrandis has. So, like, 
you rank them? I think I, I go Mookie one, and then I go two A and two B because I think they're. I think Ferrandis and Plessinger have had very similar seasons so far. What do you think, Ever? Uh Mookie, AP, Dylan, and like a, Dylan, I think uh, rides the bike um, over its potential at times, mm-hmm. so I think that hurts him. And I do think we will see that come into play more later on in these rounds where it's going to help him. Um, but more times than not, it's going to bite. You just can't do that like he did on the 250 with this bike um, being the Yamaha 450. You just can't do it for that long. You know, speaking of, you can't you know, do we're, that, dude. We're, we're trying to figure out if, you know, AP is going to be able to carry this on. My only question is, and all, we all watched the race, but I, I don't know what they showed on TV. I haven't seen it on television. But could you guys see how much better AP was in those whoops than everyone around him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where I really struggle with him carrying this form on because I don't think he's going to be able to have that advantage, right? There's not going to be a 50-yard set of sand whoops where he's just going to be able to get up on the rear tire and blast past everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you take that out, he was still riding really well, but that was a distinct advantage he had and was able to exploit it, and good for him. I just don't think he's going to be able to use that again. And so, you know, maybe Atlanta's the same way. Maybe there's sections like that in Atlanta with these three speedway races, but going to Arlington, I, I just think he's going to be – he's certainly capable of a top five, but I don't think he's going to go, you know, be chasing down Tomac for the lead. I just don't see that. I don't see that either. I just think he's going to be up near 3-4 five more than we've seen him so far do we see he absolutely could do we see any fireworks between roxon and webb this weekend in dallas let's hope so (laughs) Kiefer. uh no 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 these guys have had it i mean these guys have battled for a couple years hard hit each other um i mean they hated each other so much a few years ago yep and i just think they've uh They've kind of grown like, hey, man, we're going to be together for a while. Let's just, like, let's battle and then end it. I mean, And you're going to get annoyed. Just like I said early in the show, Roxon's annoyed. He got fourth. He didn't like what Cooper did. I don't think he's that pissed. I think he was pissed because he was in the moment. It's right after the race. We're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Kenny's really going to try to concentrate on himself because he doesn't want to implode and fuck this whole thing up, right? So I don't think we're going to see as much as we all hope to see. All right, that'll be interesting for sure. Uh, also interesting is the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. Uh, speaking can, I, of X- can I add oh. one thing before you okay. go into that? All right. I think that uh, I think Cooper's going to try to instigate it more. Um, I, I just think that's inherently in Cooper's DNA is to try to jack with these guys. I think he enjoys it, and I think he's good at it, and I think it benefits him. So I agree with you that Kenny's probably just going to kind of woo-saw and be like, ah, whatever, you know, you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. But I think Cooper's going to try to keep it going. I-, I think Cooper feels like he has an edge when-, when guys are worried about him versus worried about what they're doing. X-Brown goggle tear-offs, let's do it. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Freddie Norn, wearing X-Brand. Chiz, wearing X-Brand. Kiefer. When are we going to talk about him? Let's talk about Chiz right now. X-Brand goggles, his own Kyle Chisholm. You wrote about him in your daytime qualifying yep. call, column. And we talk a lot about his bike. We, we converse a lot to each other. Okay. And there's nothing done to his motorcycle. An FMF muffler, engine is stock, he is running a stock 
What He's, map? What map does he have? Zeros. He's on a stock map. What? Yeah. He likes that map because it has the most bottom end. Okay. So he runs all zeros. He's like, it's what I know. I'm running it. That's what I got. He almost dies in his heat race. Yeah. Gets back LCQ. Wasn't looking good. No. Gets in and just fucking gets his whatever. I mean, what did he get? He got uh, uh 17th. 17th. It's, it's crazy when you think about a stock motor. And he is run. getting starts over these other dudes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is ahead of these other guys. And these, these factory riders that are behind him have got to be going mental. <laughs> he's chiz, bro. And let's face it. He's not pretty on the bike. He doesn't look exceptional. It's not like you looking at Chiz like, dude, the style is sick. He's just Yeah. Plugs he, away. He gets it done. Yep. And there everybody's like, Oh, what's done to his bike? Nothing. There's nothing done. It's it's a stock motorcycle. Right. So I guess Blue I kinda crew. I kinda lose Blue it when crew. people say Yamaha sucks, yeah. this is it, it doesn't do this good. Homeboy is on a stock motorcycle and making mains every single weekend. And getting starts, like you said. And getting yep. starts. Yep. So Yep. It's amazing. Atlas brace as well. Uh, wearing Kyle Chisholm wearing an Atlas brace, wearing X Brown goggles. And Chis is what thirty two? Uh, I don't even know. I think he's forty eight. JT, do you know? He turned pro in oh four. So that was seventeen years ago. I'm gonna say he's thirty four. That would be my guess. It's impressive. Yeah. All right, X Brown Goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Uh, go through motorsport.com link on there to save. EKS20 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, check out the new uh, goggle, the Lucid. Oh, it's good. When am I getting it? Oh, it's. I can't believe you don't have it. <laughs> I can't. I can't too, actually. <laughs> Fuck, I can't too. Um, all right, so please check those guys out. Use the code to save. Again, Freddie Norn wearing X Brand and uh, 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 Kyle Chisholm wearing X Brand. So many guys. Josh Strang just made the podium. He's an X Brand goggle guy. So, you name it, they can work in all sorts of conditions. So, um, here we go. Questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Has anybody heard of him? Mm-mm. JT? Unfamiliar. Yep. All right, let's do this, Marks. Steve. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. If Daytona was to go away, what is another unique stadium or speedway that could take its place? I mean, any of those ones. We went to Charlotte back in the day. Atlanta. Atlanta now. We're going to Atlanta in a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, I'm being a smart ass, but. I know. But, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of them. That Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Sure, if we can't get into the Raider thing. God, yeah. can you imagine how <laughs> shitty it would be out there? Yeah. Concrete. <laughs> All right. JT, most people would say that Cade Clayson has made some big improvements this season. So what will it take for Cade to earn just a little bit of your respect? Oh. I, I don't know if this gentleman listened to the uh, Fire Racing Racer X Review podcast, but I gave him a lot of credit. I think he's he's really – kind of overperforming like in those lcqs some of them i look at the lineup and i'm like man this is going to be really tough and he gets the start he puts in really good laps at the beginning and he makes life easy for himself so i give him a ton of credit because when you're panning down the list of some of those names i don't think k jumps to the forefront of the names you think that are going to get in and he's getting he's getting it done yeah he's not kyle chisholm but he's getting it done the same way mcelrath no main event this weekend what happened to him just a bad start in the LCQ. But just look at the other guys. I mean, Freddie yeah. Norin and Alex Ray and all these guys that, that lots of people immediately associate with being in the main events. They're not there, and Cade's getting in. Yep. All right. Um, Keeper, <clears throat> do you know of any two friends that argue more than Mathis and JT? None. <laughs> 2.1. Wow. None. 
I, I'm in a car with them. And it's just like they want to do this. I don't want to do it. It's just he he drives you. This, he makes it this way. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He he will say one thing, and you will freaking have. <laughs> oh, you're listening to so many rebuttals to his one comment. That's fake news. Mm. I definitely instigate it at times too, but sometimes Steve will just won't let something go. Like if there's a coffee incident or something, it's just like. JT is the it, Cooper Webb of the conversation. JT is Cooper. Ken, uh, Kenny is over here. Steve, that's that's how it is. That's bullshit. Are you kidding me? All right. Steve, is the factory Hondas the Lawrence brothers are racing better than the Geico bikes were? I don't know. You know, that's... Let's find out. We got we to gotta find out. Yeah. Yes. We got to ride them. That's it. We got to ride them. We rode the Geico bikes. Let's really hone in on this. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I need to... In oh, Florida. You know what? I never I never really asked. I, I should poke around a little bit and see. Because yeah, publicly, you're going to get the, the, the... You know, I want to find out for real, though. This is a factory 250. Right. We like to ride that. All right. JT, out of all the Daytona races you've been to, which one is the most memorable? 99. Huh, interesting. Um, most memorable could be good or bad. I think... The worst memories are probably 08. It was just catastrophic on every level. Uh, but you know what? I When I really think about Daytona, I kind of think about 92, uh, Stanton Bradshaw. Um, yeah, I was so lucky to be standing you know, out on the track and watching those two guys just go at it. And it was pretty muddy that day, too. Like The track was really ruddy and soft, and we'd got a lot of rain. Uh, and those guys were just legendary right and bradshaw is my hero and i you know i didn't really care for stan at the time now stan's like one of the nicest guys ever but he was kind of the the heel of the series just wasn't very personable at that time in his in his life and uh man those two just went at it that day and and raced each other clean i just i can remember that race like it was yesterday and i was like 12 years old so it was pretty cool 59 seconds try to shorten it up a little bit nope um it was pretty cool for me as a mechanic to say that my rider made the podium at daytona that was cool timmy in 03 that's cool. I've never been. Huh. All right. You know what I should mention, too? 97, my first ever time racing Daytona, I made both main events. That was pretty cool. That's what I thought. I thought it was 99, but it was 97, huh? 97. I don't think I've ever been that tired after racing all the races. Birdwell. Yeah, Birdwell Mathis put it in that main, too. I you think. and Cliff Palmer? <laughs> what Birdwell get in the main event? Oh, I have no idea. I want to know if I beat him. I can look it up. We got to look it up. Okay. Was Cliff Palmer at the same time as you, JT? Uh, he was definitely older than I was, but I raced him for yeah, sure. He, I mean, near the he was ninety seven, ninety eight. He was still hanging on. Cliff was yeah, like still yeah, double yeah. classing it, right? No, yeah. not at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. All Mark right. Mark Musselman. <laughs> I know that name, but I don't. I think don't I ever think Mark him. Musselman was around then. No. Uh, next question. Kiefer. What's the future of e-moto bikes with Alta gone? Who's the next to come in hot? Wow. I'm so far removed from that right now. I don't know. Uh, JT, you got 20th in 97, and Birdwell got 25th. Oh, yeah. Fuck Oh, you. that's when they took 30, huh? Fuck you. Suck it, Birdwell. Fuck off. Did you guys... Uh, you finished right, right, right behind uh, Marco Dube and right ahead of Atsuda. Ooh. I did? Yes. Which Atsuda? Right. There's like 20 of them. Yoshai. Tata. Yeah. Yo, what? I like it. What is it? Yo, mama. Yo, shatata. 
Okay. Did uh, Did you guys see that initiative that all the brands signed to create electric motorcycles? Yeah, I did see that. So uh, that would be my answer. Is I guess they're all going to be working on it together. I missed the question because it was going to results, but I would bet uh, a lot of money that there's some Alta technology somewhere in there. All right, next question. Yeah, I would. I would assume that somebody would be trying to acquire right. that, right? Right. Steve, which which track design this season has been the best, and who do you think designs the best tracks? Uh, I don't, what do you mean designs the best tracks? I don't know. So say okay. Dirtworks does it. Uh, the best track this year, though. Um, I, I I can't think of anything right now. I'm talking about nothing that stands out right now. All right, JT. Have you ever seen a better rider in the closing laps than Cooper Webb? No, never. Tim Ferry. He is the most clever. Uh, he has the best racecraft. He seems to know what other guys are doing before they even do it. Uh, it's pretty pretty impressive to say the least. Old Blake Baggett was good too. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah, but he was more like fitness wise, right? He was just like. The the speed would just be overwhelming at the end, where I think Webb is more like thinking, like it's it's more cerebral than it is overwhelming speed or fitness or anything. Have we heard from BB at all? Anything? No. JT, we each got a we each got a uh, message back from a DM. That's about it. Yep. All right. All right. Last one, Kiefer. Which bikes look like look like they are working the best this season? The Honda looks. Amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. Looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and I know Cooper has been searching for some stuff, but uh, the KTM's lately have looked really good as well. So those two bikes for me are stand out. But for sure, the Honda has looked the best over the course of the whole series. Right, um, Kenny's bike looks amazing. Yeah. Which is so crazy because I mean I I don't ride the factory bike, but I ride the production bike a lot, and it's just it's tough. <laughs> tough to ride yeah is it like you just don't like it or it's 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 just it's stiff feeling to me the motor's really good Mm -hmm. um but you watch kenny and it it looks like it's so connected to the ground forgiving yeah it looks plush it looks balanced he gets in and out of those ruts he's so good and it's it it the, the RPMs are not high i know that's kenny way of riding but i mean just the way the bike is settled that's what's amazing to me and you, you don't feel that the production bike is that way? I do not. Okay. I, I know that the old bikes, I, w- I would totally agree with you, that I, they they're, they were all about turning, which is fine, but yeah. I, I like my bikes to be stable. I'm gonna, um, so, yeah, interested to ride the 21. I'm going to ride, uh, so tomorrow at Racer for Racer X, I'm going to ride JB's replica bike that I helped him, you know, with the motor. I finally got that bike back. So mm-hmm. we're going to do a video on that. So maybe that will kind of change my mind a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, we got some phone calls here on the line. First up for Kiefer, it is uh, Brett. Brett, you got to talk to Chris Kiefer? You want to talk to Chris Kiefer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just wanted to thank Chris Kiefer for uh, just giving me some confidence to email some uh, companies for some support. I'm just, uh, just a blue-collar guy trying to make it in the moto world and just uh, getting some products and stuff at a discount helps out a lot. And uh, listening to Kiefer, he really uh, opened my eyes to that. Ah, thanks, man. So great. I'm glad it's well, working it's out. So great that Kiefer helped you to tell you to send some <laughs> resumes off. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Brett, I mean, you know, what did he do? But if what? Brett emailed you, you wouldn't have emailed Brett back. You don't know that. Oh, That's I true. do know that. <laughs> Kiefer emailed me back, and I was waiting for uh, a little FMF help from Steve and never heard back. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, Brett. Well, thanks for calling. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, Brett. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, Brett. Later. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Brett. Um, is this Dustin? Dustin, what's going on? You want to talk to JT? Hey, JT, um, I, I emailed you a couple times. You're the one that, I'm the one that asked you for that jersey for my dad. Yeah, yep. I, I just, again, wanted to say thank you. I got it the other day, and, dude, like, everyone in my family, just they wanted to say thanks, and uh, just really appreciate it. Like, no problem, you on the uh, man. But we, we said you do, and, again, really, uh, uh, really sorry. To, great sorry guy to for JT, dad, great guy for Kiefer. They're, yep. doing, they're doing God's work over yep. here yep. for people. I guess uh, maybe I should have somebody call in for me. <laughs> should I should I plant a call in? Where's the cricket uh, sound drop? Yeah, I mean Dustin, that's awesome to hear that he you know JT went and above and beyond for you. I, that's awesome. Did I? I mean, did I do anything but, at I mean, all, Dustin, for you? Well, yeah, I actually called you a couple months ago. You helped me out with that wrench rabbit kit. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I, yeah. There we go. There it is. So <laughs> I'm actually called in to say thank you on that one, but again, like just but. I appreciated that too, but like, I mean, my dad passed away a couple of weeks ago, and JT just got him like a jersey with his favorite colors and everything on there. That's badass. So I, was just, I was beyond just stoked on it, and I told him I'd pay him shipping, whatever he wanted, wouldn't take anything. So I mean, it's just again, you hear people say that, you know, I want to help people and this and that, but you know, actually have some someone actually to stand up and do it, and not ask for anything in return, even when offered. And like I said, like I will. You know, fly for the rest of my life. Honestly, wow! There you go. There it is. This guy right here. All right, all right, Dustin. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Take care, man. Right, stick it up your ass. A couple angels in here at the studio, I guess. Yeah, just you know. Steve, when you, I know you have a bad shoulder. Like when you are patting yourself on the back, does your shoulder bother you when you're doing that? When, or are you good? When do I do that? Just a minute ago with the wrench rabbit. I was just. You know, I, I was getting an onslaught of people just thanking Kiefer and JT. I just wanted something, anything, anything at all. Stick it up your for, ass. For myself, just something. Yeah. Uh, you know? So, um, I, do, do you understand, like, the, Kiefer, the funniest thing about this is yes. he's so worked up about that. But when he goes to the races, like, it is literally a nonstop barrage of people yes. just telling him they love the show. And thanks for, you know, all the things that he does and all this stuff. And then he comes on the show and just acts like nobody ever says thank you or, or appreciates anything right. ever. And this is the reason why when I do go to the races, I don't really walk around with them because I can't fucking go anywhere. So he's like, why don't you hang out with me in the race? Because I don't want to be around you and stop every 10 feet. Like, I can't do it. I got to do other shit. Just, I just want to be appreciated a little bit in my life. That's all. <laughs> just from somebody at any point. Um, hey, we're giving away a Fly Racing coach's jacket. Thanks to the folks at FlyRacing.com, of course. And What does that mean? It's a coach's jacket. What does that mean, a coach's what, what, jacket? Don't you worry about it, okay? Don't you worry like, about it. You got like your a name nice and like a whistle? You got a whistle in it? Or what the fuck are you talking about, a coach? It's the name of the jacket. Okay, thank you. That's what, jacket. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to do something like special. Like, hey, oh, I'm, don't worry I'm, about hey, it. Hey, okay? I'm, I'm a trainer. Here's a coaching jacket. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, we're going to give away a Fly Coach's Jacket to a uh, listener of the show. Contest at com. Email us, contest at com, And uh, please check that out. Um, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for doing that, of course. Um, Dallas this weekend, JT. We got another three in one week. So it should be interesting. should be exciting. I love it, but, man, it's a lot of work in between them. Like, yes. from when the race stops, we go back to the next race it's pretty much non-stop for us like doing something yes yeah I whether agree. it's whether it's 
covering the race that just happened or leading into the next one. It's, I mean, whatever. Don't feel bad for us, but it, there's a lot happening. Yeah, there's worse ways to make a living. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, 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 no, I'm with you. They are they are jam packed for sure. So, um, all right. Anything else for JT? Keep. Are you guys sharing a house again? Or no, okay. no, we didn't. No, no, we didn't do that. Then JT actually <laughs> just no. J, J, well, I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with well, these two. Well, you're documenting everything. He's not even staying the whole time. Is he documenting everything you do when you're staying there? Well, yeah, he videos it and then puts it on his Instagram <laughs> and, and whines about it. Those are facts. That's true facts. And uh, he's not even staying the whole time. Oh, uh, when are you coming down? Who, me? Uh, yeah. It's up to Steve. I, I will come down. Why is it up I'll to Steve? It oh, why, why is there it, it up is. to Steve? There it is. Because I, I, it will make my whole trip so much easier if you are a part of it. I don't. I don't. I. This I is news to me. Basically, what he's asking depth, you is, is like, hey, co-host the show one day. Right. We can do a thing. No, no. no. You know okay. So you two work on it. Okay. Okay. You got. Honestly, after Atlanta, there's two weeks off, I believe. Okay. Yep. That's perfect. Just plan okay. for those one of those two weeks. Right. Uh, wouldn't that work for both of you, jerkies? Yes. Yeah. 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 All I need. All I need of you to tell me is when. And I'll do the rest. Can we? Can okay? And here's some rules. Oh, I want to set some rules on oh, the show. Here we go. Here we go. I need insta bangers. Okay, JT. Like photos? Yes, I need photos. Yeah, no I problem. need video Very of you photo. riding. I need proof that hey, everybody, JT's got a motorcycle. I'm riding dirt bikes in Idaho. But, hey, well, I, I'm not like taking days out of my life to go to California and and then drive all the way back to Idaho and do all these things if I don't plan on riding. Okay, I can just stay home. Okay. Just want to okay. make sure everyone knows. <laughs> All right, okay. So JT's getting a Kiefer Inc. bike. Yes. He's going he's gonna to shred on it. He's going to shred. And we're going to do something with it. And we're going to do like a little... Kiefer Inc. testing-ish. Yep. Yep. Pulp-ish. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're going to do a show or right. something or a podcast about the bike, JT yep. riding, the whole thing. Okay. All right. You down with that, JT? You're good? Yes. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for uh, calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, I'm sure. Okay, guys. See you. Right, See you. If anybody else wants to call in and, and blow Kiefer JT, feel free. <laughs> Uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, you know who uses Vortex Racing? Yamaha. Aaron Plessinger. Uh-huh. Mookie. Dale Ferrandez. All the star 250 guys. Uh, James uh, James Stewart, Chad Reed have won championships with Vortex Racing Sprockets. Uh, they got the V3 handlebar. It's 29% stronger than the competition. So the Monster Energy Yamaha guys use Vortex Racing. And you can get a deal from anything from Vortex Racing. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com and... Uh, Mention your Pulp MX show listener, and uh, you want the same sprocket as Aaron Plessinger, and they will dial you in with a hell of a deal. Let's get to our next guest here on the show. He is podium this past weekend at Daytona Supercross. It's Aaron Plessinger. What's up, AP? What's going on, boys? Dude. Yeah, AP. How, how stoked are you to do it at Daytona, too, to get the first ever podium? Like, of all the places. <laughs> that is pretty – it was pretty cool. It was It was pretty cool, and I didn't even think about it, like – like uh, from from the first year, rookie year, breaking my heel to yeah. now a podium, and it's like wow, it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, flies. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, dude, you were so good. You were good in the heat, uh, good in the main event. Like I know you talked about some bike changes and stuff that you guys have figured out. Like um, so, you got to be stoked on on the changes, whatever whatever change mentally on the bike, whatever it was. Keep this going, right? Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep it going for sure. Um, I felt I felt way too good to 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 let that just be a a one time show. Um, now I I'm stoked with with how uh, with how things in the team are going. Um, I mean, I, obviously I've never felt this good on a 450 ever before. So um, 
yeah, I was, I was pumped and I was just gelling with the bike and all day long, like qualified eights, heat race was sick. The main was sick. Um, yeah. I was flowing. I was flowing like the, like the hair out of the back of my helmet. <laughs> so good. Um, you know what's, <laughs> you know what's funny is a guy like you. So you know, you're used to winning. Uh, you, you know, won all these races and the championships, and then people forget. Like, so this is your third year. Like, you haven't run up front before here and there in a heat race or something. But in a main event, like, you you, you probably were like, oh shit, this is the feeling. Like, I forgot. Like, this is what I got to do. This is how it feels to be like riding with confidence and and riding, you know, and knowing that you belong and all that. That's an old thing, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like I <laughs> it was funny because like I was more I was almost more in tune with myself and not as nervous. Okay. Being up front instead of being in the back. Like I was thinking about it and I get so like I don't know, jumbled up and and forget what I'm doing when I'm in the back and then this weekend it was so crazy because I was just focused on Eli and what he was doing and and i would like gauge him and he would lose some time and Mm -hmm. i would gain some time and then vice versa and i was just so focused on that and focused on just hitting my marks that like before i knew it it was halfway and then two laps to go and then yeah uh, it was crazy It, it felt awesome it was it was uh it was a sick ride i wasn't there but at some point you got to within two seconds of Eli like it was uh, I was like oh shit oh he's going after him <laughs> yeah I was I was trying yeah I was uh I felt I felt so good and like I was flowing so good and Eli was really fast at some sections but I had him uh <laughs> I think I might have had him covered coming into um like that whole whoop section yeah. and then yeah. the jump the ski jump into that wall right I think I would catch him a little bit and then he would pull like little bits around the whole track and then I'll reel them in back there. But, um, yeah, it was sick. It was so much fun. Just like, it's just, it, it's just weird to me being up there again. Right. It's, right. It, it was awesome. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in this conversation that you said, you know, I'm not, I wasn't so, you know, rattled about being back there. You can't ride your own race. You can't ride your lines. You're in traffic. You're, you're trying not to get roosted. Like that whole thing was gone. And you're like, Oh, See what a start can do, AP. See what happens when you get the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I guess that's what it can right. do. I mean, right. Get out there and, and feel the flow and and uh, how, get it going. Maybe how, next time I can catch the number one. <laughs> I know. How bad did that sand section suck? It looked like it was no fun. Oh yeah, it was. It was pretty uh, pretty brutal. But that's where I made. <laughs> that's where I'm. Well. I guess I made all my passes pretty much. There was only two that I made, but right. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was a good section for me. Yeah. But when, it was it was definitely deep and brutal. When you're behind Eli and you're in the main, and I'm watching the clock, and you're two to four, and everyone else is like eleven back, are you looking at that jersey? And he says, you know, Tomac number one. Are you like, hell yeah, I belong here. I'm gonna get his ass. Or you're like holy shit, I just need to learn some shit off of him first. Where is your mind at? Uh, like, it was weird because in the in the first couple laps, I was like, I was like, holy shit, um, like, I'm here, and and I'm, I'm, like, gaining on these guys. And then once I got past Coop, I was like, 
I I can I can do this. Like I'm I'm ready. And I just kind of put the hammer down and tried to charge after Eli. I think I almost I think I almost pushed too hard. Mm-hmm. And then at the end I was kind of like mentally out of it. That's why I missed that section and Coop got got by me, but um yeah, I mean I I would I think I would rather do that than than you know get I don't know. I would rather try my hardest and get get past right knowing that I can improve instead of going out there and just kind of not not being able to improve. Right. The so. uh, well that you bring up that point about Coop. So you just you screwed up the triple coming in and like did you know he was that close? Did you did, did that cause you to screw the the section up? Like take us through that a little bit. So yeah, I mean uh, I knew he was getting closer okay. because I had missed the the three on before the whoops uh like two laps in a row mm-hmm. and um I knew him and Kenny were closing in but I didn't know he was that close like okay. um yep. I didn't know he was as close as he was and yeah I, I still thought I had him covered but once he uh <laughs> once he showed the orange thing right there on the left of me I uh <laughs> kind of got rattled a little bit but <laughs> Yeah, I went double, double, triple, which I'd never done all day. So (laughs) (laughs) it it yanked some, some. uh, I I grew some balls on that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really, right. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Aaron Plessinger on the Pulp MX Show. Email Kyle at vortexracing.com to get a deal on sprockets that uh, the Monster Star Yamaha guys use. And uh, again, Stu and Chad have uh, won championships with. So you talked about the bike, the bike developments at the Goat Farm. Tell us what you found, or tell us what 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 it was. Uh, was it was it the the soil and the tracks at the goat farm, and a combination of some stuff on the bike, or, or was it a chassis stuff, or what? Where'd you go? What'd you find out? Yeah, so um, like we we went or we were we'd been there for what three weeks or two weeks or whatever it was, but yeah, um, yeah we we're getting reused to the dirt and stuff, and then um, uh, our suspension chassis guy gilly he uh he kind of wanted to try some things with me just uh he he didn't really know if they were going to work or not and and i was like yo i'm I'm all for it because mm-hmm. i i had done my motos whatever and and we were just uh kind of messing around with it and you know we threw some parts on the bike and then i would go out and i'd be faster and then we threw some more parts of the bike and then I went out and I was like, I think I was like a second faster than what I was before. Wow. And I was like, yo, whoa, let's just, let's just leave that. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we did. And, and we only had, uh, I think we only had to change like one thing, maybe a couple clicks and one thing on the bike at Daytona just to kind of calm it down just a little bit. And Dude, it was it was so sick. Like I don't even know. It, yeah, I've, I've never I've never been that comfy on a four fifty, and and I well, ever <laughs> it, it blew my mind. Yeah, it's, it uh, blew my mind that I could be that right. that comfortable on a on a four fifty. It's crazy because I worked with a little bit with KYB and Ricky and those and he's and that guy right there is such a smart dude. 
Um, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He is uh, is a smart guy. He thinks outside the box. You can tell when you when you speak to him. He he's thinking. And then uh, I know he's dedicated to you guys over there. And once I knew that you were getting him, man, I was like, dude, their bikes are going to be really really good, especially in the suspension area. Like right. it, he has some some really cool thoughts and uh, the things he comes up with is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what he did. He kind of just brainstormed and he came up with some things and, and I tried it and I was stoked. Uh, I mean, he is, he's a good dude. He is unreal with yep. it. Yeah. And so, so it's not, I, something. Uh, it's not something that's a Daytona set, set up only. This is not, this is a, uh, something that's going to no, carry this is in full round. Right, this, right. Is, this is going to play into the rest of the season. And, uh, I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna turn out real, real well. Yeah, well, that'd be awesome. That'd like be, I told you before, dude. We're, yeah. we're 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 slowly working towards it, and we uh, we're we're almost there. I know it's it's cool to see. I, I you know I've told you this uh, off the show and stuff. I, I love to see it, man. I, our sport needs you, needs your type of personality, yep. and uh, we need you to be you know up on the box or challenging for the podium i mean it's just be awesome it's just a really cool story and uh, i think a lot of people cheer for you you know what i mean you got a lot of fan base and, and and so that's awesome that's great um what's it like with is mookie around at the goat farm or is he doing his thing down at his place yeah yeah so he was uh the first week he was down at his place yeah. but um the the last two weeks we were there uh he was he was at the farm Dude, yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, Ferrandis, AP, and Mookie just going at Tell me it. that freight train's not yeah, bad. Yeah, how's huh? that? That must be gnarly. <laughs> dick measuring yeah, going gnarly. out the ass. Just dick measuring all day. <laughs> oh, it is, dude. It <laughs> Sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, and, and we, we talked about this, too. Like, Ferrandis at Orlando, too. Bro, he pulled in the pits. He pulled out in front of AC, who was leading. And he pulled away from everybody and got eleventh. Like Ferrandez was hauling ass at Orlando. Just nobody nobody'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. He was he was ripping. That's what they told me. And he uh yeah. he yanked him and got nine or eleventh. Uh, right. So that was crazy. What do you think of the goat farm? Uh you've ridden at Barsha's place a lot, you know, you've you spent time down there. What do you what do you think of the goat farm? Yeah, I love it. I was actually um I was actually training there before I went back to uh, uh, before I came back to California mm. um, okay I was actually at the goat farm with uh, Jeannie and then I left there to come back here and then <laughs> a couple weeks later they were like oh yeah we uh, <laughs> yeah we're going back <laughs> right right oh yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm stoked I love it dude it's it's good dirt yeah it's uh out in the middle of nowhere where I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, dude, I was camping in my camper. You should have seen me. I was, I was full force. I was, yeah, I was AP at its finest. Yeah, yeah, out just, there. just out in the woods, loving it. <laughs> so, are you, are you gonna move the family out there? Like, is that what they kind of want that you guys to do? Or are you gonna, you know, because I've been in California a lot. Um, so, what's the plan for that? Um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I gotta, um, you know, this is. Uh, signing year for me so yeah. um i gotta i gotta figure out what i'm doing there first um you know i'd I'd love to i'd love to move back to tallahassee and i'd love to to stay with these guys and and uh prove to everybody the yamaha can can win championships again um but uh yeah you never know i'm i'm uh i'm looking forward to the process and, and hopefully i can 
get a get a couple couple more podiums, maybe a win under my belt, and, and go outdoors and crush it. But um, yeah, I, I'd love to uh, get back out to Tallahassee yeah. and, was, and get some land and get Jake on a bike. Yeah, absolutely. Was uh, was Coop pumped for you? I imagine he probably was. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. stoked. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he he he, uh, he turned around and gave me a thumbs up after the finish line after his bumping and right and uh, yeah, I I came up to him. I said the old the old coop tactic got me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Has there been a has there been a better guy on the last few laps than Cooper Webb the the last five five years or whatever? God, he's so good at oh, that. Oh, dude, you know, insane. Yep, insane. Uh, Post race interview. I love that kind of shit. Like for me, like what what Mathis was telling you earlier, we need that kind of stuff in our sport. Like emotion, um, yeah. don't take yourself too seriously. Appreciative, like all of that shit combined on a podium, is how people remember you. No matter results or not, that's what's going to stick yeah. later on. And for me, as a fan of the sport, I love it because I love seeing raw emotion, and that shows how much this stuff is important to you, right? not just a fucking robot on a dirt bike. Like, hey, man, I'm a human being. I have a family. I love racing. I love riding. And this is how much it means. Doing so, it for Dale. Doing it for Dale. All that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, Dale, it's, it's so awesome to see, dude. Like, all that shit's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, once I got up there, I was talking. I <laughs> almost couldn't even do it. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. It was it was crazy. I was getting choked up. But, well, um yeah, it was it was it was so sick. It was it was kind of surreal seeing right. seeing uh, the fans and stuff. It was it was cool, and they lit up, dude. They lit up when I saw or when I said do it for Dale. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I thought everybody was gone. I thought like because they were they were kind of funneling out, and then I said that, and the whole stadium kind of like got loud. And yeah, I was yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's it awesome! Sick. It just fit too because the mustache, the Dale. <laughs> yeah. It just was awesome. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, dude. I, that's awesome. I shaved the mustache, dude. It was what? Well, it was Friday night. I shaved the mustache in. That's awesome. <laughs> I saw I'm like showing it. it off and, on the podium. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's cool, man. And I, and I really hope that the the gains you made uh, on the bike and everything that yeah that it helps you going forward. You know, we're back to more traditional Supercross this weekend. So tell Gilly to keep it coming, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just tell Gilly to uh, yeah, yeah, find the settings. I told him to make me the guinea pig more often so, <laughs> <laughs> so I can get the good stuff. No, absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming on, AP. Really appreciate it. Congrats on the podium. We're stoked for you. Keep it up, man. Uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Always a good time. All right. Talk thanks. to you. See thanks, you. Aaron. All right. That's Aaron Plus here, everybody. Brought to you by VortexRacing.com. We just had him on like what? Like, I was two, on two, last time when he was on. No, nah, he, he's been on since then even. Oh, really? I feel like, right? No, I feel like that was it. Was that yeah. it? Yeah, it was only because last time he was on, we ago. talked about how shitty of a test rider he was. That's right. Yeah. Was that January? That was eleventh, January eleventh. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I felt like it was sooner than that when he was. Yeah, saying he's like, dude, I, I can't yeah, test. I can't test. Yeah. Right, right. But no, he's awesome. He's a good dude. I'm, I'm really stoked for him and the team. Let's hope the changes work. What I was talking about was just Gilly, and yeah. I don't know how much you know him, but yeah. like, I worked with KYB for a little bit, and what he just said before I got the phone, like, let me be the guinea pig. That's when you find stuff. Yeah. That you normally wouldn't. Well, so listen, it, it pays to test a little bit, you know? Turn that blue crew around. Yeah. It's a great bike. It is. I need to ride it more. <laughs> you do need to ride it. I need to ride it. At least it it's washed. Thank you. That's a plus. Uh, how was your mesquite race this past? Yeah, it was fun. Aiden and I went out to do a little RMX series, and come on. You went so, to mesquite. You liked it. I did. Good dirt. I also like the bassinons I have. Harry and Lloyd. They're, they're cool bassinons. Yeah. 
the dirt is so good there. I I drove up here Tuesday to ride it. Yep. Came back here Friday and Saturday to race. So uh and yeah, it was fun. It's fun to race with Aiden. Aiden's riding B class now, yep. so it's it's and it's cool. He went three two one in three classes? Yeah, he rode three classes. He won his first two fifty B race, so that yep. was cool. And they have full gates and the series has run really You know who told me about it was Nick. Oh yeah. Nick's like you should try it. And I did and it's cool. And you won? I uh, won uh, 25 moto, 30, and then got third and four open pro. And they oh, had t- 20 pros. Third. Yeah. Who beat you? Uh, Hymas. Chance Hymas? Yeah. He's good. And then a Suzuki kid, some... RM Army. Yeah. One of the Suzuki amateur kids, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know his name. Make any money? Uh, yeah, did. What? I came home with like 300 and some bucks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sweet. So it was good. It's, uh, you How'd know... Dave you? do? Fireman Dave didn't race. I thought he was racing. He's going to try to qualify out of uh, Paula. So there's another area oh, okay. in Paula. Okay. So. Amateur racing, bro. We're Catch trying. the fever. Aiden was really bummed that he, cause you, he wanted you to be his ranch for the weekend. Uh, yeah, no chance. Okay. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free. Their first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Uh, sales associate at Decal Works. Our buddies at Decal Works. Uh, it's, they're located in Illinois. It's a full-time job. It's inside sales. Uh, you got to handle incoming calls, leads, and sales inquiries. You got to be hardworking, self motivated. You got to clean and organize with attention to detail. So, uh, located in Illinois, they offer 401k, profit sharing, health insurance. It's tough to find those kind of people, not going to lie. Decal Works, uh, please check it out. Sales Associate, full time job, posted five days ago, motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Our guys at Decal Works uh, doing a good job, crushing it. So, please check them out. If you can, and upload your resume for free, find a job, find an employer, or if you're a company listening to this, you can find a person to work for you on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. So please check that out. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Cambio CBD, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF, Guts Racing, Get data. OGO Power Sports. If you want a deal on a bag from the folks at OGO, I just got a new 9800. Uh, my other one had been pretty old. Mm-hmm. So I got a new 9800 from those guys. If you want a deal on a 9800 or the rig bag, or what's yours called? Rig? No, I have no, the rig. I have the rig. That's the smaller one with the pockets. I don't remember what it's called. If you want the smaller one with the pockets. It keeps... each individualized. You put your helmet. You can put your boots. It's smaller than the rig and smaller than a 9800. And I would thought I wouldn't like it because it's small. Right. But, dude, it holds everything. No problem. Right. I'm more of a bigger gear bag guy. I'm not. Okay. Because I'm stuffing my van, right? Right. So I want small. So, okay. So if you want to deal on anything from OGO, uh, the backpack as well. I travel with the backpack, laptop uh, sleeves and iPad sleeves and pockets everywhere. Email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to the folks at OGO. You get a Pulpamex show discount. Art of Sport. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab. Our guy, Michael Lindsay, doing a good job with Works Chassis Lab. Star Racing guys using it as well. WUSA and Ride Engineering all on board with us. The Ride-Engineering.com product of the week. This week is a billet front brake caliper. They are back in stock. Race proven by Zach Bell and the entire Kawasaki off-road team. The benefit of the billet front brake caliper, more powerful braking with a softer pull at the lever and a better feel for traction. Better cooling with openings that allow air to pass through the caliper body. 80% less flex from a much stiffer design. Have you tried this caliper? It's funny you said Zach Bell because he's mm-hmm. on a Cowie, and yep. I was going to say that's where I noticed the most benefit was on a Kawasaki. Oh, okay. So, 
Uh, discount code is PulpFan20 is the code to save with RideDeskEngineering.com. PulpFan20. It's 380 bucks with the discount code, black or silver. Uh, that's the Ride Engineering product of the week. And again, thanks to Adrian for coming on last show with Don. That was... Adrian rides his stuff. I'm just going off what I know. I don't know what happened with him and Don. I wasn't there. But I like that Adrian rides his products, tests them. He's he's involved. He goes riding still. You could be a little bit more personal on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dark side. What's up, boys? How are you? What about the Michelin? What about the uh Michelin bicycle tires I got here from the wrap up show sponsor Michelin? It's great. Did they make you a second a loop faster? I think so. And then, of course, Seal Savers and uh, Motorsport.com and the folks at Guts. All on board the wrap-up show. Who's the host this week? Man, you're going to like this one. I got Galdi. Galdi! Oh. We were talking to Galdi today. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, yeah. yes, we were. And uh, we got first-timer uh, Josh Jelly Ellington, Justin Cooper's mechanic. Pop and cherries. Love it. Yep. Justin Cooper's yep. mechanic listens to Pulp and Mech show? He does. Um, Jericho hit me up a couple months ago and said, hey, man, Josh is uh, Jelly's into it. He's a, he likes the show, and I think he'd be good. Wow. So he got me in contact, and uh, this is the first week where he felt like he had some time to do it. So Look, There's a he, lot of star guys that listen to the show, Steve. Apparently yeah, so. in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Listen, Jericho, is he's our conduit over there. Yes. Absolutely. Jericho is number he's my number one. But uh yeah, he, he hooked me up. So I think I think it's gonna be fun. Oh well that, that's good. I'll just go say hi to the guy and uh, tell him thank you if I see him in the, in the picture. Yeah, absolutely. So hey Steve, uh you mentioned obviously the Yamaha L C Q challenge. Yes. And if you're cool, the Moto Xbox show would like to do the hundred dollar match again tonight. Um we'll we'll buy five tickets. They're twenty bucks, right? They're twenty bucks. Uh does this mark marks, is this something you can do? We've got to check with Marks. Yes, we have the technology. Okay. All right. So what's the okay. deal? what do we got to do here? So when we get off here, I will get online. I will buy five tickets through the show, right. the Moto X Pod show. Yep. And Marks can pick a caller tonight, or we could, or not a caller, but then the next they have guy to go buy five. The they have to go buy five. Not the next. Well, yeah, the next. Let's say the next guy. But we don't want to tell them that they're the next guy. So we want people to buy throughout the night. But if you go buy five tickets, Marks will pick somebody that bought five tickets tonight and give them our five tickets along with their five tickets, so they get ten tickets for a hundred bucks. Is that right? Hot. Yeah. I like Holy it. Holy crap! I hope you guys got that because I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Marks, can Mark Marks? I don't want. I don't want anything to do with this. Thank you, Darkside. I don't want anything to do with this. Can you handle it? Yeah, it's easy, bro. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so yeah, thanks so, for the. Yeah, if you're listening, if you're listening, go buy five tickets tonight, and you might get a chance to get thanks 10 to the, uh, the, the the Pony Pod for stepping up for this. The Moto X Plus show, yes. And the Pony Pod, all the money, helping privateers. I had a woman racer come up to me uh, over the weekend at Mesquite and said she listens to the wrap-up show. She didn't even say anything about the Pulp show. Wow. Her first words were, I listen to the wrap-up show. Just letting nice. you know that. So. Wrap-up show is huge. They're out there, bro. They're out there. No, it's blowing up. I didn't listen. Yeah. I don't think I listened to the last one. My bad. So can, can I ask Kiefer why you guys aren't coming to Freestone? Uh, yes, I can. For me? Uh, he's, Steve's going to probably brush me off and want to move this along, but okay. Um, I didn't feel like Aiden was ready to go, um, so I made the executive decision to stay home and race some local stuff that maybe was a little bit easier on his psyche. And how did A and H take this? A and H. 
Yeah, wasn't stoked at first, but she understood the reasons why when I told her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to throw Aiden into the, the deep end right now. It's not what I'm here to do. I want him to have fun on dirt bikes, and then that's what's most important for me. You know, I'm not here to chase everything across the country and have another rider di Francesco. Okay, I just want him to have fun <laughs> and have um, when he gets older and he has some stresses in life, he can go ride his dirt bike, and, and, and that'll make it better, you know? So racing's just... Uh, an olive branch to that. So that's kind of where I was at. And that's why we didn't come. And, and another reason is I'm just busy. Yeah. It's hard for me to take two weeks away. I don't know how these amateur families do it. Going to Daytona house, bro. They just mortgage the house. I'm going to Daytona. Then I'm traveling to Texas. That's three, four weeks gone. I can't do that. So I guess they're all self-employed. Maybe. What? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I need to learn the ways. So that's, that's the reason why dark side, we had plans to go. And then after Arizona, I saw what I saw. And he had a mental breakdown, and I just felt like it was a waste of our time to go to Texas. So, all right, well, you can't do that, dude. that's a good reason, but I'm bummed. I, I'm gonna drive. I was bummed too, man, because I wanted to ride those tracks. I was looking F forward you, to dude. it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna head out there Wednesday after the Tuesday Supercross and spend the day. So I was hoping to see you guys, but maybe next time. Yes, sir. And you are you are going to the Dallas rounds, uh, Dark Side? I will. Yes, I will be at all three, uh, and I like to travel to Freestone on Wednesday and. Get home in time to listen to your show and then do the wrap-up Thursday, I suppose, since you, you kind of jacked the schedule all up. I like that dedication by you. Keep that up. You get a new bike yet? Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Same reason as we talked about. Not in my budget right now. Okay. The money I pay I you one. should be no problem. To get a bike. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. well, speak, I did ride this weekend, though. Speaking of the dark side, uh, the Works Connection guys. Mm-hmm. They're a big part yeah. of, of uh, our show here. Mm-hmm. They do not give away prizes to Darkside, but they are going <laughs> to give away a pro launch device tonight on the show. Kiefer, you, uh, you I endorse this is, it. This is your product. I love it. I use it over the weekend. You endorse it, right? They work on uh, great starts that Mesquite has. They work great dirt starts. Um, I need to run my pro launch device down further than I had it at Mesquite. I, I realized this. Oh yeah. So instead of having a hundred mil, I need to go back down to one twenty. I put it at 100 for the World Vets, and you guys were saying that's way too, yeah, that's, way too short. Yeah, yeah. so 120. Um, Kyle Peters uses them. Aaron Plessinger uses them, so that works out. Team Honda. Team Honda is officially using them now as well. Yep. So worksconnection.com. Pulpamex20 is the code to save. So if you, if you want to enter the sweepstakes, you can. And then um, let's do um, Dark Side. How, yes. how long is your pony right now? <laughs> uh, probably about... Mm, eight inches. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you like that? That's the way she likes it. <laughs> That's fucking great. Eight, <laughs> eight inches of pony. What did it used to be? <laughs> you guys are you guys are triggering me. Stop talking like that because I'm going to go somewhere else. What, what, how long was your pony used to be? Well, I cut off, what, 18 inches? So okay, so 26 inches. It was 26 inches long. La, 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 la. I can't so talk. So we will take... <laughs> We will take the 26, and we will double that in honor of, I don't know. Of cutting some shit off? Of, of cutting some shit off. Okay. 52nd email in to contest at pulpamextro.com. 52. Fifth email 52 to contest at pulpamextro.com wins a Works Connection uh, Pro Launch device. Thanks to the folks at Works I'll Connection. Send, I'll send my email in shortly. You will not win. I will go to number 53 <laughs> if you are 52. Heather's going to you know, veto that quick. Yeah. yeah. So. You can't That's do cool. that, dude. Um, 
All right. Anything All else? Right. I think that's it. You guys are doing a good job tonight, man. Enjoying it. Oh, we're doing a good job. He Thank said. you. Anything yeah. positive yeah. for Steve that you want to leave with? Yeah. Anything else? Did, did man, anybody else help I, you? I say positive. I say too much positive about him already. So, yeah. I mean, he wants we his eight-inch stroke, too. Is there anything you need? I got, I got one, one fucking employee saying uh, uh, he's nine minutes in the show. He's fucking tired. He's feel tired. I feel tired. I'm so tired. You got the other guy in the corner. I don't know what he's been doing. I have no idea what yeah, he's been doing. Matters. He's waiting for his fucking intro. I guess. And then yeah, I, got, I got you saying, ah, oh, you know, it's my fucking last show. I'm saving the days everywhere. I'm saving Adrian and Swap's relationships. I'm saving Talon's relationships at Mesquite. I'm saving it all. <laughs> uh, all right, Dark Side. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, see you this weekend, man. All right, see, sounds yeah. good. Let's bring, uh, let's bring our next guest in here, uh, man in studio. He's just a. Let me pull this a, out. He deserves this. Legend. Uh, if you're in Vegas, uh, if you're coming here, if you're here now, or if you're, you're, you're swinging in, uh, go visit, go to Old Town Vegas and visit the Huddle Brewery. And go see Skip Norfolk, right, Skip? Absolutely. Uh, how's things? How's everything going? It's been going pretty good. It's nice to have some some uh, capacity back. We got thirty five percent capacity. Thirty five percent, yeah. Yeah, it's mm. supposed to go up to fifty percent March fifteenth or something. Oh yeah? Like that. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So it'll be tough nice. times to open, man. But I'm glad it's working out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, yeah, we had some hurdles to jump through. Right, but. right. You got you got food there. You got uh, home crafted beers. The knack knack. Yes, we do. Yeah. Things yeah. are going Sammy's? on. Sammy's. What's that? You got sandwiches. No, we're gonna, we've got uh, Soul Belly Barbecues going in right next door, so they're mm. going to do all of our food. Yeah. Are we going to do this one night? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We already, already went. Oh, you did? I went for the opening. It was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Hey, just, I appreciate you, Steve, just so we're clear on that. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you, Skip. Somebody you. does. Oh, blah, 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 somebody blah, blah. does. Coming right in did with you the bra- dick You brought some beer? You brought some <laughs> I brought, some brought beer, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Good, good, good to see. Uh, you left, last time you were here. You left all the glasses here. We've been washing them and using them, by Perfect. the way. Perfect. So, That's yeah, what yeah. they're for. Right, right. Got some huddled glasses. Last time I was here was Weimer was here, right? Yeah, he doesn't remember being here. Yeah. Okay. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's when shit started going south. Oh, yeah. When you easy. showed up. It, it was, was easy to it get It was kind of oh like God. rocky. It was rocky. And then you came in with the beers. We were drinking 7 oh. and 8% beers, and it just pushed those guys right off the It was RV edge. and Weimer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right oh. off the edge. Weimer never got to finish a fucking story. No. He was starting to try, and he could never finish he it. He couldn't even ask the question. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's going to be a great story. And then I'm like, never going to hear it. No, none. <laughs> no. None. Was awesome. Because he would pause and think. Yeah. And then the RV, RV would jump yeah, in. Yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. It was over. It was great. So, it was so much fun. Those uh, two are so good. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank coming you. in. Oh, absolutely. Um, before we get too far into this, it's Race Tech rant time. Racetech.com, Pulp21 is the code to save. Uh, got something bugging you. Got something on your mind. It's time for the Race Tech rant. And again, uh, those guys have been doing a good job. Zombie Blows running Race Tech as well as the uh, Nuclear Blast Yamaha guys. Of course, uh, Hardy Munoz in the in the in that LCQs. <laughs> My heart rate was going up. He needed Race Tech stuff, dude. Swapping. Why, why does he scrub every triple like he's a poster shoot? He scrubbed ant hills, dude. <laughs> the rollers. <laughs> oh, see, Mike yeah, almost flipped. That's how hard he was scrubbing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. So thanks to the folks at Race Tech. If you call down there and mention uh, Pulp Mex, they will save you uh, uh, some money. Moto work, suspension work, whatever it is. The Race Tech rant of the night. Mine's easy. And Skip, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to wait till you're here because now you were a little bit out of it maybe when – let me ask you this. So, in my day as a mechanic, Daytona, right? And I brought this question up to Coop on the post-race press conference this weekend. Mm-hmm. And he verified everything that I remember and think. Daytona's coming. Fucking Daytona. Here it is. Oh, God. We got to build ourselves a Daytona section. We're going to just 
dig some shit in the ground. We're going to fucking soften our suspension by 40%. We're going to test suspension settings. We're going to do everything else. And we're going to make a Daytona bike because fucking Daytona is here. And then you get to the race and the rider's like, oh my God, my bike feels so fucking weird. Can we go stiffer, 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 stiffer uh, from what we ended up with? It's more of a supercross track now than ever before. My point being, the Daytona testing is bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And you end up going, what you should do is take your Supercross stuff that you've been riding with, soften it up, give yourself a little more sag, call it a day. But nobody does that. They freak out, all new settings. And in my experience, Skip, you end up almost back to your Supercross settings. Webb, I mentioned this to Webb this weekend in the press conference. He said, yeah, as much fun as it is to, to change it up variety-wise, you end up back where you you did so i don't know how it was for your day um well the tracks were way different and it was funny um you talking about daytona this weekend I, and the tracks were different the yeah. dirt the dirt was different um they used to just pile the jumps on top of the sand on the on the grass yeah and you would get these gnarly holes and it was it was just different but <clears throat> transitioning into maybe five or six years ago it was like no let's just slide the forks out a little bit if you have need some more stability and Maybe a click here or a click there and go ride your dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah. The track is, I mean, it, it does get rough. It gets gnarly. It gets rutted. The sand is sand. I don't care what you do in the sand. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, and you, it's just, it seems like everybody needs to be comfortable now. Yeah. And, so, and, and I think they're, they're not comfortable when they're trying to get used to all new settings. Well, it's changed. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. humans. We're creatures right. of habits. And I think now more than ever, yep. the riders are such creatures of habits. Yep. And that, that comfort zone that they have is where they live. Yeah. And to go outside of that creates more problems than it does anything yeah. else. And so my race deck round of the night is stop fucking worrying about Daytona. Just go ride Supercross. Maybe, you know, roughen it up a little bit and, and don't worry about it. Do they actually fuck with Daytona anymore? I know they build the sections at their practice tracks, but do they actually change anything anymore? Because last time we had this conversation with the guy, they're like, dude, yeah, we didn't really work on anything. We just made the track like Daytona. What do you mean? Like... We've had this conversation on the show yeah. previous years right. with riders, and they're like, my suspension, we didn't really test. We just built a Daytona track, right, right. and I liked my stuff, so we left it. Well, I don't know how much they tested. I asked Coop. He said they did a little okay. bit. But, yeah, but, I mean, in my day, I mean, we would go to Chad's and Timmy's, and we'd be swapping forks and shock all day, like coming up with a Daytona setting. And then we'd get to the race, and they'd be like, this is too fucking weird. Like, I, I feel weird. Go right. back to my supercar stuff. Yeah. And then, okay, like you said, drop the forks out a little bit, soften it up, call it a day. Yeah. So I just, I'm over the Daytona fucking testing. That's like, it. You know, the biggest thing was, was <clears throat> there was just, you know, go ride that, go ride that soft and dirt a little bit. You know, that's it. We would always go to the land. We rode there a little bit in, in amongst the, the little pine trees at the pulp, at the, whatever yeah. the pulp plant was. And, and it was just a matter of riding it, and we yeah. got to the same way even going to Southwick there for a while. You yeah, know, we just you just yep. you just go with go with what. Remember you Remember know. the uh, local race the weekend before Southwick? You'd hit that up, you know, to go race and test and everything. Yeah, it's just like. And then it's it just gets to the point where you you as, as hard as you're trying to make things better. Yeah. Sometimes you blow right past. Well, it right, comes right yeah, it comes from it. a point of trying to be better and trying to be prepared, but then you realize, wait, this is. You know, if you're looking for perfection and you give up good, then. What was the point? Well, and also you're only you're only as prepared as your rider. You can have everything structurally and built on the bike, but if your rider is mentally screwed up because he doesn't have that same feeling, it's not going to matter what you think yeah, or yep. you know. Yeah. So yep. it doesn't matter. So my race tech ran is fucking calm down. Fucking, fucking calm, calm down. down. Fucking calm down. Right. Well, and, I, and I, it's it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Since, since you know back in your day. Yeah. 
No, it has. Uh, you like Jody now. I've Back been, in my day. Well, I my Daytona, to me, when I first started going there, it was in the middle of the day. It was 30 riders, and it was hot as hell, and it was a 35-minute race, and it was rough as fuck. And then around 05, it went full soupy, like full dirt works, built yeah. it at night, full supercross. Then we've gone in between the two now where we're uh, at. I just, I, I just, the thing that stuck out to me watching it this weekend was the start. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it used to be pick the 8-inch rut or the 12-inch rut. Yeah. And then pick the 14-inch hole out in front of it with the 42-foot <laughs> rut. Yeah. I mean, that's because you right. were in sand. You yeah. start on sand, you went up over the gate, and you had to get going again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys had all the way through the first turn was just like a normal Supercross. Right, right. You know, so yeah. they, they got everybody into the race. Right away. You know, yeah, at, yeah. at a better pace. Yeah. But those were, I mean, that was the biggest thing before was going, man, which one of these absolutely horrible starting positions yeah. do I want to take? Remember uh, – Jeremy couldn't win Daytona. Remember that? It wasn't. Yeah, he it was, won, he it was, won a couple of those. It was too tough. Yeah. He was never going to win Daytona. He was too much of a Supercross guy. Kodrowski, Stanton, that's that's the men that win Daytona. Yep. And then Jeremy's like, oh, okay. Watch this. Hey, What's the first year you won it? 94? Four, I think it was. 94? Yeah. 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 Just smoked everybody. He was on. Right. And it was like, yeah. Oh, look, the kid, the kid can ride Daytona. And then it was like, oh, he can't win outdoors. Oh, wait. Yeah. He was a special guy. Yeah. He just... He was yep. such a metal giant. He'd just wake up one day and go, I'm going to go do this. And yeah. There he was. Go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, so that's my race tech round of the night. Kiefer, do you have one? Amateur uh, racing? No, I talked about it earlier. I just, I wish the fans, I want to say this, most okay. of the fans and some media, they forget how good some of these riders, like we had. Fuck my ass. Had on the show today, Bogle. Yeah. Tickle. Yeah. Guys that may not be in top five now, but they're Supercross champions. Bogles won an out- outdoor national. These are great riders. Still really good riders. And we kind of shit on our riders a lot in our sport as fans. Um, that guy sucks. He's no good anymore. Give his ride up. Give it up. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. does this guy have this ride? And I feel like let's just all chill the fuck out, like you said. Mm-hmm. Enjoy what we got. Enjoy watching these guys. They're putting their lives on the line. They're not making tons of money now. I don't think Bogle's killing it no, on money. No, no, no. Bogle, I, I talked to Bogle about this when I was there. It's costing him money to... to right. Yeah. And um, people don't understand how hard it is to be a racer. We see the guys on dirt bikes, fans in general, ride dirt bikes, so it's fun for them. But they don't know the stresses that come with being a professional motocross racer. There's stress to win. There's training, there's practicing, there's racing, there's travel. It's a never-ending thing. And with, along with the pressure, just like I said, it's imagine going to work to your job, having four coworkers, and having some type of event every fucking time you walk into your work. Okay, here we go. We have an event today. We got John, Paul, Mary, and Ron, and you guys have to battle it out. Who's going to sell more? All right, go. And then you fucking lose, and you go home, and you're pissed off. You got to come back again and battle Ron, John, Mary, and Paul again. Right. Every single freaking day. It's, it's a big load on you mentally. And we as fans just don't see all that stuff. We get snippets of, you know, Red Bull Moto Spy and things like that. Right. But I just, we're really quick to just forget about guys who put their lives into the sport. That's where I'm just getting bummed out. I see it more and more yeah. now. I mean, it happens. Like, Tickle's yeah. crashed. Bogle hasn't been doing Oh, these guys are sucked. Just give it up. Okay, so let's say give it up. We have fucking eight dudes racing. Everyone left. 
Let's have eight guys race the it's fucking race. It's just being a part of a fan, whether it's hockey or basketball or football. You know, I mean, it's... But like, I feel like our fans you know, should be different because we... Uh, we're not. We actually are more in tune with our sport because we actually do the same thing. Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm I guess, yeah. You, you get how hard it is, right. So that's where I just... I see all these comments and I, I hear people and I'm just like, oh my God, it's horrible. Like, it's bad. Yeah, but that's just the whole, that's the way the whole world is right now, right? I guess. It's not just our sport. I mean, yeah. although, although you know, I think, you know, if you go back as long as I think race has been done, I think this sport has been, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. It's been that from, it was that way in the 70s. It was that way in the 80s. It was yeah. that way in the 90s for sure. Yep. And I, I guess you know? I kind of get that a little bit too when, when we have an injury in our sport. Mm-hmm. We hear from, okay, we're going to raise a fundraiser for this guy. For, we hear for six to eight months and then maybe a year. And then it just dies down, and we don't hear anything, or we never follow up on the guy. We just, yep, the guy's fucked. Right. Rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a gnarly, brutal sport that way, for sure. So, that's it. All right. That's your race deck rant? That's it. Yeah. All right. How you feel about that? Uh, yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, Check out my boat, dude. <laughs> that's what chicken says. <laughs> Chicken's got us. Some people are more successful than others, yes, chicken. Yes, yeah. uh, Skip Norfolk here in studio, brought to you by the Huddle Brewery uh, down in Old Town, Vegas. Check it out if you're coming. You know, uh, uh, it seems like more people are coming t- to Vegas. Like, I feel like the uh, – it's not – I think it's just people are – listen – I got to wear a mask. I don't care. I got to get out. Do you have feel like Vegas is coming back? It's been interesting to, to especially over the holidays. We had, uh, for whatever reason, we had a ton of people from Houston that showed up. But apparently there was a big program where we could fly for 39 bucks and stay at the Bellagio for 39 bucks. Okay. You know, yeah. a lot of that. And then yeah. when California shut down, absolutely, we yeah. got a bunch of people that yeah. came over for that for that as well i know we got a couple of friends that, that are dealers down in the hotels on the strip and they're like dude it's, it's getting packed again yeah. people are coming in so regardless of the plexiglass and the masks and that stuff i feel like people, vegas is starting to pick up again as yeah. soon as we have concerts well, well that's no, good well, news no. at least the capacity's going up Capacity's going up you yeah. know i know I, i'm hoping that stadiums and all that stuff get yeah get opened up by at least may and we can start yeah. this town can start to come back again so check out the huddle brewery and uh you're also on instagram uh h-u-d-l huddle brewing yeah. H-U-D-L? That's H-U-D-L, yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Brewing on Instagram. Also, Skip, brought to you by Art of Sport. I want to thank the folks at Art of Sport for coming on board. Uh, Barty Wash. Uh, we got, don't forget yours, Talon, when you when you get it this time. Maybe we'll give Skip some, too. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We got some. Art of Sport. Uh, Barty Wash. Artofsport.com to learn more. You find them at uh, Walgreens, at CVS, at Target. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Kenny Roxon's a part owner of this company. It's a great product. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews uh, from ESPN, SI, GQ, Men's Health, uh, that kind of stuff. I use uh, I use all of it. I use the body wash stuff. I use the shampoo. I use the uh, soap, uh, all of it. So it's great stuff, artofsport.com. You got, you got some? No. Do you need some? I'm um, good. Oh, okay. Artofsport.com. Well, he's, he's good. <laughs> got some Euro stuff going on. <laughs> Look at this guy just passing up free stuff. Yeah, really, right? What a life. I want to thank the folks at Pro Filter as well. There's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Imagine, Skip, if you didn't have to clean your air filters on the road back in the day. Uh, we didn't. No. What do you mean you didn't? We didn't have to. You just threw them away? No. What did you do? We had filters. Just we had new filters. filters? Yeah, we had new filters. Did well, you have a guide? Well, at some point on the road, you would have had to clean filters. Uh-uh. Where, where would you get the new filters from, Skip? From From... Oh, Honda? Uh, no, yeah, we had them all done. So someone guy in-house was doing them? No, no. Oh, just new shit all the time? New shit all the time. Okay. All done, pre-old, ready to go. Hmm. Okay, well, skip anyways. Get ProFilter, <laughs> ProFilter.com. Pulp 20 is, at checkout. Which is a fabulous, 
It's, it's a so great nice idea. Not it's a great idea. Uh, they've been active in the industry for the last decade. They manufacture top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre oiled, ready to use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service. Profilter.com, pulp20 at checkout. Skip Norfolk brought to you by uh, Art of Sport, of course, over here. Um, so, Skip, when. Um, when I say Daytona, like, do you? What do you think of it? Do you? Do you? Uh, is it still a special place for you? It, you know, it was. It because it was just. It was a gnarly. It wasn't a Supercross. It was freaking gnarly back in yep. those days. And I, I, the, I just remember we come in and I can't remember if it was a. It was a year. I, th- I want to say it was '93, and we just come in after the race and. You know, I'm just kind of going, Jeremy, what was up? I mean, you just, you, this was going on. You stopped attacking this. And he's all, are you, he looked at me with like, are you freaking kidding me right now? He goes, take a walk with me. So we walk out of the track and in the face of the triple. Oh. So it had, it was all white sand, yeah. mm-hmm. clay with the, the she- seashells in it. Mm-hmm. Where the, where the dirt met the, met the grass, it was an, at least an 18-inch hole that went underneath the face of the jump another six or eight inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every jump was like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, no, gotcha. No <laughs> We're good now. Third's freaking cool. <laughs> you know? And it's, it was just gnarly. So it had like so a gnarly. pocket at the base, right? Not a pocket. It was a hole. Oh, it shit. was a pothole. And the hole, every jump was like that. Every landing was like that. There was yeah. nothing smooth. It was just, it was, you had, you, you, if you won that race, yeah. Right, you know, and then I think that that story was one that I'll never forget. And then um, we were at Kawasaki, and we're we're up in the top, and we're coming down after the race. And I think this was the event that Ricky lapped second place or something like that. You know, it was yeah. just, he just ruined everybody, and we just we're sitting there looking and going, "Man, we had a lot of a lot of salary money out there that got lapped." Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we were every, yeah, yeah. All, we were all in the same elevator yeah. coming down, and yeah, just yeah. going around. He goes, "Man, he just." Yeah ruined everybody right then you go back to the days and watching hannah and right and what was your first memory of that when did you go to to it i've been 87 okay that's rick ryan rick yeah ryan no, no it wasn't i was the year it'd been the year after that so okay, been 88, 88 after the rain yeah and uh i think bailey was bailey was gary bailey built the track yeah all of a sudden all the guy everybody's coming in and breaking wheels and all this stuff and we've you know oh that's when the telephone poles were yeah. buried in the track yeah. and the hoops those came up um and were you there for team green then yeah team yeah. green yeah yeah hmm. telephone was, poles what yeah telephone poles underneath the dirt you, not for very long wow that was the whoops that was the whoops i'll be down it's like a duro cross then <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah. gnarly you know and that, yeah. that didn't last very long but right. i mean just it was just it was a gnarly gnarly yeah. race yeah hmm. it, it always was pretty tough I know they used to go over the speedway and out the back at some point in that the was early that, 80s. That yeah. would have been earlier yeah, before yeah. my time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went they went over the speedway into the back, did like a little bit of really? Yeah, jump back in. That's like Hannah when the Hannah won and all that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, way back in the day. And so, they used to have 40 guys on the line. Yeah, 40 guys. It was too. 40 guys on the line. Wow. So you talk about a track getting rough. Wow. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You, they, they had so, some pavement where you would get on certain parts of the pavement or cross certain yeah. parts of the pavement at the time. Did, so do you like it now? I mean, you were there with the Traders guys, you know what I mean, recently? It's, like, yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's like more it? of a Supercross race now. So, yes. So you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good change. Right. And you're at Daytona. I mean, you got to be there. I mean, that, that right. you know, Gary Jones, what was it? When did he win? 1971 or 72 yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, what about the Rocks and Webb? thing at the second turn that left Kenny so heated. Kiefer and I talked about it. We're like, yeah, that's racing. Yeah, it's part of the uh, deal. I don't know. Kenny owes him one. Oh, yeah? That's okay. what I think. I don't know. Well, that should know. be interesting for Dallas. I, just, I think you got guys like that. They should uh, 
but that's the, I think they should race with a little more respect. But I don't believe that's part of racing nowadays. Right, right. Oh wow, Kiefer, mm. a little different. That's a different, yeah, it's that's a different, a different, different take. Yeah, because I didn't think it was that bad. I thought he was making a statement, like showing, hey man, you're not going to pass me here. You're not going to go around me. Want to make sure you're going to get a shittier start than me. It's almost like works into the part of um, racecraft. I don't know. Oh, no, there's a little bit of that, but I, I just think that those guys, and in, in, in general, I think it's. I think they should have a little bit more respect mm-hmm. when they're out there racing at that level. Right. Well, that's just me. Yeah. No. Hey, it's not a not a not a crazy opinion. Uh, we got uh, Jake on one. Jake, you want to talk to Skip? Hey, Skip. Hey, we're down here at the Brewers meeting here in Vegas. <laughs> Jake, what's happening? <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? We're good. Skip's a regular hey, brewmaster. Support huddle. No, that's good. No, we had a we had a guild meeting oh. today. Oh, so you did. All the brewers get together just so everybody can meet each other and oh, talk wow. about problems. I thought you were kidding. This is for real. It's for real. Oh, the brewers all get oh, together. This is this is dead honest. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. All right. So Jake, Jake's yeah. been Jake's been doing some breweries. He's been coming in, watching Supercross with us on when this, we have Supercross. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. cool. What beer do you like the best, Jake? That they have over there? Oh man, I'm a knack knack guy. Yeah, yeah. Knack knack goes down smooth like a real knack knack. Did you drink it? Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. McGrath did it bad. He, he, he really did. And, and, and Skip knocked it out of the park with the, with the knack-knack. And then the, what was the strawberry one? Uh, the, the Wrathful Rose. It was Wrathful a, yeah, Rose. The hibiscus raspberry. Wrathful Rose is solid. It's not bad. Yeah, it's solid. I'm not a big beer guy, right? But, I had to get Heather on there. She'd uh, probably love it. Hey, Jake, we got to let you go. I, uh, nothing but noise in the background there. So <laughs> J- Jake calling in, supporting the huddle. There sure. we go. Yeah, it's fun. It's that's a man. The breweries are just great. It's it's, um, you know, racing. I take your grandmom's legs out to have an advantage on the track, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we are. But when we at the brewers, it's like I can give I can give the brewer. The brewer can give me his recipe. We can do all that. Yep. And it's not gonna Every, be the same. Everybody. Yeah. It's not gonna be the same. And it's yep. just about it's the the, it's just a completely 180 yep. degrees opposite of what racing is. Have you and your partners been happy with what you've been doing with the limited capacity? Like, yeah. Has it's, it, has it's, it been. Okay. It's really cool to I'm, think I'm, that we're able to um, not dig a big hole. Yes. And at 25 percent, and if we double this, you know, the biggest thing we were talking about the other night was going. We double this. What we're doing right now? How are we going to keep up with the glass washing and all the little yeah, things yeah, that yeah. you know right. we didn't, you know we didn't jump into this at 100. percent So it, right. it might have been a blessing for us to kind of get our feet wet and going. Right. Okay, we right. need to be stable up and work on this and work on that. But um, the local community, the local group has has found us really well. That they've been very supportive, um, and that's it's huge for us. We have to have a massive local contingency yeah. of people that want to come down and right. and do some different things at the brewery and enjoy the beer and we still get a good amount of it's been cool because you can come down for the afternoon yep. you can land here you can if you're visiting you can come in if you like craft beer you can walk to five different breweries right hmm. and so have you met any super fans that have been like hey skip here like I'm i've had a couple i, yeah, I yeah. was delivered some drinks out to a table and the guy goes hey i need your best red bud story Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Nice. And then yeah. had a couple people that showed up because they, hey, we man, I'm in, I was in town. We heard you on the on the Pop MX oh, show. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Skip Norfolk in studio here, legendary mechanics. Speaking of legendary mechanics, we got one on the line. It's Marshall Plum. What's up, Marshall? How are you, man? Wow. Hey, what's up? What's happening, Steve? What's happening, Skip? What's How going on, Marshall? Out there? We're good, man. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Yeah, we're just so Daytona. What? What's your memory? Your first memories of Daytona, Marshall? Man, you know, first memories of Daytona goes way back to the 80s uh, when you're talking about, you know, the the, the old style track. But, uh, you know, uh, one of the best memories, obviously, is when uh, going there and being able to win as a mechanic. Skip knows what that's like there. And uh, you just as you get older in life, it kind of means more. 
Yeah, it really does, right? It's it's. I mean, I I said it earlier too. My rider didn't win; he got third. But I always thought that was a pretty cool third place Daytona Supercross, right? Like absolutely, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. So, uh, Marshall Plum on the line uh, from Marshall's Racing out there in Oklahoma, of course. Mechanic for the legendary Ross Rollerball Peterson. Name some riders because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that don't know who Marshall wrenched for. Well, Marshall took Rollerball to eighteen thousand wins. Okay. Uh, based over you know a couple of years. I want to try to guess because I picture Marshall's face. Okay. Because I'm not too familiar. Right. Does that give you nightmares too when you picture his face? <laughs> it's the bald headed. <laughs> oh god, it gives okay. me nightmares. Yeah. So, uh, yep. <laughs> what, I, I picture him as a Suzuki mechanic. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Swink? Yes, absolutely. Um, Lusk? No, no, no Lusk. No, no. Um, uh, just just two riders at Suzuki. Yep. One was it? One was a championship, so that'll maybe help you a little bit. Kind of a off I'm the out. seat kind of rider. Cooper, Guy Cooper. Cooper. Oh. Guy Cooper, the 1990-125 national okay. championship. Got it. But I mean, really, I everyone knows Marshall from Rollerball. At least maybe that's just me. Uh, I think that maybe be just you. Uh, yeah. you, also, you also went over to Honda Troy, worked for uh, Swink there. Did you work for Larry over there? I uh, worked for Larry, yeah, the, uh, in um, 1997, the yep. year that uh, nobody really liked that aluminum frame Honda, but Larry seemed to, to gel with it very good that year. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, everything good with you, Marshall? Business is good? Yeah, business is actually still sitting here working uh, as we, you know, just took a couple minutes to call in here and right. listening to the show, uh, all the good stories about, you know, all the racing in, in Daytona here this past weekend. Was Marshall good on the uh, on the poker or no? Where, 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 was, where, was, where was his card game, Skip? He didn't play much cards with. Okay, all right, okay. He was probably smart one. Out yeah, of all smart of one of yeah. all you guys. Uh, we I played played on the planes when we yeah. did those overseas trips yeah. and all that, but I kind of and you, you and you lost probably Marshall right. I, I lost more than I won. I think Skip, <laughs> Skip, Skip had a few extra cards in the back pocket. That's what, that, that's what I hear from the old timers is that Skip was hard to beat on those planes. I don't and, know. Uh, Man, J-Bone, J-Bone, J-Bone held his own. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are those those good times. Had, oh, we had they a had it all planned out what color cards we were going to use, so they had the extra ones. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, was, was, and was Marshall one of the ones in the Wolf Pack that were driving, or was Marshall in a separate Yeah, I think group? Marshall, Marshall had the best comment when we took that shortcut through Montana that time. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I remember that. It, oh, um, he was in the he was the happened to be the last one in line okay. when we got to the shortcut going through Montana, yeah. where they decided that they were going to repave the road, and we didn't have apps to tell us that, and we were I don't know twenty seven yeah. miles on a dirt road, oh, <laughs> and he was he was at the end. His box van would barely run when it got out. The air cleaner was full of sand and dirt and all that so stuff. Pissed. He was pissed. Oh, he was so mad. Oh man. Yeah, those were the good old days yeah. back then when you kiss, you, you know, you sit back and you laugh about it now and everything. Uh, it's it's kind of funny, but I, I gotta um, agree with Skip on uh, the start thing. Okay, I, mean, I think the uh, I think the riders today are, I mean, uh, some respect each other, but I think sometimes if they give a little more, they might get it back on the track as well. You know, right, right. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, RV and Dunge, like, they both publicly said, like, I stay out of that. Like, they, multiple times in their championship runs, both of those guys are like, I don't want to get involved in any kind of 
games because it's going to come back to bite me. Why? I'll just get by you cleanly. Right. And, you know, I mean, Dunge took out Weimer like twice, and we all freaked out about it because it was so out, out of character. character. Yeah. Right. right? And, and yeah. both of those Ryans were like, not for me. I don't want to do that stuff. You know? So, yeah, it comes back to bite you. You know? I mean, Barsha... Barsha's had that, you know, many, many years now where riders are like, I don't even like you. Screw you. Bam. Yeah, but but, it, <laughs> you know? but it, part of it goes back to, I mean, especially on the inside moves, right? If, you, right? if you've got somebody and you're in a bowl corner, the guy on the inside's clearly got you. The guy on the outside, it's just as much his responsibility to go, back off, you got me. Yeah. Right? No, they just, I'm going to, I got this still, right? <laughs> so that's where the whole respect yeah, yeah, thing yeah. for me, because, you know, back in the day, if you watch videos of, I think, Jeremy and Ricky and, and those guys, hey, you got me. And they back off, and then they'd go back in and try to get him in the next corner, yeah. where, I, you know, and they respected that. And yeah. There was enough of that, but it went. It goes both ways. That is a good point, Kiefer. When you think about it, these guys don't really check up; they just go down. No, like, I, th- I like, think it's well, the 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 era that we live in, um, okay. the social media era, the YouTube era, where everyone's like, "Just send it, bro." Everyone's all, "Just send it," and they don't think nothing. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm going to make it out of this little situation just fine. And it goes bad. And they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> it's not going to really work out for me. You yeah, know? yeah. So no, back back in the day when 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 Skip worked with Jeremy, I think Jeremy was, uh, I mean, very talented in 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 seeing that coming before it even happened, and he had a plan for that. You know, so very seldom did you see him get knocked down because he was just one step ahead of the guy that was coming up behind him. Yeah, and the times that Jeremy got into it, like with Yogi, like it was so rare where Yogi hit him. You know what I mean? Everyone was like, "What are you doing hitting Jeremy?" Like, you know, nobody hits Jeremy McGrath like Yogi, and that Yogi looked like a, came off like a bad guy in that situation, right. right? Because it's like, dude, you know what? Jeremy doesn't play that game with anybody, right? So why are you being a dick to him, right? Like, I think that was a little bit like Jeremy yeah. got that. A little you know? bit, yeah. yeah. Now, one thing that that we forget though is the 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 bonuses that are at stake: championship bonuses, win bonuses, and everything are likely five times greater than they were back right. then, too. So that kind of, you know, it would make anybody think maybe a little differently, but I'm a believer that, you know, if you do something wrong to somebody today, they're going to get even with you somewhere down the road. You know? Right, right. No, and there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I think that today's world, I, that there's the potential. Your window to make money in this sport, I believe, is narrower now than it was. Mm-hmm. Um Although we have some longevity riders that are still around, but I'm talking yeah. that your time to make your top dollar, I think, is pretty narrow. Some guys will, are, are able to extend that. Um, so when you have somebody that's that's on the bottom end of that, that really maybe their window is super right. narrow, right? You know, but, you, but but at the same time, it's like man, still okay. So like, put yourself. I'll, put, I'll ask all three of you guys here. Put yourself in Kenny's shoes right now. Okay, so Webb just did that to you. Lightly cost you maybe the win, but for probably the podium for sure what Webb did there um he passed he's passed Kenny a couple times in the last lap right mm-hmm. uh Kenny got him a couple weeks ago which was good but for the most part Cooper has been the winner quote-unquote of these skirmishes between them in the last year or so he does this to you in Daytona right and uh so in Dallas this weekend I'll start with you Marshall like in Dallas this weekend do you go out there in qualifying and I don't, you don't take them out, but you like, hey, like I got a chance to stuff you, or like, do you, why, do you, no, 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 because no, no, that's if you're going to do it, why wasting the qualifying? Okay, so right. okay. ruin his night. You right. ruin the night on the first lap of the main event. Right. That's okay. you know that's yeah. if you're going to do yeah. it, do it right. Do it right. Okay. So do you do you do that? Do you think it's time to do that? 
I think again, there's uh, there's a lot at stake for all these guys. You know, championship bonuses. So if you do that, there's a a good possibility that um, you're going to hurt yourself as well if things go the wrong way. So what I would do in a situation like that would be there's going to be a time and a place, and it might be the last race where you need to mm-hmm. to gain two or three points, and and fair is fair, you know. I mean, it's just. Uh, to me, that's how it how it is. You know, I mean, I just wouldn't go out there. Not like in the old days when I worked for Swink. There were some incidents where he'd just go out first lap of practice, and if he needed to pay somebody <laughs> back, he did it then. <laughs> but those times have changed. If you did that today, you might be sitting up in the stands. Yeah, watching. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's there's a two. You know, with what's going on right now, Kenny, Kenny has Kenny's in the cat. He's you know he's in the catbird seat. Yeah. Um, so there was always a thing for me. It's like, okay, you're you're right now. He is in control of the Supercross series. So yep. why jeopardize that? Yep. Right. Let's wait till the first national. Ruin his whole summer. Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna yeah, play yeah, that yeah, game, yeah. Yeah. do it right. Right. Ruin the whole summer. Right. Take advantage. Do what you got to do. Get down to business. <laughs> win Supercross. Then ruin his whole summer in the first first moto. Yeah, yeah. Put him down twenty five points. Right. What happens then? Yeah. That's a, it's a tall because right, right. it's pretty tight now. Yeah. Right. Twenty five points to make up. It's possible, but it's doable. But that's the part. It's like it's every weekend. It's every weekend. And right. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Kiefer? Do you? I kind of agree with Marshall. Like I. I would do it at the correct times, and yep. there's times and place. So maybe not the first lap when it's chaos, mm-hmm. and you can really screw both of you guys up. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be a you know Matasovich Larry Ward thing like in Seattle. Right. Um, but there is going to come a time when those two guys are going to be gap from third or whatever they're doing, and Kenny's going to take it. I think that's the right time. Right. Like when it's them two by themselves, the doors open, let it happen. That'd be interesting to watch. I don't. I mean, I. It'd be weird because I mean, you know, Kenny. You know, Kenny is capable of it. You just don't see it out of him. You just don't. You know, Cooper. Nah, you know. I think. I think that's because Kenny's uh, the nice guy, right, and, right. And, and Coop's a little more aggressive. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with being aggressive because I think that's what gets him where he's where he's at today. You know, so right. Everybody has a different plan of attack in their program, and I think Coop's is a little different than Kenny's. You know, they're both both good people. They're they just have a different plan of attack when it comes to to being on the track, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to watch. I'll be watching this this, this Saturday. You know, and it's, and watching it's from watching the races standpoint. You know, it's it's you, you have people that like certain riders and this yeah. and that. But to me, it's man, just if, if 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 they could back it down a little bit, I think the racing would be so much better because then those guys would actually race. Because now it's so strategic. It's like okay, I've got a pass and I got to go and if I hit him I got to go you know it's like yeah. instead of just going in and racing corner after corner after corner because nobody races that way anymore right it's if you go racing in a corner somebody's Some, going yeah, down you're right. right about that yeah right so yeah. the racing is I think I just would enjoy watching those guys I mean I go back to Stanton and Bradshaw racing at Mount Morse that year yeah. they were in every corner uh, but they respected each other right what probably one of the best races ever yeah Atlanta 1985 or whatever it was 87 or whatever it was just oh uh, uh, uh eight, 90. Ni- was it 90 90 90, 90, yeah. 90. Yeah. so i mean yeah. just had these guys racing every every corner you had five or six <laughs> guys like, racing corner to corner to very corner. delicate memory from from our it show. was awesome it's guy yeah. cooper launching it yeah that was that was guy who does ghost ride no it? that's a honda that's 89 oh okay 89. but in 90 yeah. he loses it too okay yeah just, yeah we we lost it on the last lap and you know what i, I kind of as a mechanic that year it was such a great race that we got 
even the mechanics got tied up in the race a little bit and we never even seen Wardy coming from from where he was yeah. you know what i mean and he just kind of snuck up so i always sit back and look at that one thinking man maybe i cost my rider that that race because i was more involved in the race but that wasn't yeah, right yeah. The race you right know? uh Marshall, uh, when do you first meet Skip? Or Skip, do you remember? Do you remember when you first met Marshall? Is it, how far back did that go? <laughs> I want to. Um, I want to say was it. Go ahead, Skip. Was it in? Was it in Vegas? No, I didn't meet you in Vegas. That was the first time we hung uh, out together. Really. I, I think I, I kind of knew you when you were a Team Green yeah. person. Oh, okay. But a little bit. Yeah. When when you started working for Jeremy. Um, was likely with the the first and then 91. you know back then it, yeah back then every actually even on the peak team because um him and brian were you know they both were supposed to be the right the two biggest stars that that come out of the sport and one one become a star and one unfortunately is not with us no more you know yeah yeah, yeah it, it was you know 93 so swink wins the championship in 91 and 92 Jeremy wins it in 91-92, and they both turn pro 250s in 93. Yep. And it's on, right? Like, Swink or Jeremy, what are you going to pick? Well, who are you going to be? And, yeah, it's funny how it worked out. Like, just Jeremy won – we all know he won the third race of the year there at Anaheim. Right? Third? Fourth? No, fifth. Fifth race One, of the year? Two, three. Fifth race. Fifth race of the year in Anaheim. Yeah. And in 93, and then that was it. And Swink had some shining moments, but never – Never got to be, you know, anywhere near as good as, as Jeremy. It was funny yeah, how. And I, I think um, back then it was, uh, you know, the the technology of the bikes. I think we were just a, on the two fifty. We're a little bit behind, and the uh, Jeremy gelled with his bike and, and was very comfortable, and and, and that was uh, a big difference. You know, I think one race in Seattle, Brian. Had had caught up to Jeremy and put on a little bit of a fight. A lapper got in the way, and uh-huh. maybe had had Brian won that race, it might have been different. But what does couldas and should have right would you know? I, hey, it would be different. I've told this story a few times. Ninety six. I'm hanging out with Jeremy Troy, Ohio, at the Red Roof Inn. I think <laughs> that Red Roof Inn yeah. there, yeah. and we're hanging out. And after he makes fun of Dob for a long time, which I found was hilarious, he also said we were talking. I wasn't just me and him. It was a bunch of us. It wasn't like I'm hanging with Jeremy, but I was in a group of people, and he was there. And somebody said something about jumping something, and Jeremy, I swear to God, he says, I'll just watch Swink. If Swink jumps it, I'll jump I, it. I'll jump it. Hmm. That's what Jeremy said in yep. 1996 yep. when he was the baddest dude on the planet. He still said, I'll watch Swink, and then I'll know if I can jump something. I Calm mean, down. pretty good compliment, Marsh- yeah. Marshall. No, no, and you know what? Back then, I think what Jeremy did was, um, man, I mean, it, it's just it was pretty phenomenal to to go on a streak like he went on and and everything, and uh, really nobody could challenge him, you know. But I, I think if anybody had what it took back then, it might have been Brian. But I think um, sometimes things just come a little bit too easy for him on the track, and I right. don't think he thought he had to work as hard, you know. And, right. That that would never cut it in in today's racing because it seems like the the fitness program of everybody is is stepped up immensely, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was uh, a crazy time for the sport that way because you know Jeremy took something that really nobody had thought he would. You know what I mean? Like they thought it would be good, but right. I mean he just took it and he didn't fucking lose yeah. for, for 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 eight years. And honestly, like for <laughs> no. me growing up and. I, I was growing up that time, a teenager, it was boring. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I wasn't like no, stoked it, on it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the Carmichael era. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, yeah. hey, they're, they're skipping this clear. I don't know what you guys are talking they're about. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're, That's boring. they're skipping this clear glasses yeah. getting interviewed again yeah. on ESPN. Yeah. Well, once again, <laughs> there he is, you know? So. Yeah, but, but Jeremy still had to earn it and still had to work for it. You know, it wasn't like it was a, a complete given. But, I mean, those guys had a, um, a game plan, and they knew what they were going to do, and they stuck to it almost every race. And it um, – yeah. It showed. I always told Brian, if you could hang with him for, for five or six laps and force him into making some mistakes, it might change the outcome. But nobody could ever yeah. stay that close to force Jeremy to make mistakes, you know? Yep. And, and the Honda was a better bike than the Suzuki. I think there's no doubt about that. Brian Brian told me, 97, after he paid me like $100 to eat this pepper, this hot pepper off of a room service tray, and I fucking burnt I, – I, I lost feeling for like a month in my mouth because of this pepper. Lloyd, Lloyd. Yeah. Anyways, he told me, Brian told me, I never should have took the money from Suzuki. I should have never took the money from Suzuki. That's that's what he said. Biggest mistake he made. They just weren't, they weren't as yeah, good back then. I, you know what? You know? I, I, I agree and disagree. Okay. I think even back then, if you're as talented as somebody is, you could if you had the right uh, the attitude confidence mindset that you mm-hmm. could go out and win on just about anything I, right, mean, I don't right. think our our bikes were that far off they were off yep but i i think that you know even today i mean the, the difference on any given day today is a lot different than back then i think if your bike is you know five percent off and, and the other guy's bike's five percent better as fast as they're going and as close as the competition is that's the difference of winning or losing you know mm-hmm. i mean Plessinger this weekend had his bike dialed in for that track and I I mean literally just almost had a cheating advantage in some areas on the track because it worked so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And Skip, could Marshall have worked for any more two different guys than Swink and Cooper? <laughs> right. Like back to back. You have Coop, very low natural talent, lots of heart and desire. Swink, talent out the ass, maybe not working that hard. But they uh, were. You got. You got to remember. I come from the rollerball too. That was. Uh, yeah. Man, that dude was. A. Uh, I mean, if I mean nobody worked harder than him. I think what he did back then would be equivalent to what those guys are doing today. Uh, I know. I've heard the stories. It's unbelievable. Gowan, Dave Gowan's told me some stories. Ross Maeda's told me some stories. Marshall, you've told me some stories. I mean, he would just empty his tank. A couple of forty-minute motos. He would go for a jog. He would water ski. That same. I mean, he was just. He was an animal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I think that if, if we had, you know, come up in today's era, for sure he would have had a factory ride. But, again, I yeah. mean, what he did was, I mean, I think 1987, I think it was, we finished eighth and seventh overall. Yeah. In the in the U.S. And, and, that's, and that was pretty competitive race. And that'd be like coming out here today on a, on a bike that was maybe – 20% less than what everybody had and finishing mm-hmm. in the top eight. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. uh, I mean, no, it, I, it, can it, see why, I can see why you're a fan of his, Steve. Oh, God, he was just the greatest. And whenever he would do something against the Americans, you know, we'd just be like, yeah, suck it, suck it. <laughs> like, he got, like Marshall, you guys made the podium in 87 at Hangtown. It was uh, RJ, Wardy, and then Ross. Like, that was like the biggest moment, you know, ever. And then Roller, I think you guys made a podium at 500. At Redbud, uh, we did at uh, at Binghamton, Binghamton. and Redbud yeah. both. We yeah, uh, YZ four ninety. 
Ugh. Just out there, just rollerball, no water cooling or anything. Ugh. Can't feel your hands after the moto. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Holy <laughs> shit. Exactly. Ross Maeda told yeah. me that he'd go testing with Ross all day, and Ross would be like, hey, when we get like 10, 15 miles from the shop, just drop me off. And Ross would just run to, the, run to Enzo down the freeway. Nah, he he did that when I'd worked for him too. We'd be driving, and he'd be like, "Hey, pull over, take a break, and uh, I'm gonna run catch. I'll catch up to you down the road." You know. And, I mean, just. Uh, I mean, was but, he a shit but, brick house or was he skinny or what was he built like? He was, no, he was built. Uh, he was pretty. I sent Steve a picture the other day that showed up in uh, on Facebook, and, and I forgot really how ripped he was. I mean, he was. Uh, he could he, he could was, pick his bike up and yeah. carry it yeah, across was, the starting line. Really, he was solid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, him him and Jim Holly were just built. And he just was a man. Hammer everybody. Yeah, him, him at Rex yeah. State reminded me a lot of what Rex State oh, okay. yeah, yeah. too. Just just this. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have any, but you know, he'd be like a he'd be like a Weston pike, pike. but maybe yeah. a little a little bit taller. You yeah. know, Weston was pretty yeah pretty fit too. That's why so, I couldn't understand I mean, like in '89 when I was at that race in Saskatoon and he got beat up by the bouncer. Uh, and he got missed the rest of the summer in Canada, like because he got beat down so bad. Like oh, I'm really? like, how many fucking bouncers must have beat rollerball down? Absolutely, yeah. Right? Like that's all I kept thinking about. How many bouncers it took to beat rollerball? Well, <laughs> but you got to remember, you got to remember when somebody walks into a bar and they're a little bit buffed. I think the the bouncers kind of yeah maybe gang up on you and, yeah, and yeah. take a you know yeah. But so he was he he lost his titles. He was number one forever. Got beat up in a bar fight. Only got was only national number seven. The next year, and then came in and just whooped everybody again. Yeah, like this. Uh, I mean, yeah, time champion I, you know, Canada. I was fortunate that you know I had him 40. eighty. What? I'm trying to think what it was eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, I mean I had three pretty good years with them and um, won thirteen championships. I think so. Yeah. It, uh, Shit. It, and, and 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 back then, back then a lot of people forgot we, we did forty. 45 minute motos and we did four of them in a day yeah used to be six we rode two classes used to be all three pro classes in one day 30 minute motos what six thirties wow yes in the early 80s then they went to just uh, 125 250 oh. and 500s like they would split them up yeah wow yeah it's gnarly <laughs> it is i mean it, it would be equivalent to those guys today actually just going out there riding two classes and, and no break in between and getting back out on the track i mean it yeah hmm. animal that's crazy yeah just but that was back in the day you know so all we can do is uh sit back and think about those good times no for sure the, uh marshall plum on the show brought to you by uh, marshall's racing there in oklahoma Got a website, Marshall? People will plug it. We can plug it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's um, marshallsracing.com. Okay, perfect. And then we got Huddle Brewery here, too. Skip Norfolk. Yeah, yeah. One of these days, I got to make it out there here and uh, go out and and have a few beers with Skip, and we can sit around and talk about the good old days again. Yeah, hopefully we have a race back here in Vegas. Yeah, uh, we hope, right? And we'll do a pulp show one day. If we we have that, we're doing a pulp show down at Huddle at some point. Perfect. There we go. Yeah, that would be a a cool live show. It would be, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marshall, how many years from mechanicing to working for Dunlop did you do the races, all the races? This uh, I started in in 1985, mm-hmm. and uh, I've missed one Supercross, which was last year, uh, Anaheim two, and uh, I'm pretty sure I had the, uh, the 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 COVID disease then before it even come out, and um, was pretty sick for about ten days, but. Yeah. 
made it back for the next one. So I've had a pretty good run in yeah. uh, in Supercross outdoors. Um, I've missed the last two years. Just uh, I, I redid my deal and mm-hmm. had to concentrate more on what's going on back here. But it's right. been pretty busy. So damn. Been a good, been a good That's run. A long that, time, that dude. is a long run, Marshall. No, I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Skip might have hit me over the head with a beer bottle back in the day, and I, <laughs> it didn't knock any sense into me or yeah. something. But yeah, but it, it's been fun. I mean, I, I, one thing I always feel fortunate about was I got to watch a lot of different generations of riders come and go. You know, champions and. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not a lot of people can say they got to to see, you know, like guys like Brock Lover, uh, Ricky Johnson, Stanton, Bradshaw, and you know, watching Jeremy and and, and, and so on with Carmichael and and, and Reedy and all those guys. I mean, yeah. it's been a <laughs> been a fun time, you know. Yeah, you watch Stu come up and just change the game, and then you're yeah. like, now every Hardy Munoz is now looking like Stu. You know what I mean? Like a kid, you know, a kid from Chile yeah. is now scrubbing as good as James Stewart ever did, yeah. right? You're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you even, you even go back, you look at Jeremy, and um, there's a, you know, uh, Jeremy and Brian, when when they both rode for, for the peak team, they would go out and watch Bale ride, and they, right. they learn a lot from watching Bale ride, and I think it just, that just kind of uh, climbing steps, you know. I mean, now you have guys doing stuff that you'd never think about on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely it's it's nuts. And when you look at the the depth of the, you know, Jason Anderson got like seventh or whatever this weekend. He's a past Supercross champion. He's right. hauling ass. He's seventh. You know, and when he when he pulls into the other night, he's like, shit, I got seventh. And he's insane. And he's insane, right? right. Yeah, it's just absolutely, yeah. you know. Um, it's a deep field for sure. But, man, I watched an old race on Gary Bailey's YouTube video from 85. And it was the same thing. Like, Bomber was, like, ninth. Bomber's ninth. I'm like, what the hell? But you, it's, it was it was O'Mara. It was Wardy. It was Lachine. The depth was, was insane back in yeah, that yeah. time. I mean, you it's kind of like what you have now. Right. It's probably been no, yeah, exactly. The, the depth today is, is pretty amazing, really. You got guys that that are very talented that are finishing 10th and 11th. I mean, right. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's really cool to see. And, uh, so do you, do you guys think, Oh, let's uh, go back to this racing. So like Kiefer, I asked you this earlier. You're, you still think Tomax got this, like he's got a chance at this. I think there's a, there's, there's, the door is still cracked open. You do? Yeah. See, I, I don't know, man. I know he won this why, weekend. What makes you but... say, why, why do you say I don't know? Because he's just got to jump two guys, right? He had to jump one guy. Injuries yeah, happen. How, how, many, how many points is he behind now? I have 24. So, so sit, sit and think about this scenario, okay? You got, you got the top two guys that might need to owe each other one on the track, and if they take each other out and they both DNF, that one race, yeah. yeah Tomax back I in. I mean, it. I guess that that that's also lightning can come and strike. You know, I guess, but I just don't like those odds of two guys <laughs> DNFing. You know, uh, um, yeah. You know, never you, you you never give up. I mean, no, it, I'm not saying you I give up, but yeah. I, I think his chances are are slim, but right. for him as a racer, he's just got to go out and focus on him winning races and and worry about what he's got to do and. If the cards fall into his hand and, and nobody has an extra card like Skip did in their back pocket, they'd all be good. <laughs> I feel like if, like for Tomac, his weakness is his starts. 
Yep. That's the problem here. That's the only thing that I'm worried about. Like yeah. the other two guys get hey, pretty it, good starts. If Webb doesn't push Roxon out, right. Eli's start is not that good. Again. It's really not. Right. You know, he he took advantage of it. So good job for him. But it was an amazing start. Yep. So okay, so Roxon Webb, who do you like, Kiefer? Uh those two? Yeah. Webb. You think Webb's gonna get it done? Yep. I just I thought I knew Kenny would be good this year and I and uh but I just feel like Webb just has that mental, just that little edge. Yep. That's it. That's All what right. I feel like. He's, hey, he's, just that, he's got that, that tenacious mentality of yep. when he latches on, yeah. he doesn't let go. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, he's, yeah, and he's, I think he's, he's fixing he's to cut, get cut. a full latch on here. <laughs> yeah. So you like I Webb? I think he's okay. like Reedy. I think so. Uh, go ahead, Marshall. I, I think um, Webb's a little bit like Reedy, that he just, if he gets behind you, he doesn't quit till he gets back around you, you know? I mean, there's not too many riders that have that, and kind of hard for me to pick one because we uh, we we take care of both of them with Dunlop, and um, I, I just hope the, the, the best one comes out on top. I mean, I think it, it would be good to see Kenny win a championship. I'm coming back from what he's come through yeah um, uh, cool. i think that would would be an amazing story but i mean we just have to let those two take it out on the track and the best man win yeah no i i agree it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good run to the finish it just seems like for me web web always seems to have a that crescendo you know he's yeah. always building and he's always building and it seems to work out for him mean that's mm-hmm. you know and and where the other guys seem to have highs and lows and highs and lows and i don't know it just yep. It, he just, I think when he when his momentum ball gets rolling, yeah, yeah, and it's, watch it's, out, it's rolling so, now, watch yeah, out for sure. Uh, yeah, if I had to, if I was in Vegas and had to put any money on it, I'd have to put my chips on the number two. But I mean, that's uh, yep. I, I wasn't a good gambler; I always lost. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a part of me that I do. I, I really would like to see Roxy pulled out from oh, what yeah. that guy went through. Yeah, it's great story. And all, right. great story. Awesome, absolutely. Uh, hey, Marshall, we're going to let you go. We're going to go to commercial break here. Uh, but thank you for calling in. Good stories. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, thanks, you guys. It's always a good show watching you guys. And, and I just want to uh, – you had Kyle Peters on there earlier. I just want to kind of congratulate him on uh, winning the Arena Cross Championship, going undefeated. And, yeah. um, and, and both guys that won in Daytona this weekend, uh, Tomac and McAdoo, I think um, they, they both had good rides. So they did. great talking to you guys. I'll uh, – Talk to you guys soon, and Skip, be good out there, and I'll stop in and see you one day. Always good talking with you, Marshall. Take awesome. care. Thanks, see you, Marshall. Marshall. Thank you, man. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. You know, we talk about perfect seasons. Peters, Stu, Carmichael. You forgot one. Uh, Steve Mathis, uh, Kelly Smith, uh, 2001, uh, East Coast, four-stroke oh, nationals, Okay. five-round series, undefeated. Swept them. Mm. Ten motos. See, you learn something new every day here wow. on the pulpit. And I, 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 I did not know that. Burn that into my brain. Did not now, know that. Now you know. Did I fuck off? That's, that's what <laughs> so, yeah, my dick was super small. So there we go. Uh, we're going to a commercial break here on the show. Uh, well, let's go to Choppy. Choppy, what's up? What's going on? What's hey, Steve. How you doing? Four point nine timer. Thank you. Hey, uh, I had a kind of a a follow up to what those guys were talking about. And everyone was being real nice and didn't say that Webb would be dirtier than Roxon to get what he's wanting this year, but I'm rooting for Roxon bring it back to Honda. That, right. Yeah, that, no, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's cool if uh, if both guys. I could make a case for being cool for both be guys. Be huge for win. Honda, tell yeah. you that. Oh, 
I mean, everyone's yeah. rooting for Kenny. Yeah. But Honda. Oh that's yeah. They haven't won. They, they haven't won since Carmichael it. left. Yes. We all heard the story, you yes. know. So yeah, absolutely. So. So um, another one was about your racing. Um, did you go very far down into the Northwest back in your days? No, no. I was uh, I was from Manitoba, which was right in the center of of. Uh, of, you never um, went to Washougal or PIR? I, I, I rode Washougal and PIR and Albany when I was a mechanic for Birdwell back in the day. I rode those local okay. places. And then, uh, oh, and, okay, I got you. Yeah, when I was a mechanic already by then, and I rode, so I rode, I would just ride. Like, what years would that have been? Like 97, 98. Okay. Yeah. Was there a guy named Hamness as well? No, oh, I don't remember. I don't know because you guys' names sound the same, and it just kind of. Oh. Anyway, I just had to. I had to see if that was you, or if I'm just. No, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't ride that I'm much, just, so no. I I did. I, uh, I did ride a Washougal local race on a 500, and I had no gear. Hell yeah. I had no gear, so I borrowed everything and taped knee pads to sweats. Wow. And raced. That's the days, man. I yeah. saw Lachine race a 500 there, and it was one of the greatest wow. things I've ever seen. Yeah, he was a, he was a beast there for sure. He, famous. Dogger Washugo famous story is uh, Wardy cleaned him out in the first turn because he Wardy knew the Dogger was going to win that day, and Wardy admits it. He was like Dogger he was raced on. there from like eighty yeah. three something to ninety two yeah. or three. Right, Wardy's like, dude, the guy oh, was yeah. on fire. I had to take him out, like right there. I had to ruin his day. Hmm. And then, <laughs> Wardy's like, yeah, I did. So, uh, thanks oh, for the yeah. call, man. He- Thanks, Chubby. Thank you, man. Take Thanks. care, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, Works Connection, Pro Launch Device. We are taking the 52nd email Yes. in honor of Darkseid's Pony. They're giving you a Pro Launch Device. That's what we do here, Skip. Just, it's a whole thing. Type, it's a whole thing. Oh, but beautiful. Uh, Publimex 20 is the code to save at WorksConnection.com. A fly coach's jacket with a whistle and everything. <laughs> Get a fucking in. whistle with the jacket. Hey, does, is it going to come with rules? Yeah, it comes with rules comes in the with rules inside too? pocket. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. AMA good. rulebook. Okay, good. Contest at PulpMechShow.com. We're going to go to commercial break here. We're going to come back at the motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. Am segment. I coming back or am I leaving? You're coming back. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Or do you want to go? Do you want to go? I, well, yeah, I want to go. But I just, Last time I do this goddamn no, show. No, I'm fine. I'm kidding. You can go. No, I'll just bust your balls. We're going to go to a commercial break, everybody. We're going Thank to a commercial you. break. We're going to have a beer. <laughs> Get your tampon out and freaking suck it up. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin Motorcycle Tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you and the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhaust 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, 
or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Racetech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsportoutlet.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Bet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Show presented by motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Uh, Chris Kiefer here, the great Skip Norfolk as well. Just a legend. Legend. Uh, thank to Marshall Plum for calling in, too. That was cool. Marshall's awesome. And um, God, Marsh, uh, Marshall's got some stories. Skip, I bet. Just like you, you guys. Just you got to respect someone that's been in our line of work for that long. Yeah. And just yeah. grinds. Yep. Yep. I mean, Skip, you did it for... Yeah, but I took a break. You did, yeah. I took a break with no fear, and yep, you know, did the whole, uh, <clears throat> you know, actually. When you when you, branding, when, you so. when you went to no fear and you were the athlete guy, did you travel that much for that? Yeah, you still did. Yeah, yeah. but you I just, got to do everything. I got NASCAR. I, right. you know, we got to do all mm-hmm. IndyCar. We got right. to do a lot of different stuff. Did you go really to the, cool. the five hundred? Yeah, it was yeah. all, mo- all uh, anything motorsport. Right, right. Yeah, and you would just hang out and it'd be like, hey, you want some clothes? You want some shoes? Whatever. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Right, it was a good time. 
You ever have no fear stuff? Yep. Oh, everybody did, right? I wanted it. So I ended up, uh, God, I forgot who the guy was at the time. Got two sets of gear with my name on it. I was, thought Craig it was, Rude? Maybe it was Craig Rude. Might have been Craig yeah. back then, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Sir Wall and those guys. It was, right. I mean, Sir, Sir Wall's brilliant. I got a, He's um, brilliant. a compliment for the no fear story I wrote a couple years ago. The mm-hmm. other day I got one, an email from somebody that was like, I, I just discovered this. <laughs> They're like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah. I said, uh, can you even imagine the stuff that you know I didn't get or the stuff that you couldn't talk about? Like, just, Oh, I imagine there was quite a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if it came back? It would sell. No problem. Yeah. Just the name alone. What did I get here? Vanilla oak. Vanilla oak. A cream ale. I like it. Really? Yeah. It's good. You're not it a beer guy. Goes down smooth. I'm not a big beer guy. No, I'm not. Coke guy. No, I'm just kidding. So am I. I'm a Coke. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, yeah, this is really good. So uh, so uh, Tuesday for Dallas, if you're in town, come down, order a knack-knack beer. Yep. We're going to steal the glass. So Get a glass. Steal That's the cool. glass. Yep. Right. So if I order four beers, I get four glasses? If you, yeah. Okay. Are you going to take some glasses home? To? I would love to if there's available. Yeah. Can we yeah. give them some glasses? I'm leaving these here for oh, you. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Um, mm. Goes down smooth. Did these guys get any or are they too much of fucking pussies? I got a... No. What was this? The pink eye? Or? Liquid pink eye. Liquid, liquid sour. pink eye. And what's, you, what's your thoughts on it? Pretty good. It is yeah. sour, but not not like too sour. Yeah. Goes what down. What about you? Huh? Pussy? He's Mormon. Yeah, yeah. I feel tired. Nothing for me. I'm tired. I feel tired. Nothing for me tonight. <laughs> I feel tired tonight, guys. I can't do it. Oh, God. I'm so tired. I'm struggling enough as it is. I feel tired. I had some last time, and it was uh, not a big beer guy. So but tired. it was, oh, God, it was I feel quite good. I feel so tired tonight, guys. You guys are dicks. I feel tired. All right. I'm leaving. See you guys. <laughs> As you guys talk about some apps, I feel tired. Uh, hey, have you been in a motorcycle car accident? Uh, no. Did somebody or some idiot take you out? You need to call Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's an old mechanic buddy of mine. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. In fact, ambulances chase him now. We've had a few listeners reach out to Arthur. I don't know if it's uh, where it's gone or not, but... Uh, that was late. Arthur takes the time to know the clients and take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You need to call. More importantly, Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. Uh, there's no risk to you. Help is only a phone call away. Arthur's got your back. ArthurDraper.com, A-R-T-H-U-R, Draper.com. Chiz almost needed Arthur Draper because he got rear-ended there <coughs> in the LCQ. I used to go to Draper's nightclub. Ooh, that was gnarly. Yeah. He still made it, though. Yeah, that was gnarly. Oh, God, dude. Um, That's a pucker moment. You saw how he was. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, like, yeah. I'm Because oh, you no. just know what's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made diamonds that time. They yeah, he did. diamonds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. What'd I get? Oh. Vanilla oak. Vanilla oak. It's cream ale. Hey, everybody. Hey. Steve Mathis here with vanilla oak. <laughs> I'm hammered. <laughs> at least I'm not tired. I'm buzzed. Hey, at least I'm not tired. And I feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, skip. Oh, no. we're running. Oh, oh come oh, on. Oh, <laughs> hey, Skip, before you got here, to start the show, nine minutes in, he's like, hey, guys, I'm tired. That's I'm how really, he starts it. That's it. That's how he starts the show. I'm just uh, really tired. Hey, Marks, how's it going? I feel tired. <laughs> Not, nine minutes into the show. So I'm just like, what am I going to get out of him? Well. Right? So, um, uh, probably man. been up with his hot-ass wife. Right? right? That we never see. We never see. There's a reason God. for that, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it's time for the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. Ooh. We have... Talon, we have a new intro for you. I'm so excited for this. So after after refusing one for a while, and then Tit saying you couldn't have one, you... you That's what really made me want one, is when Tit said I couldn't have one, I'm right. like, I need one. Right. Let's do this. Here we Motorsport. go. Motorsport.com. <laughs> no, that's my mom. 
It's the motosport.com tweets at Talon segment. <laughs> what is that? That's my mom. That's that's me imitating an eagle, I guess. I don't know what it has to do with motorsport.com, but our guy Swiss put Talon? it together. Oh. Talons. It has, oh, talons. It has, it has talons. Yeah. It has talons. It has talons. It I don't hard. get with the that's my mom. Where does that come from? That's, that's just a part of it. I mean, I like it, but that's from the show when Steve was uh, when Blair yeah. was here. Yeah, Daniel Blair. Yeah, and he was playing the eagle sounds. And we were crunching the beaks for. Yeah. Oh, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so motorsport.com, myself, Ryan Villapoto, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, motorsport.com. Whether you uh, ride dirt bikes on the uh, trail or race them on the track, whether you got an ATV or UTV, everybody knows that motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Their dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Motorsport.com, I've got some parts for my Project 500. It's been great. Is Phil going to be on a Yamaha? Phil's going to ride Yamaha. Okay. Yep. Um, I've returned some stuff to Motorsport.com mm -hmm. for the Project 500, and it couldn't have been any easier. I was credited right away. They printed me a label. Customer service is fantastic at Motorsport.com. Go through the banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com. Go through the banner on there to uh, try out Motorsport's prices, try out their customer service, and uh, we get a small slice of that, and that really helps us out a little bit. And uh, we'd really appreciate really it. Care. Well, we do care, tits. And uh, Motorsport.com, these are questions submitted to at Show on Twitter. And the guy in the corner over there, he's, who's not tired, the one, the one that's not tired, <laughs> is, is going to pick, pick the best ones. Here we go. From Donio928. How many times have you seen mechanics get into it during the races? I see all these pit boards flying out there during the races, and I could only imagine someone getting pissed. Uh, Brian Barry, Dowdy's guy, wanted to fight me a couple times. You'd have lost. You'd oh, got your yeah, ass yeah. kicked. Oh, but that dude was big. Dude, he's bigger than big. Yeah, yeah and I'm big. always like, Muffin. Nickname was Muffin. I'm like, Muffin, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not, I don't care what my rider just did. Like, Go take it up with Tim. Fer go beat. Go beat Timmy Ferry down. Like, don't. Not me. Yeah, it's not like it's not me. I'm like, not dude, doing. I never got into it. Like, I, I, I got into it. Like, like a little bit of shoving. Like, hey, I got to get in there. Like, you know that kind of stuff. But like, Paul Deloria got into a fight in mechanics area. I think Jay Bone said he saw a couple guys get into it. Uh, what I, about you? I, I think Shane with um, with Kudrowski's mechanic. Oh, Shane Allen. Yeah. Shane at Dallas one time. The, the, our guys were they were hitting each other. They were bouncing off each other, and Shane's all fired up at me, and I'm just like, yeah. It ain't. It's. What are you mad at me? What are you mad at me for? Yeah. You yeah. know what are you mad at me for? Yeah. Just, I'm the okay. same way. I, I no, I'd be like Muffin. I, I don't care. I go go beat up Tim Ferriss. Like yeah. And then uh, you I, know no, we might I might have been on the, the we might have been on the other end of it. So I was you know could have could have said that. But <laughs> no. But at the same yeah. time, it's I mean you know again you got to have your guys back. Yeah. But at some point, it's like dude. I'm not fighting, no. right? And 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 I've like, had because you're a lover, not a fighter. Well, it's he's just, Canadian. I would. Just, <laughs> I would always just be like, dude, it's not me. I'm not, you know. But um, uh, that summer that Langston and Brownie were into it, uh, I was on the KTM team then, and dude, we hated them and they hated us. Like the mechanics, like Steve was from England. He was Brownie's guy. He's a fucking cock. And Williamson and him were getting into it. Williamson was working for Langston, or no, for Sellards. Andrew Langston was working for Langston. Uh, Brent Myron was over there. I think we didn't like Brent. Uh, we, we there was tension among all of us, you know. And, I, and I'd be like, I just don't really like those guys because whatever. Like they would, they would all go to the front of the mechanics area, like where the front of the tough block, you know, or whatever the front of the area, the best spark the pit board, and you have to like weave in there, kind of like dick moves, you know. You know how you put your board out, skip, and then you step back, right? They wouldn't do that. They just st stand there. It's all it's a respect thing. Yeah, you're just like fuck off, get out of here, put your board out, and, and move back. 
you know so or if you're by somebody you'd be like hey you go high i go low you know what i mean with your boards it's like etiquette out there those guys wouldn't do it so mm-hmm. did you ever see anybody else get in a fight didn't care didn't pay wasn't paying yeah. attention to anybody Too busy else fucking in, winning. in the pit area yeah it, I, it didn't it did i didn't pay attention to anything else in the pit area it didn't matter mechanics area nothing right. it was hot chicks only before the gate dropped. Okay. Once the gate yeah. dropped, it didn't matter. I mean, I it, it, I was a believe. I want to say it did, didn't matter what was going on around me. Have you ever got shrapnel? I mean, I don't know if you were married at that time. Jeremy shrapnel. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> now there we're was, talking. There was so much fun. It was, God, it was, I love it. It was. We had. We just. We had a good time back then. Good for you. We it was different with box then. fans, right? It was just different. It was different. Yeah. Just yeah. It was different times. It was different. All right. From so, yeah, the... my dick was super small. Okay, we can stop with the drop. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> From the voice of the drunken people, Kiefer, since mini bike classes are always packed at local races, why is mini bike development so far behind? Most of the Japanese mini bikes haven't changed in 20 plus years. Yeah, like, what is the best mini bike right now? KTM. Okay. Like, uh, literally, the Cowie looks the same as it did in. The KTM is the best because of the engine, and, you know, it's a typical KTM engine. It's fast. Um, it has an air fork. I don't know if that's better or worse. But it's got but some technology it's, to it's it. It's advanced, right? Yamaha added a power valve recently. Yep. Um, but overall design is pretty much the same. It's a good Here's point. my thing. You, you, yeah. the, the cost between the KTM and the other brands is significant. So I think the Japanese want to keep the cost down for the people getting Entry into the level. sport. Right. And even though it's a, they turn into race machines... I think they leave it up to the consumer to decide if that's what they're doing or not. Well, so, Yamaha brought up an all-new 60, right? Not that long ago. Yeah, but um, the cost was still low. Right. Do you uh, Is Suzuki still making one? Yeah. They are. Still has uh, old-school grips on it, <laughs> it's the steel st- bars on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Same and, one that Marshall worked on. Buddy Antonez special still. Uh, yeah. Honda? No. Uh-uh. No. No they, two they strokes. They scrapped that, uh-uh. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're making 150s. Yeah, yeah. Still have that. Are they still making that 150? Yes. They are. Okay. Yeah. Remember that thing was going to change the game? It never did. It's too heavy for a yeah, nine-year-old. It's heavy, yeah. Right? yeah. And it didn't start very good, yeah, right. and it, the carburetor was jacked up. Right. I heard Yamaha had one back in the day. Did you ever hear about that? I did not. No. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yep. I don't know. I, don't, I think I saw it. Did I see it? The Dubok show? The Dubok ride it? Somebody, I have no oh, idea. Okay. I thought it's Doug. All right. From Mike Dizzer. Steve, is Evan Ferry making more money than you were as Timmy's mechanic? Well, I made $42,000, so I would, God, hope so. I mean. That was Yamaha pay. Dude, it was bad. That's what I started out on. I think uh, that was the base salary started out. My, my pay was so bad. I'm not kidding. This is a straight sto- true story. I got hired. They never told me the salary, right? They just never told me. Keith never. Nobody at Yamaha and told me. And how come you didn't ask? I know, but I was just so fucking, you know, couldn't Stoked. believe I got a job at Factory Yamaha. <clears throat> I, I got my first paycheck and I went in. I said, I think something's wrong here because I knew what factory guys are making, right? They're making fifty five, sixty five thousand. 65,000. Everybody was around there. Right. I talked to Shane Drew about it. You know what I mean? And I went in and I said, I think my paycheck's wrong. And they're like, no, that, that's $42,000 a year. And I'm like, 42000 Like what? Like I was making almost that at Moto Triple X. And then I wasn't getting any taxes on it, right? I could write everything off. Right. Are you getting insurance? Yeah. Okay. And 401k, which I was, right. you know, so so... There were some things that I was getting out of it, but I was like, 42 grand at Factory Yamaha? Like, what the fuck? And I asked Timmy. Timmy's like, oh, BK. Remember Brian Keeney? Yeah. Brian Keeney was getting 60. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not as experienced as him, so I get that. I shouldn't get 60 because I'm not as experienced as him. But 42? <laughs> it was bad. That was big problem with over there. Like I was just like, this is not good pay, guys. This is for the responsibility that I have and the hours that I got to work. This is not good pay when I can go to a privateer team and make 40 and get bonused out and or whatever. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I just and call my own shots and you know. But look where it brought you. I know. I just couldn't believe it. Full circle. What did you start a Honda? Do you remember? Ninety three. Man, I had a gosh. Where was that at? I want to say it was... You guys were contract, right? You weren't employees. You were contracted. We were contract. Yeah. yeah. 55, something like that. Yeah. So... It's pretty good. Honda's always been good for pay, so though. 10 yeah. years oh, earlier, yeah. Yeah. he's making $13,000 more than I am. Yep. On a contract where he can write everything off. Like, write everything off. Everybody that I've talked to that's worked at Honda says the pay's yeah. good. Yeah. I think Gothic was making 85 or 80 when he left. Gothic J, like he was, you know, their data guy had been there a long time. Like, that's awesome pay. That's a good job. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and Jeremy was good with bonuses? Yeah, Jeremy was really good. What's the most you made? Do you mm -hmm. remember from most one bonus. race or? No, the end of the year. Just, we'll, yeah, uh, just... Accumulate over the year. Oh, okay. Both titles and all the racing in Japan yep. and Europe yep. and all. It was, it was good. God, I can imagine. 50. And and I never, it was the biggest check I'd ever wrote in my life because we had to pay, had to pay quarterly taxes. Mm. And it, you know. Because you made so much, you got to pay. Well, quarter. no, because uh, as your contract, you yeah. so no tax are taken out, so you had to pay. You had to pay, pay, pay your pay taxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which I still don't do that. I do. I don't. I write a big check, and I, I'm so stupid. I just, I'm I so can. dumb. Yeah. I just write a check. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I do that. Every year, I tell myself, "Hey, make quarterlies," and every year, I don't. I pay quarterly because I can't do that. Right. Uh, Travis, you said 55k with inflation is now 99. Yes, that's based on 1993, right? Yeah. Yep, that's correct. So you're making 100k now, back then. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So uh, yeah, Timmy Ferry Evan is definitely making more than 42k. Because what they do with amateurs, really? Is, yeah, yeah. What they do with amateurs is they give you um, the bikes. They give you the bikes to sell. Right. So you sell all the bikes, and then they give you per race Bone. travel money. Right. Travel money, and that's pretty good, I guess. I was talking to Hymas, and yep. he makes bonuses for winning these local, you know, the amateur regionals and these things like that. So. And they get to sell all the bikes and parts, right? Which, by the way, yeah. he's fans of the show, him and his dad. Oh, they are? Yeah. I've you heard should, good things about him. You should be Team Hymas. Okay. Um, he's fly? He's a fly rider. Right. From I, Idaho. Well, that guy that owns Mesquite, Gary, Yep. was telling us about how the, he, the dad makes the kid wash his bikes and work at the he, dealership He or just something. rebuilt his own Kawasaki. He's right. sponsored by Kawasaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that kid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, all right. cool. All right. From Moto Moto Moto, this one's for the former factory mechanics. Uh, that's me. More for Skip, but yeah, you Fuck. too. <laughs> okay. The bikes have come a long way technologically. How much difference is there between wrenching on the older two-strokes versus newer four-strokes in a race setting? Slower engine swaps, less maintenance. Skip, you're the man. I never had a have to have. I did not have to have a laptop to work on the two-stroke. Right. Yeah. No, definitely not. Right. You know, and it's um, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah. There's the moving parts, and there's it's completely different. You know, you can't, there's, there's, well, I should say there's not, but there's not a lot of guys that are responsible for rebuilding their engines. Anymore. No, no. Private, you know? Some privateer guys for sure, but yeah, teams wise, no, no, yeah. definitely not. It used to take me a whole day. I would, it would be an eight hour day to take my motor apart, rebuild it, build it up. I'd be done at the end of the day. Four banger? Yeah, yeah. 450 motor. What about just race day prep though, as far as like 
between practices you're doing a clutch or yeah i think cl- that's what yeah. his question was yeah. more clutches, on race day yeah clutches uh all the time oil once doing oil before the night show leaving the oil in from the night show the week before changing it after practice putting in more fresh oil for the night show and changing clutch you know and the biggest thing the biggest thing that we deal we dealt with at, on the on our on the team that we were coming through um was we only we did not wash unless it was absolutely necessary yeah it's just we ran the risk of you know having some electrical issues right. and, and doing some different things there and you know as it turned out it was you know water wasn't the problem it was the soap you know, but oh. it took us a while to figure that out. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, so, it, it, you know, now, though, you're down on time. We had more time. Yeah. We had way more time yeah. back in those days. Um, now, if you, have, if you have to switch a motor, you have to have two guys. Right. And you have to have a third guy running around, pulling parts for you, doing some things, telling you how much time you have left. It's, it's everything you can do to get it turned around in 40 minutes. Yep. What was Jeremy's... Hard, what was he hard on the most? Which part part of the bike? Actually, he wasn't. He wasn't? No. He was hard on, uh, well, he would be hard on linkage bolts. That was what he was hard on because the way we had the bike set up for him and the way he wanted the bike set up was really low in the rear, a lot of big springs, a lot of yep. no no sag, you know, hmm. a lot of sag in the bike, wherever you want to, you know. So not a lot of preload on springs. 110, 115 mil? 120, 125. Okay. Oh, sure. you know, he wanted that thing low in the rear because it's that's was him. You know, if the seat touched him in his ass, that was his he, he that was, was yeah. his kryptonite. So right. we did. You know, it's like, hey, if the seat doesn't touch me in the ass, I'm good. So we figured out how to not touch. And even in outdoors, that same even thing. Even in outdoors, yeah. But down. it was more for Supercross. Um, but it was, uh, you know, you could tell. You pull the bike apart, <clears throat> pull the engine apart, and and I could not I could not have been at the race and just look at the engine. I could tell if you rode well or not. I'll be down. You know, on days that he didn't ride well, he would beat up the. You could see the shift forks and transmission would be a little hammered. On the on the nights that he rode perfect, he pulled apart and it was pristine. Hmm. You know. All right. This just in from one of the KTM off road guys. He said, "Tell Steve the pay hasn't changed. KTM Husky hires at forty eight right now." Yeah. See, you were way ahead. Of, see, you're way ahead. Was, of the program. They're, they're forty eight. I was forty two. Forty eight. Yeah, but. Do the math. What was seven thousand dollars or five, six thousand dollars worth? That's the guy who's tired. I don't know. And they're living down in Marietta, which is. I remember after the first year, I love Timmy Ferry. He was a great dude, obviously. But after the first year, I was so tired of working there for that money. The Mach One team offered me fifty-five contract. Keith Foss to work for uh, Yogi. Oh. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do that, and then Heather Voss. uh, No, she wasn't around anymore. And then I guess Yamaha found out that I was going to do that. You know, probably because Mach 1 Yamaha was probably asking factory Yamaha, hey, we, we're looking at one of your guys, or I don't know. So McCarty called me in the office and said, man, I know you're not. I know you're underpaid compared to other factory guys. Go to the Disnations. I'm going to fight for you. Come back from the Disnations. I'll get you more money. Like, I know you guys are underpaid, which we were. I come back. Meanwhile, the job for Mach 1 was already gone. You know, I got, you know this was three weeks later or whatever. And I come back, and he's like, I got you $1,200 more. A hundred dollars a month. Wow. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Cool. Cool. Great. Here I go back to the fucking coal mine. All right. From Todd Creek 531. In the John Eric interview, he noted that KTM was very happy that the gas gas is red. Is there anything behind that or simply because red is a cool color? Thought it was interesting how excited he seemed about that. Uh, You love John Eric. I do. It gets me pumped. (laughs) Uh, He was just talking about Honda being Honda. Honda's red. Gas gas is red, so they're. I think they're happy that 
a gas gas is red and beating a Honda every now and then. There's, there's something about this because even when I do some research and do the numbers on um, reads on my social posts or reads on my articles, Hondas are popular. All right. Gas gas now, I see the numbers are more than KTM. It's just, it has to be a color thing, I think. You think? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, red just looks good. Red and canary yellow. Look at those two colors. They inspire different thoughts and different feelings in people. Really? Okay. What are you drinking? What's it called? I don't know. Oh, my God. Fuck. Vanilla oak. Vanilla oak. It's good. I like it. I'm glad you do. Yep. From JVG 208. Is it time for an intervention for Marty Davalos? What would you guys do if you were his team manager? Mm. Uh, Marty has crashed every time. Every single main but one this year. And some of them multiple times. I don't know what I'm doing out there. That's what he tells me. What I, would you tell him, Skip? I don't I, I'd like to talk to a bunch of different riders back in the different eras. I just don't remember guys falling as much as they do now. If something as simple yeah. as a tip over or whatever it may be. Yeah. I just don't remember the guys that were at the, you know, top ten guys. They they didn't make uh, whether it's a mistake, I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah. I don't remember guys falling as much as they do now. Marty's fast as balls, but can you do? Can you fix that? You can't fix that. I don't feel like he's done this his whole career. No, uh, not like this. Well, not no. But last year, he had I just year. feel like you need to slow down a little bit. To he wants it too much. I feel like yeah. he wants to be up in the top five. You know, but just finish. Don't crash. I don't, part, part of you, I, don't, I just I'd like to know. Talk to these guys if they're even cognizant of you know. Are they? I always I always believe that they're not able to slow things down. So they're they're at the same level that their reactions are. So there's you're reacting. If something happens it's a reaction. Yeah, if something yeah. happens it's a reaction where you talk to some of the guys that have I mean even Ryan said it the last time we were here, you know, things happen. He, made, he, he would, made sense. He would slow it down. Things slow <laughs> down for him. I mean, I remember having a conversation with James Stewart about a start and how he avoided a crash. He could take a start that happened in 6.7 seconds and turn into a 30-minute conversation. Right. Right. I don't know the guys can do that today. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Marty definitely can't. No. Yeah. From Smorsky 281, Kiefer, at what point does filming your son sleeping become creepy? Oh. Oh, this is this That's is funny interesting. See, people take it the wrong way. No, no, this this we've this has been this has discussed. been what? this has been discussed. Uh, when? Where? Wow. With us? Wow. Yeah. Some father you are. Look, you have promised. Yes, and I'm going to get to that. Okay, well, that's what I I'm thought talking you were talking about. about with someone else. Oh. So the reason why I do it, because I think it's funny the way he sleeps. But, so yes, he, he's at the age now where he has <laughs> he has girls that follow me on, a, on social media. And see, he has brought this up to me. He's like, Dad, I appreciate if you do not film me when I'm sleeping in the morning. Because I'll go in there, Skip, with my, my phone, <laughs> open the door. I'm like, good morning. And he's like, with his hands down his pants. He's <laughs> shit's funny to me, right? So, but I understand he's a young kid. So I'm, he does like, he got in trouble there tonight. And I go, hey, Aiden, if there's something that I could do better as a parent, what would you want me to do? Because I'm giving him the opportunity. You can't do that, dude. He's like, I want you to stop filming when I'm sleeping, because it's it's jacked up, Dad. It's jacked up. Oh, People shit, follow Dad. you and they they know me and. I have my hand down my pants like Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were you more proud of? The fact that he knew who Al Bundy I, was? That's what I was uh -huh. like, yeah. done. Right. Done. 
from Vancers 10. Can Skip get Kiefer to take a sip of any Moto-themed brew? He tried. We tried. He asked. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I respect it. I'm, and, and I just never liked it. I've been uh, drunk twice in my life. I think Heather's seen me drink one time since we've been together in 18 years. Just don't don't find it. It's not good for me. All right. From Honda 101, who's going to have a better career, Sexton or Cincerillo? Cool. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, AC's up one nothing in championships. Right. Um, I don't see Sexton winning a 450 championship, do you, anytime soon? I can see him down the road. What do you mean down the road? Yeah, how, how soon is that? A couple years? What's a couple? Three? Three? Who do you see winning the championship first, Cincy or Sexton in those three years? I'm still an AC guy when it comes to that. I know he's had a rough year, but oh, they will come together. I, I mean, I don't know. I got I, I feel I, like they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, both are extremely talented riders. Both have amazing speed. Both have some mental errors at times. Um, I would say AC before Sexton, though. Okay. Skip. Man, up until I up until he, that the last get off that Sexton had, I just said Sexton, but right. I don't know. I I I I. I Man, flip a coin. Did you see his Instagram trying to do that jump? No. Oh, in Daytona, oh, he just launched this over that little roller thing that they had to break for. Yeah, yeah. He went off that and faced that tabletop. Off the wall. Off the wall. Yeah. But you know what I really appreciated was AC talking about his crash on the broadcast. Yeah, Yeah, and how how it happened. You know, and so you you my my immediate thought was is okay. How do you how do you see that before it happens? You know, how do you not let the, that happen again? Again, yeah. Right, and that's that seems to happen more often than it doesn't, or maybe he maybe he does see it more often, and maybe he's caught himself out there, you know, and not letting those things right. happen. But you know, he, he, but to his point, at least he defined what the problem was, and he was willing to take that risk and go out there and define what that problem was. So now you can fix it because if you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it. Right. So at least he's gone out there and has, has, has opened up and said, hey, this is what I did yeah. wrong. And he's always done that. He's always owned up to everything. Yeah, he has. He's owned his failures to yeah. the, you know, that's me. I failed. I got it. It's yeah. on me. And he's done fabulous at that. Yeah. But how do you avoid those in the future, right? That's, that's yeah. the only way he's going to win yeah. the title and, is to let like those know things that, don't right? happen. Yeah, yeah, he seems to know that. That was a slow, slow-mo crash. Oh, too. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are the ones that hurt Churchy the most. Yeah. All right. From Moto Racer 581, did Steve take out an insurance policy on RJ last year? In his pod with Myrtle, they joked about something like that, and Steve said all last year how he was invested. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I did take a policy on, on him. I thought I talked about this already. You did a little bit, yeah. but I don't think you told it. You, you told me, but you didn't. I don't know how much. Did you tell everybody how much you took out? I went into a policy with another person. For ten, I my half was ten k, mm-hmm. and it was uh, top three bonuses each race with Lloyd's of London policy, and he had to make it's called the excess. So you have to make a certain amount before you start making money, and I think his excess was fifty k, and it was fifty, twenty, ten top three. So if he got one win, he already was at the excess, and now you were making money, right? right. So I needed to make. He needed to make sixty k to for me to get my money back. Back right, and then anything over sixty k, 
I was now in, in the profit. So I went in with 10K. Which I, seemed good at the time. I thought new bike. Yes. Training with Alden. You know what I mean? Older veteran guy. I mean, I would have took that too. He that kind of like did deal. what Osborne. He was in Osborne's shoes. And I look at, look at that leap that Osborne took, right? right. But he was uh, at Daytona. He got third, I think. I think J-Mark got him late. And then so we were at 30K in excess. So he needed one more third place finish. 40K in excess. He needed one more third place finish to get into the money. And there was, what, four rounds left? And then he heard that Supercross was going to be in the fall. So he went and got his ACL fixed. And then they said, oh, Supercross is coming back to Salt Lake City. Seven rounds. And think about J-Mart. Remember J-Mart packed it in? Do you remember how weak that coast was? Yeah. It was Sexton and McElrath, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was in there. But anyways, yep, no go. I lost my 10K. 10K. No um, insurance policies this year? No, I, I asked around. They weren't very good. I think they've kind of wised up. I looked at one on Hunter for outdoors. Hunter Lawrence for outdoors. I just didn't like it, though. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a believer in RJ. So, he, he I bought the policy, and he ran a Pulp Mech sticker. So, you know, that's essentially what it is. It's a it's a, it's a a uh, advertising for Pulp Mechs. Yep. You know, technically. Mm-hmm. And he ran a Pulp sticker, and then uh, I was in board. I was on board for 10K. Lost it. Oh, yeah. Nice try, though. I know. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. All right. Yep. From ripping shiz up, A.A. Ron, Mookie, and Dylan have been rocking the Blue Crew 450s after the past four years of no one seemingly dialing them in. More to do with Star, or are they the taller, bigger, stronger riders folks always claimed would strive on them? I'm I'm really interested to see if they get better, what, what Aaron was talking about tonight, how they found something in chassis-wise. We'll see. Was it a Daytona thing? You know what I mean? Ferranis has been fast as shit. I well, yeah, but just listening to him talk tonight, yeah, yeah. uh, uh-uh. he that is something that's yeah. deep, deep, deep into him okay. that that changed, right? Because that the way he talked and how as fun as he mm-hmm. is, that that you he can tell like, in his tone of voice. No, no, they found yeah, something yeah. that yeah. that clicked with him because right. he directly told you, no, yeah, yeah. I want to keep doing good, yep. like yeah. yeah. He knew it. No, right? he knew it. He knew it. There was there was no right. smoke and mirrors about that at all. I hope so. But no, I think that's an interesting point though, is you know, what what was the difference? You know, was it the team? Is it engineering? Is it what is it? I think um I know that it lost some weight when they went to Star. I think it lost another seven or eight pounds. That's a lot. Yep. Um uh, I know the engine got a little bit different. The mufflers changed. So I don't think it's a huge change. I think little bits and pieces have helped. And then, like, I think what we've talked about on the show with Aaron, um, they know Aaron so well. That team knows Aaron um, better, so they kind of know what he wants. Um, I feel like with Gilly, with KYB over there, him helping these guys, and he's dedicating his whole time over there with these guys. And you know how that works when you have a guy dedicating his whole damn life to helping these guys create a better motorcycle like he is i think that also matters and not to say that didn't happen over at the factory team either but no but I, for me i think you hit on something as you know that they knew they know him you know because it's um i i find it interesting how difficult it is for some of these riders to articulate yeah yes what yes what they feel and and, it, and you have you spend so much time digging through so much stuff that there's there's and there's ways to do this in testing to where you can you know you can make the shock stiffer 
we were just talking about yeah, they feel yeah. stiffness, right? Yeah. You can do that four different ways. And each one is a character difference. And and if you do it, you do four things, you know, and then you, you find out, boom, 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 okay, he likes this one. Then you then you do four things again, and you come back and you find out and go, okay, it's a, char- it's a character thing that these guys want and mm-hmm. feel. And the, the, the crew that is able to find that character, man, then all of a sudden, instead of going like this, you just go bing, 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 bing. Because yeah. you outline the character of why yeah. that they have to straight line up. Yeah. Yeah. And so many guys forget to back check. So you, you, you test, you, you spread out your test, you find a progress. You spread out your test. Then you backtrack and you go back down and going, hey, did we verify this? And now all of a sudden, if you take it away from them, they have a different aspect of it. They can articulate that yeah. a little bit different. Right. And then you confirm, nope, this is the direction. And then bang, 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 bang. Writing, go, go, go. writing is a feeling. Writers feel. They don't know. An engineer can sit there and say, okay, I'm going to do this. They don't give a fuck. Right. It's a feel. You put something on, eh, okay, he, he's not in. A writer will know within one to two laps. He doesn't need to stay out there long. Like, Just like Aaron said, I tried something, boom. Boom. Don't fuck with it. Leave that on there. Right. Uh, it's, it's something as simple. Like if, if I was to put you in a box, put you in the back of a pickup truck, and accelerate to 60 miles an hour, you have a sensation of that 60 miles an hour and you have a sensation of how long you've been going down the road. If I take you and put you in a box and throw you on an elevator. Sounds fucked up, by the way, right? if you can do this. Yeah. Throw you on an elevator yeah. and I take you up at 60 miles an hour, you have no idea how fast you're moving. You feel that sensation originally of the G-forces right. on your body. Yep. But after that, you have no clue what's going, where you're at. Right. And on a motorcycle, the rider feels the same thing. They have no idea why the bike's lifting or when the bike's lifting. They just go, man, it's kicking me. Mm-hmm. Or they feel that lift or they feel that movement. And you've got to dig through it. And if someone knows it, and I always go back to you know, Bradshaw, he was, it's a huckabuckin'. When you find out what he means by huckabuckin', boom, you can fix it. Yeah, but yeah. if you don't know what huckabuckin' right. is, you're done. And yeah. these guys have a hard time articulating that. And, and the up and down movement and the stability of that motorcycle is critical in Supercross. Because if, if they land and they need to take that set, if that bike moves a little bit, man, they're backing off. Right. There's a in the testing world, we have testing terms that we try to use internally. That it's almost like a bible of terms, and everyone kind of knows those, right? I've always wanted to present that to other teams and say, here, have your team look at these terms and get everyone on this this bible of terms and get your riders to know what each term means, so when they give you feedback. Everyone's on the same page because in the production world, when we test with Honda, you know, we have these certain words and they know exactly what they're what they're saying. Trey came aboard. He's using these words and it's like we all yeah, jive yeah, together. Everybody knows what's going on. Right. right. Yep. All right. All right. From Brad Cox, 34. Kiefer, what do you think about the new tear-off collector that, bro- that ProGrip have come out with? Where Did it connects to the pin on your lens and your strap, and you pull the tear-offs, and it stays on the wire. That's As you know, most yeah. Euro racers can only run roll-offs. Right. So, obviously, it's illegal to litter, and you can't do it in Australia anymore. GPs um, go in that direction. So, the ProGrip's made this yeah. piece. You just tear it off, and it just goes around, and it kind of just flaps, flaps oh, over. Yeah. That'd yeah. be gnarly. I know. So I, you can still fucking hear it when you're riding, which right. is annoying because I've ripped some off before and have it caught. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I've, I, when I was watching these Italian races that I that they're on every week, I'm like, what is that? And I slowed it down, and one of the announcers started talking about it, and he's like, yeah, Progress is the only one that started this. So I think you're going to see more 
And it's a wire from the tear-off From to the where? post? Yeah. The tear-off pin. Yep. And yeah. then back by the, the strap. And it just it ends yep. up sticking over here by the strap. So it's not dangling down, but it's kind of yeah, yeah. flapping over here, right? Because right? you, you can see it. 24 or 48 things flapping in the back. Yeah. That'd be pretty gnarly. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. From Matty 820 Are Suzuki's racing efforts dead in the water? Are they in trouble or just in a holding pattern until a new model with actual changes is released? They just started releasing some of the new bikes to the media. I haven't got mine yet, but um, obviously nothing as much has changed besides that. But they app. are going to give them to you guys. I got a call. They haven't, they're not really reaching okay. out. Okay. So uh, I think they're scared to because they know they might get some uh, bad reviews. Uh, I talked to somebody on the inside that said they're done, that said they don't, they're not putting any effort in. They're not going to do anything. They have no commitment. They're done. I talked to another person that worked at Suzuki for a long time. And he told me they did the exact same thing in the mid eighties. Mm -hmm. They're building a new manufacturing plant in Japan. It was supposed to be done a few, a year, a couple years ago, but delays, earthquake, COVID. As soon as this plant is up and running, they will devote more money to racing. This is what this person told me is, is they pulled back because they're building this plant. And once the plant gets up and running, they will go back into racing. I don't know. So I heard both sides. They're still offering motorcycles. They're selling them. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. So I think it's a great spot for Suzuki to be in. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, you know, they should recreate a new bike. Their yeah. bike's a piece of trash. Dude, you can buy a Suzuki for $6,000, a brand new bike. And, and look at Honda still selling 2020s. Right. Like, that's, there's something to that, right? Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Hollywood 506 for Skip. We all know how amazing Jeremy is, a true role model, but give us a story on the one time he really pissed you off or worse, disappointed you like a sad dad. Disappointed me. Um, oh, man. I don't, I don't know that I have a dis... I don't, I don't recall anything like that. It was... Um, I think we probably struggled a little bit at, towards the end when... Um, we were at KTM. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was, um, we. Uh, I still have the letter. He wrote me a letter um, that uh, we weren't able to fix the problem we had, mm -hmm. and um, it took a year after after left, but got back and it was a it was an issue with the coil. There was an issue on certain G G loads oh, yeah. on the motorcycle. <clears throat> the coil would come unwound and mm -hmm. it would short. And the bike would hesitate and bog, um, and we couldn't figure it out. Right. And um, he he let me know that. Right. Like and as yeah. as, as he should yeah, have, yeah. you know. And that right. was the one thing. And I, I still have the letter he wrote. Right. Right. Um, which he took the time to write it, which was I yeah. thought really cool. Right. Hmm. You know. And um, it was down the lines of you know, hey, we've never had, you you know, we've always been able to fix something that was wrong. Right. You know, and we didn't. We weren't able to fix it. Yep. That was the, and I don't know that I was disappointed, but it, it was um, that was the only negative thing I think that I recall out of that. We right. just it was such a positive experience. You guys still talk? Oh yeah, not you know on a, on occasion more texting than talking. You know we talk every I don't know once a quarter maybe we talk some stuff. We're going to do some hopefully get a chance to do some more stuff now around the beers and stuff. But um, yeah, life takes over. Yeah. yeah. All right, last two. Uh, first one from Doctor Papa. How many engine cases has A-Ray broken in the last year? And actually, how do you even break a hole through them? Mind blown. It's not uncommon for that bike. He's... I don't know what's going on, though. 
Is it just too much compression? It revs. Is it, is it, is it, yeah. It's hard on motorcycles. Right. And then that's the rod going through the cases, right? Yeah. Um, I've had one on me do that, and I'm not very hard on motorcycles. Actually, I take that back. It wasn't on me. It was on my, my test guy, Joe Aloff. Joe had his go through. Joe is a rever as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but A-Ray, he is... He's not light on the bike. He's no. a, he rides very heavy on the machine. So when you ride heavy and you rev and A race fast, shit's gonna happen, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I look back on some bikes that he rode. I don't know if he's had that much problems before this. I know things have fell off and certain things like that, but engine yeah. troubles. I yeah. don't think he's had as much as he does now. Right. All right. From Keelan Wright, 762, for anyone who wants to answer. Do you think Kenny has already lost the mental game against Webb? It seemed like in his fourth place podium no, interview. Oh, stop it. This yeah, let's not it. finish that. Stop it. Kenny's Seems like he's playing right into Cooper's web. Nah. Oh, God. Stop it. Feel tired. <laughs> tired of that. Uh, all right. No! That's horrible. <laughs> That's the outro. Wow. That's the <laughs> what, outro. That scared the oh, shit out of me. I got to do it one more. That's horrible. There we go. <laughs> Motorsport.com tweeted talent segment. He's got an intro and an outro, oh everybody. There you uh, go. Hey, uh, good show tonight. Aaron Plessinger, Justin Bogle, Kyle Peters, Jericho. Jericho. Calling in also. Big so, hug guy. Yeah, big hug guy. Uh, Skip, thank you for coming in. Anytime. Let uh, me know. Huddle Brewery, down old part of Vegas. Go down if you're in town. What are you drinking? Check it out. Amber Oak. Oh. Amber Vanilla. How the fuck does he Vanilla not remember Oak. this? I don't know. I have... Eight million things going on here in front of me. Vanilla. Vanilla hey, oak. Hey, there's a reason why I only got paid 42 grand back then. Here we go. <laughs> Vanilla <laughs> oak. Hold on. F you, dude. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, AP, Bogle, uh, Peters, and, of course, Skip Norfolk. It's great to have Marshall you. Marshall Plum. Thanks for Marshall for calling in, too. Good to, good to hear from Marshall. As always, thanks to our sponsors of the show. Check out sponsor deals on publicmexshow.com for more uh, on that. Remember... After we're not here Monday, next Monday, we are here next Wednesday with David Villeman in studio. That's good. Good, oh, good God. That should be Cobra. amazing. Yeah, but they don't know shit. My yeah. favorite. That's yeah. my favorite guy. Oh, God. I need, I need some, uh, some like hot points to just talk to, like just to get us going. You know, just a few things like. I hope to God something happens really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Somebody takes somebody out and yes. he comes in with just guns a-blazing. Yes. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. Do we have the eat shit thing before we leave? Can we do that? Uh Wake up, Supercross. Eat, Supercross. Shit, Supercross. <laughs> Fuck, Supercross. <laughs> and sleep, Supercross. That's how you become a Supercross champion. It's, it's that easy. According to David Villeman. Uh So as always, Skip, thank you for coming in. Absolutely Appreciate it. it. Always a good time. Uh, Kiefer, thanks for coming thank in. Thank you. That was for your last show for a long time. So yeah, anything, I'll see you guys in the winter. Anything you want to say? <laughs> you guys in the winter time. All right. Mark's uh, nap time for you. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. You're thanks welcome. for thanks for sticking it out, mm-hmm. Talon. Thank you. Hey, thank uh, you. As always, uh, Tits will be in your chair for Wednesday. Yeah, already, he he won't, likes TV. I guess he's so already he's made it in. clear he's yeah. coming in. So uh, he calls the shots. Thanks to Pookie and uh, Swiss Core, of course, and uh, and thank you people for listening. Appreciate it. We're out of here. Yeah, and if you're bareback, and be careful, dude. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do. Playgirl magazine and I did it I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine I I mean spread man I pulled my butt apart and stuff and 
I was totally nude and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Speak my mouth, crushing your creed. 